the heart of where innovation, money, and power collide. In Silicon Valley and beyond, this is Bloomberg Technology with Emily Chang. I'm Caroline Hyde in New York, in for Emily Chang, and this is Bloomberg Technology. Coming up in the next hour, U.S. equities rose for a second day. That's as economic data, and while well, actually some hope surrounding Russia's war with Ukraine started to impact investors' choices, we'll bring you the latest in terms of the market moves. Plus, the growing cyber threat out of Russia after Ukraine's institutions were attacked. How big of a risk is there for the West as well? More on that later. And the amount of misinformation spreading online in the wake of Russia's invasion is growing, how platforms are handling their role in a burgeoning war. We'll get to all of that in but a moment. But first, the prospect of talks between Russia and Ukraine has been cast, well, hope, then doubt. The Kremlin saying Kiev stopped responding after rejecting Moscow's initial offer for a meeting in Minsk, Belarus. Nuremberg's Amory Horden is here with more, and in an odd way, the market seemed to grasp onto this hope that there could be talks between Ukraine and Russia. But tell us about the real truth here. Well, if there were to be, really the timing and the location would be incredibly important. So Russia first uh, decided that they would like to hold these talks in Minsk, Belarus, but that's not going to happen, given the fact that Lukashenko has allowed Russian troops to stay in Belarus and use that as a base to then invade on Ukraine from the northern border. And the Belarus border to the capital of Kiev is about two and a half hours or three hours, depending on which side of that river you you drive upon. So this is going to be incredibly interesting if these talks were to happen. But of course, one thing on the table is that President Putin want is a veto on Ukraine joining NATO, basically mm. neutralize Ukraine in terms of whether or not it would join NATO or not. And Ukraine has constantly said they want to maintain that path to NATO membership and keep that door open. Meanwhile, therefore, next steps that you're going to be paying attention to as we head towards the weekend, we've had so much of a global narrative, China weighing in. We've looked at other key leaders in the UK and NATO leaders. What next in terms of next steps for you? So today was really about upping the sanctions against Russia. So we saw that European capitals, as well as the White House, just confirming about an hour ago with Press Secretary Jen Psaki talking about the fact that they are going ahead with sanctioning Sergei Lavrov, the Russian foreign minister, as well as President Putin himself. But this is largely symbolic, giving most of his assets are relatively skim. That's official assets. But what's going to happen for the weekend, I think, is really going to depend on what happens on the ground in Ukraine. I imagine if there's anything on the diplomacy front, it'll be a lot of phone calls, but they'll probably wait until Monday, Caroline, if there's any more of this upping of the risk or the potential penalties for Russia when it comes to sanctions. Anne-Marie Horden, one of the busiest women out there this week. We hope you managed to get some rest. Thank you so much for that. Meanwhile, of course, the conflict in Ukraine has been top of mind all week, but investors Maybe taking a breath ahead of the weekend, maybe trying to reallocate amid what had been a significant sell-off during Thursday's trade to then rally higher. Ed Ludlow, bring us the Friday big moves for us. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right to position this as hope rather than substance on the talks. 
between Ukraine and Russia. But a lot of green on the screen. You see there the S&P 500, the main gauge of U.S. equities, up 2.25 percent. It's the biggest jump in a month. And it almost makes you forget the volatility of the week, right? Such big declines over Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday sessions because of what we saw in Ukraine. The Nasdaq 100, though, very tech-heavy index, kind of underperforming because don't forget Traders are trying to make up their mind now where we stand with the Fed and the outlook for rates. So note the U.S. 10-year yield there at 1.96% had been a little higher earlier in Friday. We're off by about a basis point, softer by a basis point. So a lot to consider going into the weekend, but a sigh of relief, um, which is interesting. Going to skip ahead to semiconductors. Semiconductors, really interesting one. A big focus of Thursday's sanctions package was restricting access to technology for Russia, semiconductors being a big part of that. You see the SOX, yes, we underperformed the S&P 500, but we're still up 1.6%. Um, well, though, those that are willing to discuss it, semiconductors companies are saying, well, if supply isn't going to Russia, we have a long list of customers waiting for chips, we'll just send it somewhere else. Demand is so great. NVIDIA are also interesting. They coming out with statements saying that they have had some kind of hack to their internal systems, not doing too much to the stock. It actually rose and saw a late gain in Friday's session, up 1.7%. And Ford, up 4%, despite idling one of its most profitable lines in Kansas City for the F-150. Why, Caroline? Shortage of semiconductors. Very quickly, let me talk about Dell, because 24 hours ago, you and I were so focused on Russia, Ukraine. This is Dell over the last six days, six straight days of declines. We had earnings for the fourth quarter Thursday night, a weak profit outlook. Why? Supply chain disruptions, rising costs. They can't service demand. I'm going to be mean. I know I shouldn't do this on a Friday, <laughs> but let me just read to you this long list of superlatives. The biggest drop since April 2020 for the stock on Friday. At one point, it was facing the biggest drop on record. The stock is at its lowest level since September of since September. And this run of six days of declines is the worst streak of declines since October of 2020. So something clearly not going right for Dell. Of course, such a legacy name in the world of technology. Mm. You might have missed that one for everything that's been going on in the world in the last 24 hours. Well done for shining a light on it because there's plenty we're missing amid well, what is a turbulent time in geopolitics and indeed the markets? Ed Ludlow, we thank you. Let's get even more insight on the tech sector's slightly remarkable moves. Dan Ives and Wedbush, who, of course, at the beginning of this week had said that really the situation in Ukraine couldn't have come at a worse time for tech. And then the bounce back. What is this? Is this that, you know, we'd seen so many bearish bets put on, that we'd seen so many shorts already that we sort of see the bounce back now? Look, I think it's the most oversold. It's the most oversold that I've seen tech stocks in the last six years. Mm -hmm. And I think that's essentially what's what's really playing out here. I think it was oversold in terms of tech. And now you're really starting to see a bounce back, especially with what's happened with the Fed. It's going to be a slower Fed hike. That's starting to get factored in 50 bips off the table. Mm -hmm. And it's oversold in terms of tech. That's why we saw the bounce back. Therefore, if we start to reassess what happens March 16th, if we don't think we're going to get a double hike, a 50 basis point move, if we start to tamper down our expectations for six, seven rate hikes over the course of the year, who wins, then, in the tech sector? Well, I think it's a combo. I think you've got to look at this. The large caps are going to be safety. Names like Microsoft, Apple, Intel, Cisco, safety blanket names. I think you see more and more rotation toward tech. I think you're starting to see a little more of a risk on dipping the toe in the water. 
And then you look at cybersecurity. I think some of these cybersecurity names, I, I, in my opinion, it's going to be the sector of tech that probably outperforms mm. the most, not just because I think valuations, the overall growth, and then you look at the Ukraine situation, that's going to be potentially a two to 300 bit talent. Names like Palo Alto, CrowdStrike, Zscale, or Okta, among others. And then and that's why this is one. You go into the weekend, despite the horrific situation in Ukraine, at least from a stock market perspective, tech feels like that oversold. And I, I think we're starting to put some sort of bottom in here, at least on tech. Okay, interesting. And I'm your perspective in terms of you know, the allocation to big tech as a haven or not. Do you think that it rides that wave in some way? Or is this really about trying to understand the valuation element to it all? I think part of it is valuations are, are way oversold, you know, relative. Obviously, from the beginning of the year, we see most tech down 20 percent, mm -hmm. a lot of these down 40, 50 percent relative to growth. I think it's some of the most attractive valuations we've seen going back 2015, 2016. But, but, but I think when you look at overall mm -hmm. growth, mm -hmm. which is important, that's not changing because of the situation here. And I think when you look at overall tech, that's really, really what's, I think, resonating with investors in terms of some of these levels. And lastly, what's sort of been overlooked perhaps is also some of the idiosyncratic news, some of the M&A news, you know, Zendesk and terminating deals. The, the, are we expecting fewer combinations here, consolidation here? Is there still plenty of opportunity to be had when we're thinking of those sorts of eventualities to make us want to get into certain tech names? Oh, I think there's going to be actually an acceleration of M&A because of what you're seeing on some of the oversold names from a valuation perspective. I think names like Microsoft are going to be aggressive when it comes to specific areas like cybersecurity. I think you'll see strategic M&A as well as financial. And this is something I think behind the scenes, you have a lot of investors really focused on you know which are some of these oversold names you'd be looking at. I think a lot of them are names like cybersecurity and some of the cloud names in particular, just way oversold. Dan Ives on the technicals, as well as some of the fundamentals at play. We thank you so much of Wedbush. He's just been a fond of knowledge when it comes to checking out what's on the Bloomberg terminal as well amid these dramatic days. Coming up, well, the growing threat of cyber attacks, which has been talking about the opportunity to buy into the stocks. Well, what about what's actually happening on the ground? Russia attacking Ukrainian servers during its military invasion. Could we expect a global cyber warfare here? We're going to be talking with Mandians, Sandra Joyce. That's next. This is Bloomberg. You don't have to move tanks, you don't have to move armories, you can just use your keyboard to get across what you think is, is an active uh, art of war in an asymmetric manner. So it's also something very difficult to move back against. So for example, if Russia strikes us with a cyber blow, what is the US going to do? And so that's definitely what he conceives as a, 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 an excellent use of his arsenal.
That was former U.S. Assistant Secretary for Homeland Security Matt Hayden there talking about the threat of cyber attacks from Russia, not just on Ukraine, but also here in the West. Let's bring in Mandian's head of global intelligence, Sandra Joyce, to talk a little bit more about that. The most phenomenal resume in terms of the amount of, well, master's degrees that you hold in cyber policy and international affairs. Just talk to us in the here and now, Sandra, what you are telling your clients, how worried they need to be. Well, what we're telling them is that they need to be prepared, but not to panic. The, the fact of the matter is that Russian cyber aggression has been going on for many years. And a lot of the preparations that organizations are making for ransomware and other attacks that are the same preparations that we're asking them to make today. Any industry groups that are more vulnerable than others or indeed that you feel could be under greater threat than others? Well, the risk of, of uh, reciprocal action against or cyber action against U.S. businesses, the risk of that does go up with the application of sanctions. And when we're looking at reciprocity, a lot of the sanctions are based on financial effects. Mm. We might expect to see some action against the financial sector, but it wouldn't be just limited to the financial sector if it were to happen. And that's because cyber attacks can create effects across all industries. Um, and, and that is really what I believe the Russian aggression is about. It's about um, creating fear, doubt, uncertainty, uh, and that's going to be very powerful if they can actually uh, get that done. Fear, doubt, uncertainty was certainly increased in Ukraine amid a, well, not one but two cyber attacks, which seem to be more DDoS distributed, denial of service attacks, uh, an inability to communicate, particularly with their front lines. But I'm interested in what types of attacks you might see in the Ukraine, but also perhaps closer to home. Is it that sort of attack or is it more ransomware that we need to fear? Well, what we should be thinking about is what is the effect that the Russian government would be trying to, to get? So they could use a very low sophistication technique like a DDoS attack, but what is accompanying with that are things like text messages. We saw this in Ukraine, text messages going out to banking customers, telling them that the, the banks were down, that they wouldn't be able to get their money. That is an effect that's really cognitive, it's psychological. Mm. I think that what we're gonna be seeing from that Russian playbook is a psychological attachment to any of the cyber actions that they're taking, trying to drive down the resolve of the people. Uh, the application of sanctions and their effectiveness is really driven by the willingness of the people to support them. And if Russia can get uh, you know, their, their target population, whether it's in Ukraine or elsewhere, to start doubting their government, to weaken their resolve, then they will have achieved the effect that they're looking for. Okay, so give us as a consumer, but also the clients that you speak to, a sort of quick 101 of what we should be looking for, how we should be acting in this current environment. Well, really what we need to be doing is looking for anomalies in our networks. We should already be practicing cyber hygiene. Mm -hmm. um, what, run that playbook. If you know that you're gonna be taking actions, uh, separating networks or segmenting them, uh, who's responsible for that? Is your general counsel part of your tabletop exercises? If not, they should be. And a lot of this will also require a, a connection to your, your PR or media relations team. Because if you are a, a target of, of significance, there certainly is going to be a lot of messaging around that. In fact, you can expect things like defacements or a narrative come out that could be completely fabricated. So really what organizations need to be doing is to prepare in the way that they would have been preparing for any 
ransomware attack or any type of other breach of their network, get the playbook in place and then remediate and press on because our resilience is very important here. It's mm. essential not to panic. Companies get breached every day and they do continue uh, once the remediation is complete. We, of course, talk a lot about defense, but we've started for, I feel like the first time to hear from uh, potentially the administration to talk about offense when it comes to cyber, well, attack to a certain degree. What do you think could be deployed to be able to, you know, take it back upon Russia in some way? Well, the U.S. military, of course, has every option available to them, and, and it doesn't need to be uh, a cyber response. In fact, if military action um, were to come, they would there would be quite a few different options. But one thing to remember here is there are multiple instruments of national power. If the United States decides that it's going to go on offense, it can go on offense in many ways, diplomatically, uh, economically, um, in, even in within the, the breadth of military tools, there are low-level um, you know, things that can be done all the way to some of the more sophisticated um, um, attacks that could happen. But really, it's not about the mode and mean of it. What it is, it's about the effect. What effect do you want to reach? And how is the most efficient application um, that you can put out there uh, to gain that effect? And quickly, Sandra, the people, at, well, the, the places these attacks are coming from, is it becoming easier and easier to identify very quickly? Because that seemed to have been what the case was, to ensure that we knew that these were coming from Russia, even if it wasn't exactly from the government itself. Well, we do know quite a bit about the Russian threat, uh, cyber threat apparatus. Over the several years that they have been conducting attacks, um, not only the governments, but also commercial companies like my own, have enumerated a lot of their capabilities. And so we know quite a bit about them. Uh, they've been operating in safe harbor in Russia or in, in adjacent areas for quite a number of years. So a lot is known about them. Uh, the the thing that gets tricky is that it is uh, they've been operating in an area where we have thus far not had jurisdiction or uh, a lot of options in order to stop the activity. Really great to get your expertise amid this current environment. Sandra Joyce, Mandiant Executive Vice President and Head of Global Intelligence. Pretty busy woman, I think. Meanwhile, coming up, YouTube, massively popular in Russia. And now Google is facing pressure to cut back on ties to pro-Russian channels. As this countries continue to sanction Russia, we'll discuss the knock-on effect for some US-based businesses. This is Bloomberg. With sanctions on Russia ramping up following its invasion of Ukraine, certain companies like, well, Google's YouTube are under pressure to remove or cut commercial ties with some of its most prolific pro-Russian channels. For more on this story, I'm joined by Bloomberg's Mark Bergen, who covers Google, of course, Alphabet, the parent company, and done a great deep dive on this. Just how deep do these relationships run, Mark? 
Yeah, that's that's hard to say. It's kind of a repeat of 2017. If you remember, there was a lot of criticism around uh, Russia today and uh, Russian influence after the 2016 election that clearly a lot of that was around some of the bot networks that hit Facebook and Twitter. But on YouTube, you know, Russia Today advertiser itself, you can go look at their English page as the, uh, the world's most popular news channel on YouTube. Uh, they're tremendously successful for 4 million subscribers. They built up uh, in, in part with a very aggressive digital strategy. And they're part of a network of, you know, there's some analysts that estimate close to 100 channels that have commercial ties to entities that are under, uh, they've been under sort of lesser sanctions prior to this past week. Uh, and now there are, you know, the EU and the UK and the US are introducing new sanctions that uh, impact individuals, either prominent TV journalists that have YouTube channels or members of the close to the Kremlin uh, that have connections with Russian media. And a lot of Russian media is very popular on, on YouTube. Interesting. So how does one go about cutting it? I mean, before we've seen them label, indeed, sort of some of these sorts of state funded videos and channels. But do you just cut it off entirely? How, how do you control it? Uh, so, you know, at this point, YouTube's only kind of come out and said that they're looking, they're paying a lot of attention to misinformation. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's been something we saw Senator Warner kind of call that out. His, his term was propaganda. Uh, the, the clear, I think, uh, commercial ties with, with YouTube is they run ads, right? They have a revenue split with all their YouTube channels. Uh, and so every ad you go and see, you know, I was just looking uh, earlier this morning, you know, the, a lot of these, at least in the U.S., they, they run commercials. That's a, a split with with YouTube, YouTube could decide to uh, demonetize and, and no longer run ads on those channels, uh -huh. which they have on, on in some cases. Uh, there are clearly even some former Google lawyers that are sort of calling for them to make more drastic measures and actually cut those channels off entirely. Interesting. Once again, very difficult conversations, I'm sure, being had at an executive level, Mark. To, is the response also, though, if it's not on Alphabet's own YouTube, it's being forced elsewhere. How much are we seeing still YouTube being used by such uh, news organizations or, or indeed state-funded organizations, or are they going on to other parts of the internet? Uh, so YouTube's been prominent. I mean, what the interesting thing about YouTube is that it's both popular in, in Russia for a lot of these state-backed media and sort of pro-Kremlin media. It's also been a huge uh, asset for the opposition. Uh, uh, Navalny, who's the opposition leader, uh, has a massively popular YouTube channel. YouTube often likes to point out that uh, in a country with tight controls of state media and broadcast, YouTube does offer avenues for criticism. Uh, and I think that's a fair and valid point. Uh, what's also happening is that they are under incredible amounts of pressure even prior to this past week from the Russian government uh, around, there's been this contention around uh, a particular YouTube channel that, that YouTube blocked. It was, uh, and then there was a court fine, and now they're paying a regular daily fine, Google is. Um, they're under increasing pressure, along with Facebook and, and Twitter, to take down accounts that the Russian government has, has told them uh, are either extremist or, or um, using the guise of misinformation. Mark Bergen, it's a great story. Go and read it. Google faces sanctions dilemma with pro-Russia YouTube channels. We thank you so much for breaking it all down for us. Stay well. Meanwhile, coming up, we continue the conversation on social media's role in all of this, really. Facebook, of course, parent company Meta, now weighing in after Russia said it was limiting access to the platform. We'll be discussing the ramifications, the roles, the duties, and the difficult conversations probably being held at executive levels across social media in the US. This is Next. This is Bloomberg.
This is Bloomberg Technology. I'm Caroline Hyde in New York. Now, as we headed into the end of what was a pretty tense week, to say the least, investors still making sense of how to navigate the situation, of course, between Russia and Ukraine. Ed Ludlow is here with what has been a remar remarkable rally, actually, into the end right. of the week. Yeah, it has. And you're, you're trying to work out what your exposure is in financial markets. You're also trying to work out which companies and stocks are going to be impacted in the short and long term. And this is a discussion we've got to have around social media, Meta, parent company of Facebook, and also Twitter, of course. You know, Meta coming out saying that Russian authorities ordered them to stop fact-checking and labeling posts on the Facebook platform by state-run media, to which Facebook declined to do so. An interesting analyst at Bloomberg Intelligence jumped on this really quickly, saying that in the case of Meta, you could see one to two percentage points of a hit to daily active users. But which company might benefit here? Twitter. Really interesting. We know this from the Olympics, right? We know this from the Super Bowl. Twitter is an event-driven platform, and Bloomberg Intelligence estimating they could actually get a short-term boost for their active users from what's going on on the ground in Russia and Ukraine, no matter how tense and difficult it is to see for afar. It's also interesting to see where capital's flowing. We look at some of the ETFs. I'd love to take a look at the ETF space on a Friday, Caroline. Arc is a name so familiar to us, right? This is the big fund, Cathy Wood and Arc. Money's been going into this fund last couple of days. Big gains over a two-day basis. I think 10.5% over the last 48 hours or so. But if you compare that to the Van Eck Russia ETF, which also saw a big rebound on Friday and saw inflows, you have to ask about what the psychology of investors is here. Because this was a big rebound, right, in the Van Eck ETF. That was a massive drop Wednesday, Thursday. This is an ETF that tracks Russian equities. Now you have people coming in. Are these bottom feeders? Are these guys coming in trying to buy the bottom? Or are they looking at shorting? Russian equity, short interest in that ETF gaining as well. But what's the rationale of going into ARK? If you look at the performance of these ETFs relative to their 52-week highs or over the last 12 months, in other words, we bring up the next board, there's a real difference in what's going on here. These are two very different ETFs tracking very different basket of stocks. But on a 52-week basis or a drawdown from a 52-week high, we are in pretty much the same place. So the point I'm making is investors seem to take stock on Friday and say, I'm going to go back into technology stocks. I'm going to go back a little bit into this ETF that's tracking Russian equities mm. and see what my exposure is going forward. Ed Ludlow, great way to wrap up an extraordinary week. We thank you so much. Now, we want to turn our attention to the role of social media in what's currently occurring in Ukraine. Russia, of course, no stranger to peddling mis disinformation especially now as it tries to shape the narrative of the war it created. It announced that it was restricting use of Facebook due to the company fact-checking content posted by state-run media. In a statement, Meta's Nick Clegg wrote, in part, ordinary Russians are using Meta's apps to express themselves and organize for action. We want them to continue to make their voices heard, share what's happening and organize. For more on all of this, I'm very pleased to be joined by Margarita Kunayev. She's the Associate Director for the Center of Security and Emerging Technology, along with Brett Schaefer. He's a Senior Fellow at the Alliance for Securing Democracy. Rita, first and foremost, what's the playbook we're currently seeing out of Russia at the moment? I think it's been a standard combination of things that we've seen before with an influx of some news messaging. It, is a reiteration of the narrative that NATO expansion has driven Russia to defend itself, which is obviously a disinformation tactic designed to justify the 
current attacks and a lot of the probably uh, atrocities that we'll be seeing increasingly so. Another emphasis is being put at dissuading ordinary Russians from taking a stand against the conflict and against the war. And I think we're soon are also going to be seeing uh, an argument that those domestic protests are being driven by external uh, CIA fomented uh, mm. those points that we've seen before. So in combination of targeting domestic audiences as well as looking externally, it's tools that Russia has uh, honed in its previous disinformation and disinformation campaigns in Ukraine and then in Syria, and now we're seeing it repeated again in a way that has been difficult to tackle for those media companies that you discussed earlier. Yeah, Brett, difficult to tackle, and particularly when Russia's sort of saying no longer wants to be using the, the, the meta platform in that respect. How do you see social media companies such as YouTube, oh my Google, Alphabet, Meta's, Facebook and Instagram, how do, you, how do you see them being able to respond to this in the real time? Yeah, I think it's going to be a real moment of reckoning for the U.S. social media companies. I mean, for years they have tried to be neutral platforms where they have allowed different perspectives to exist Yes, they have labeled Russian state media outlets as being Russian state media outlets, but they've also labeled U.S. government-funded state media outlets. I think at some point they may be forced into taking sides here. And frankly, that choice may not be theirs because I think the Russian government is going to continue to crack down on Western social media companies. Of course, we saw that today. But I think it's, it's possible, if not likely, at some point that the Russian government, if this, if this conflict continues to escalate, that they will just cut off access to Twitter, Facebook, Google for their own domestic population. And to that end, Rita, how effective would that be? Of course, we all know a VPN when we want to use one, but I'm interested as to what outlets already people are using, how much perhaps Ukraine, Rus Russian people have preempted the fact that it might be harder to access certain Western providers. Absolutely. And I think in modern society, you can never really hermetically seal a country anymore, especially a country that has already been integrated into um, the outside world. We're not talking about North Korea here uh, or even China. We're talking about a country that has been, Ukraine itself has been fully integrated into Europe and even the great parts of Russia are been European facing. So the apps that even if we're seeing, you know, reduced access to Facebook. Uh, we just talked about YouTube being a meaningful platform that regular Russians follow. They also use WhatsApp and Telegram, and those are apps that will continue to be a way for people to communicate. And at the same time, unfortunately, we're also seeing the spread of disinformation there. So I don't think Russia will be able to hermetically seal um, the internet as we know it here, but there's no argument that they will try to control the information that is reaching Russian citizens much more tightly. And Brett, to that point, you know, how how is it a good way of layman terms to be ensuring that you're not being targeted by misinformation, that we're not, I mean, we just heard of the cyber attacks that could occur, the ways in which they're sending text messages to people and the like. How do you feel that from a social media perspective, people can really try to, with rigor, understand what's true, what's not? Russia has significant information capabilities. 
And that starts, of course, with their state media outlets that are very active. They're very successful across multiple social media platforms. Those are the easy ones to deal with because we know what they are. They're attributable. So they can be labeled. Uh, information consumers understand where the information is coming from and the intent behind it. What gets a little bit trickier is Russia also has significant capabilities in the covert space. So we know that they've run troll farms. They've run pages presenting themselves as being sort of genuine American uh, political opinion pages, but of course have been connected back to Russia. So they have ways of messaging and a capability that doesn't make it entirely clear where the information is coming from. This is even very difficult for the social media companies to ferret out. Mm. So as information consumers, I think we just have to remain uh, vigilant and very skeptical because Russia has ways of reaching us that don't necessarily come through outlets that identify themselves as having a connection to the Russian government. And Rita, very briefly, the amount that's been spent by certain companies to beef up the AI, to ensure they can take down bots, to, you know, to be a fact checker of choice, do you think that's enough? Is there still so much work to be done or have they done all they can to a certain extent? I think there's a lot more to be done and not just in the that automatic uh, false actor bot space. There's a lot to be done in an area that we're uncomfortable to deal with. And it is the fact that, you know, like Brett mentioned, there are what appears to be legitimate Western political opinion formers that are then later discovered to be Russian bots or Russian uh, influencers masquerading somebody else. At the same time, we are also dealing with actual real people in the West who are of political influence one way or another, mm. who are whether intentionally or unintentionally end up amplifying a lot of the Russian messaging. And that is something that I think Americans and people throughout Europe should be much more cognizant of. Mm. Hold ourselves to account to Margarita Kanaev. We thank you so much. Brett Schaefer, real expertise from you both. We thank you for it. Have a good weekend. Meanwhile, coming up, the fight over control for information in the conflict between Russia and Ukraine. We're talking with Arweave, a decentralized storage network built on a blockchain-like data structure, and it's designed to provide permanent data storage, safe from state censorship. We'll discuss. This is Bloomberg. Now, of course, crypto has been a focus throughout the Ukraine-Russia tension, in large part because of the price moves, but also because of the ways in which maybe some oligarchs could or could not be using the technology. But also, let's talk a little bit about how we could use the technology, the underlying technology, not ideally, ideally blockchain per se, but this time Blockweave is something that we could be looking at. Arweave is a Berlin-based blockchain startup that built an archival platform for permanent data storage as a means to actually counter state censorship of online information sources. Our Weave founder, Sam Williams, joins us now. I'm very pleased to say so too does our lead in our crypto discussions, Bloomberg Shanali Basak. And Shanali, I want you to take it away first with Sam. Yeah, Sam, you know, I think this situation in Ukraine is such an interesting example of where storage decentralized could be applicable. Can you explain what's happening when it comes to Ukraine and the types of information you're able to store in a decentralized way? Yes, well, we think that 
in order to learn from the past effectively, we need to store the past in such a way that it's not going to be altered over time. So we built a ledger that is decentralized in nature. It stores its information in hundreds, if not thousands of places across the world, uh, and then backs that storage with a sustainable endowment. Um, and essentially what our community has done has created archiving bots that are putting approximately a million pieces of data a day into this system and replicating it around the world such they can't be altered in yeah, essentially forever. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about whether or not we're already seeing your technology being used? How are you de deploying effectively an ability to ensure that what is currently being written in history remains so? Well, we use cryptography to back the system in order to make sure that information can't be changed once it's put inside the network. And then we have a system similar to proof of work with Bitcoin, except we use uh, storage, essentially storing the data set as the work in the system. And that proves that the data has not changed over a large period of time. I'm wondering how people use the data after it's stored. You have this instance, for example, where Senator Pat Toomey had talked about Arweave's use of uh, the, the technology in order to store work when it comes to Apple Daily in China and the inability for the government to erase the information that surrounded Apple Daily. So how then does the U.S. or other people and actors and governments start to take a look at the data that is being stored? Well, I think the key thing is that, that information is available all across the world, not just in the US. So when a piece of data is stored inside Arweave, you can collect that data from hundreds, if not thousands of different places. So while China may have um, successfully, unfortunately, removed the stand or, or uh, Apple Daily from the internet, they really can't remove access to Arweave in any serious fashion. And that means that that information is still available to local populace if they want to access it. Just remind us of course, with every of the protocol tends to come, a token, the Arweave token in particular, how is it incentivizing people to be using your, your uh, particular provision? How many people are? Uh, using it on the uh, storing side or on the uh, hosting side, if you will. So, well, either way, it's, it's about hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people on the storing side. Um, and then there's hundreds, two thousands, depending on the time, about 900 right now, I think. Uh, data storers that are replicating that information around the world. Well, speaking of funds, <laughs> and you're announcing a, a fundraise, right? So what will you do with the funds? You know, you have some really interesting large backers, Andreessen Horowitz, blockchain capital, Coinbase Ventures. To what degree can you grow using the new funds? Well, I mean, we've, we've taken investment from many different people over, over the years, and also many of those people that you just mentioned will support the tokens just from the open market. But um, the key thing for us, I think, is backing new founders um, in the ecosystem that are using the technology that we've created to new use cases. So for example, our drive uh, projects in the RWB ecosystem just raised $18 million in order to uh, create enterprise uh, solutions on top of the system that allow you know, businesses to store their data in perpetuity as well, which of course is very important for compliance reasons sometimes. Mm. We want to be thanking you for your time, Sam Williams, of course, are we founder? And we want to thank Shanali Basak for bringing, helping us bring that interview and clearly some use cases currently being evolved as we look between the Russia and Ukraine uh, invasion. Coming up, what we can learn from Russia's history of cyber attacks and be better prepared against future threats. That's next.
Mr. Bloomberg. With Russia's invasion of Ukraine, it's been, of course, accompanied by cyber attacks actually preempting it to a certain extent. And now the question arises, how do you prepare for cyber conflict? Can you glean hints from history? Our next guest has some insights into just that. Chet Wisnowski is a threat hunter of sorts at security software company Sophos. It is great to have some time with you. and. Chet, talk to us about what we've learned in previous years, in previous, I mean, we've learned what perhaps sanctions do to Russia in their response. What has their response been in terms of cyber? Well, it's been quite a, uh, a history. Uh, you know, most nation states haven't really been caught doing too much. But with Russia, there was a lot of information to mine. Uh, there were, you know, they started doing cyber attacks against Estonia back in 2007 and followed that with uh, attacks against Georgia a little after that. Of course, there were attacks during the Crimean invasion uh, in 2014. Uh, we've even seen them mess with Kyrgyzstan and other uh, countries as well. And so we were kind of able to kind of put together a bit of a a map of things as you see there on the screen and depending on the types of attacks there's always a bit of a pattern to it which is uh, what we call denial of service but in mm -hmm. essence taking down you know news and government websites that kind of thing to create confusion uh, followed by a lot of other types of attacks talk to us about the other types because we've seen the ddos attacks so far in particular affecting ukraine but what next well, you know, we, we saw a little bit of activity earlier this week just before the land invasion, which is, again, something we've seen before in Russian operations, which are not attributed to Russia yet uh, by any government agency, but it's suspected uh, these so-called wiper attacks, which in essence is a, a computer virus that gets on your computer. And instead of uh, stealing information or things like that, it simply wipes the hard disk so the computer is inoperable mm. to sort of disrupt things. Uh, and we, we did see some of that on Wednesday this week, right? before the land invasion. Interesting. And we we're just talking to Sam Williams of Wildweave about how to be protecting your data and ensuring it can be stored for longer periods of time. Um, what about people in terms of how stressed the systems already are by the fact that many people are working from home at the moment? Is that, have we got the level of cybersecurity that we, we should have? Have we learned the lessons of past? Unfortunately, we're, our cybersecurity is not in good shape anywhere globally, and in particularly in Ukraine, where uh, you know resources were more limited than perhaps we have in the West uh, financially. But uh, the pandemic has not helped us either, right? Uh, we've we've opened more remote doors to provide access to our networks and our information than we normally would have, say, publicly facing, and as a result, uh, that is that many more opportunities for criminals or nation states to exploit that that openness. And in past, we've, of course, talked about the vulnerability of infrastructure, in particular power infrastructure and the like. Is that what we should be suspecting this time? What does history tell us about where we should look for vulnerabilities going forward? 
Uh, it's really hard to say. I mean, I'm not a political scientist, so I don't want to comment too much on uh, on the politics of it. But it would certainly seem at this point uh, we've moved into a phase where sort of non-state actors are taking over as sort of patriotic hackers, if you will. Um, the Ukrainian president Zelensky called on Ukrainian mm. patriots to try to hack back at Russia. Um, we've already, throughout the day today, it's been evolving. We've seen several criminal groups that are largely believed to be based in Russia make public public proclamations that they're going to come after U.S. and Western assets and, and retribution mm. uh, for the sanctions or whatever other penalties we're imposing on Russia. And so that's ransomware, is it, that they'll be coming after, do you think? Certainly, uh, ransomware groups are the ones that have been chattering, that's for sure. Um, they're not limited to ransomware necessarily. Uh, the one particular ransomware group known as Conti uh, has, uh, in our experience, uh, performed some of these wiping attacks when they weren't paid the ransom uh, in a previous ransom attempt. So they could certainly get even nastier than taking our data and simply uh, abuse access. They may have already footholds that they have inside of Western assets and just delete things to be disruptive. Chet, how many calls are you getting at the moment? So what are you doing to help your clients? Uh, well, it's it's a busy time, and uh, you know the the challenge for each individual organization is identifying what their weaknesses are, and on short notice, uh, what they may be able to do to try to mm. mitigate some of the risk of being victimized. And so, there's been a lot of uh, long, well thought out conversations with some of the larger clients, just having conversations about what can you do right now uh, to make the best of the situation, and what do you watch for to know that something may be underway where you may want to batten down the hatches. Well, one thing that we should look for? Well, uh, certainly um, we've seen a lot of abuse of unpatched networking equipment. So back to that uh, COVID pandemic mm. question, all of us working from home with VPNs and things, uh, the Russians have uh, persistently abused uh, those flaws when they're not fixed. And so certainly making sure those fixes are applied and monitoring the network very careful for unusual activity, especially things that may involve you know large quantities uh, of data being transported at off hours are often signs of an extortion or ransomware attack. Chet, really good to speak with you. Thank you so much. Chet Wisniewski. Thank you very much. Principal Research Scientist at Sophos. Meanwhile, that does it for this edition of Bloomberg Technology. You want to stick around though, Wall Street Week is up next. My colleague David Weston, of course, leading that as always. Larry Summers there to discuss and a real deep dive into an extraordinary week in where we actually saw US benchmarks close the week higher. He's going to be joined by Jane Harmon, president of the Wilson Center, alongside Kate Moore, CEO of BlackRock Global Allocation Team and former Treasury Secretary, as I mentioned, Larry Summers. Stay with him from a clearer New York, wishing you all a well weekend. This is Bloomberg.
All right, we should be live. It is February 24th, 2022. Still early in the softball season, but you know what? We got a lot to talk about. We have an Oklahoma team that is still dominating. It's not shocking they're dominating, but they're doing it at a really, really impressive level so far. My buddy Eric Lopez, you know, uh, you know, in, in this in the circle YouTube channel website podcast everything softball this is the man to go to subscribe to his channel for all your softball needs follow him on twitter victor anderson as well don't want to forget victor but um elo my man just um will we continue the everything that we've been looking forward to or just kind of like with this oklahoma softball team you know living up to the hype of going into this year and so far they are living up to it. Like we were dealing with nitpicking kind of that first weekend where it's like, ah, oh, they were, they were, they were struggling a little bit with UCLA, you know, the number three team in the country. But other than that, you know, I, I want to play this one clip from Patty Gasso talking about dealing with run rule games and how it might actually be hurting the team overall and uh, so here, here's Patty Gasso being asked about, you know, you're missing out on all these these innings, multiple. You're missing out on multiple games combined based on just being too good, basically. Let's hear what Patty Gasso has to say about that. It's interesting because people would think, what, why, what's wrong with a five-inning run rule? And for us, it just really isn't good for us because there are players on the bench that are trying to get in and get it bats. There's pitchers that are looking for innings. It's uh, kind of tough on those that are not everyday players and trying to squeeze them in and give them opportunity. It puts a little unnecessary pressure on them, but they feel it. They think I may not get another opportunity for a while. <laughs> First world problems, huh, Eric? <laughs> yeah. We, we're not happy that we're destroying everybody and run ruling them. We gotta get seven innings in, y'all. You know, I I I think I may have mentioned this, or I, I mentioned on Twitter is like, what is Patty Gasso gonna find to critique, or I don't want to say complain, but you gotta find the motivating factor. I didn't have it on my bingo card that we're winning too good. <laughs> Yeah, they smoked um, Houston twice, McNeese, Texas State, pretty good teams. Uh, that's uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I that's a that's a hard problem to have, and uh, I don't know what the solution to that is. You know, six inning run rolls, you just wait till the seventh to run roll. Like I, I think they would have to remove the the rule altogether. Uh, maybe, that, I, I can't... maybe that's what she's pushing for. Well, I make the jokes that on Twitter every week, and some people take it seriously, is like, this Oklahoma team's struggling. They're, I know they can put up double-digit runs in a single inning, and uh, only four? That's that's ridiculous. What is going on with this Patty Gasso team? But it, it's, it, it's we're a couple weeks in, and it's this is a, this is officially a problem for the depth of this team. And I, I guess if you're thinking long-term, going into – you know, the tournaments, super regionals and, you know, Oklahoma city, mind you, uh, you might, you might have to go to your bench once in a while. So, uh, <laughs> there is a possibility. <laughs> well, I, I don't think you're going to have to, the run rule will take care of itself. I mean, you're going to face better competition like this weekend. You're going to be in married Nutter, California. You got Arizona in that tournament, Tennessee, long beach state, 
You know, and you got, you got Arizona, Tennessee, and back to back for a doubleheader too. Yeah. Saturday, yeah. So I think you'll learn yeah. more on Saturday, and then they conclude with Utah before a rare, rare Monday night softball game at home, the home opener. Weather permitting. Uh, it gets men- <laughs> weather permitting. Keyword, good point, because there's weather's causing havoc through uh, some of these tournaments. Minnesota coming in uh, to play Oklahoma. And then the Sooners head out to Hawaii. Uh, and actually, that Minnesota game is a week after the Utah game. So, wow, they have a week off. Is that right? Wow. Okay. Well, well I, guess, I guess we got to take a look. Uh, yeah, they got uh, I guess so. Yeah, they, 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 they only got the yeah. one game. So, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm going to have to ask Coach Gasso if they have media availability. And plus, I might have to take advantage and put some requests in. Um, but anyway, so look, look I, I think we'll learn more about this team uh, this weekend, with and especially the Arizona and Tennessee. Tennessee has good pitching. Uh, with Ashley Rogers, who has been medically cleared to pitch in this tournament after a health scare last week in Clearwater. She's a top 10 pitcher in the sport. So if he she pitches against Oklahoma, that will be a really good test uh, for this team. But, uh, you know, it's good to know that, you know, five, you know, you have issues when you run rule teams that you can't get everybody in. But, uh, you know, what yeah, are you going to well, do? It's, 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 but that's not even their biggest problem. The biggest problem is they can't get uh, home runs they can't find them because the ball is crushed too much. That's the next well, one we're going to hear. And, and, and Patty talked about that at the presser uh, just a few days ago. Here's a uh, on Patty on a uh, Patty on a uh, Allo's um, being on fire and just uh, I don't believe they found the game tying or the 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 career you know number home tying home run yeah. number ninety five is still at large in the Houston on Houston's campus. So. To be quite honest, the way she went off out there, I wasn't ready for. I didn't expect it. So much so that our team, we had to get a GoPro and the dugout. I mean, it was happening very quickly. And we didn't want to miss the moment. And um, she had her dad and her grandmother and a ton of cousins and family members i mean a ton of them there holding up the flag from hawaii it was just really a, a really awesome moment to see and i think she just almost felt like she wanted to do it in front of all of her family that way let's hope that this next one doesn't get lost in a gutter or wherever it ended up i have no idea how it found its way in a drain if that's even true i i don't know if that's even a true story but that will go down in history as to where her tying ball went she went on to make mention i didn't cut this up because it was a little too uh she, she made a ninja turtles reference so props right. to patty gasso for uh you know bringing up my childhood i guess your childhood to some extent as well i was a ninja turtle kid growing up so, so correct uh, now I, I had to tell her later on in uh, when it was my turn to ask questions by the way the media session for this was insane it was football level-esque sean we went an hour and a half hour and a half talking to John i saw Hill. because like i was like i don't know i don't know if i have time to cut up all this audio there's a lot of audio to go through <laughs> i mean credit to oklahoma and, and everybody over there for to doing that but i asked coach gas i told gas because i've been gone i've gone to houston games i've covered that for many years on even years ucf plays there every other year 
you can lose a home run ball there. Like there, there's been balls that have been hit that have hit a car that's driving by. There's been balls that have gone all the way to the gas station across the street from where the home run is hit. It's so I actually believe it's not the first time I've heard a story where the ball gets lost in a drainage. I've had, uh, yeah, there's been stuff that has disappeared from that place. So, 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 Jay, and, so Jay and Silent Bob could be hanging out at the quick stop slash yep. gas station and then it's yep. like, check it out, Silent Bob. Yep, pretty Softball. much. I've seen it. I've seen it happen with my own eyes. So, uh, but of course, obviously, what? A, and she's right, by the way. I mean, it wasn't like this was expected. A week ago, Coach Castro was like, "Well, she's pressing. She's got six home runs to go. She's got sixty-five games to go." Next thing I know, this weekend, you know, I was covering the Clearwater tournament. UCF was beating Texas, which I know enjoyed some of your audience enjoyed that as Texas went winless. But next thing I know is Jocelyn Allo is hitting multiple home runs per game, and now all of a sudden she caught Lauren Chamberlain. Uh, tying her on Sunday with 95 home runs, and uh, it kind of came out of nowhere. I we I had to we had to uh, kind of readjust our Thursday podcast show. We actually aired a lot of the Allo and Chamberlain sound on our podcast because the next one is going to break the record. And it was cool to hear Allo and Chamberlain both talk about how they admire each other. They're friends. They met in Palm Springs in Allo's freshman year when Oklahoma played over there in California. And Lauren Chamberlain has been a big supporter of Jocelyn Allo. She's worn a Jocelyn Allo jersey she talked about. So Lauren is their biggest cheerleader when it comes to breaking this record, which is nice to see, uh, Sean, because Patty Gasso said that the last time when Lauren Chamberlain was chasing Stacey Newman, the UCLA great record, that was a lot more stressful because you had Shelby Penley and Lauren Chamberlain chasing that record so it was almost like you gotta you know people are saying well which one do you prefer to break the record it was very much more stressful than this one according to coach gasso so so basically uh she was trying to make a reference to uh roger maris and mickey mantle back in 61 she, yeah. she, I, I think she she went babe ruth and maris yeah. which um is not uh the great right. bambino was she's no longer a, around she's not a yankee baseball historian we found the flaw in patty so. gasso it's all good, uh, but but as I got the reference, um, I, I have seen the, the Billy Crystal HBO film, uh, so I learned all about no, Angela Maris because uh, I was not around back in those days. Uh, but um, overall, just uh, you know, we're all waiting for the the historic '96 home run, which I it would be the on the roll that she's on right now. It'd be absurd if she didn't hit it tomorrow. If not, it's going to happen sometime this weekend. You'd feel, but. Uh, you know, she also. Well, we did, we, I, I want to clue you in on this because me and Victor on the podcast did our prediction. When do we think she breaks the record? Do, do we? We both agreed we think she breaks it this weekend. Uh, you know, he predicted that they would break it. He that the first game. He thinks they're going to break it against Fullerton, which is the first game on Friday, two thirty mm -hmm. Central. I picked Long Beach State the second game as her breaking the record. Uh, some people. Uh, this is a hot topic. Some people have picked Utah and the last game as the one to break. Do you have a to go on a four game skid with no homers? Hmm. So what do you, uh, what do you think? What, what's your prediction here? I think it, I think she gets it out of the way tomorrow afternoon. I, I think you uh, for Fullerton. Yeah. Fullerton. So you're right. We are with Victor then you're on Victor's side. You saying first game right off the bat. Okay. Yeah. I, I think she, I don't think she's going to miss a beat. I think there's, there's going to be, 
there's going to be that obvious stress and anticipation every time she comes up to bat, but I think by the only way she doesn't get it in the first game is we keep going into this, 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 this troublesome run rule thing, you know, we got going like only playing five innings and, you know, she only hits, she only hits a bunch of RBIs and doubles and, you know, gets walked a couple of times. So, you know, those, those pesky RBIs and, you know, just like, so just knocking out of the park. So, but, uh, yeah, back to California, uh, uh, you, you will be able to listen to it on the franchise. So online, you'll be able to listen to it on the radio. How about, how about Chris Plank, man? Like, is there a non-football, non-basketball play-by-play guy as well-known right now as Chris Plank? Like, I mean, he's made a name for himself doing the softball. He He's, you know, he hosts Fox Sports National Radio on weekends from time to time I see him. He's always doing different stuff. I mean... It's the success of Oklahoma softball and Chris Plyke. It's been pretty remarkable, but here he is about to you know, call another uh, historical moment in, in Oklahoma softball. Yeah, uh, so he was there when the ball went down the drain, and he addressed every. He told everyone when I was listening on the Sooner Sports TV broadcast. Uh, so that's the only thing that I'm a little like. Uh, just uh, I, I wish we at least had the Sooner Sports broadcast, and I could listen to it with the with the you know the behind the plate setup, but. Uh, I will definitely have uh, the franchise on streaming uh, tomorrow afternoon for sure. And uh, I, I might have to make a quick trip to the DMV, though. Uh, so I'll have to do that early in the morning. But um, <laughs> other than that, um, just um, I'll definitely have that on for most of the weekend. And, uh, you know, obviously, you know, fo- follow OU Softball on Twitter as well, the official, because they're good at getting all the clips and everything you can that you need. Yeah, you better believe they're on top of it. I know in talking. It will have the GoPros ready this time. The GoPro is going to be set up for every game. And it's not a question of if she breaks the record. It's like what it's when and how high does that record go? Because I think she was asked uh, on Monday, like, you, you know, obviously she wants to get it into triple digits. I think that's very attainable at this point, considering we're only in February. Uh, but I don't think there's like a specific number attached to that, but she has a chance not just to break this thing, but, uh, I don't want to say unreachable, but you're, you're asking someone for four straight years to average 30 plus at this right. point to, uh, to, to catch well, that. Well, the name so that it, it was funny. You bring that up because Gasso mentioned that the name that people have brought up that might do it is Tiari Jennings. Uh, I was uh, that, that actually I do have a, a clip uh, oh. that I, I would love to that that is another clip that I have here so let's play that real quick really cements the Sooners as one of the best hitting programs to have played the college game as of right now uh, to me if someone could break Jossie's record it might be T.R.A. Jennings but What you're going to have to do now is average over 30 home runs over the the course of your four years, which is really, really hard to do. So I think it's going to hold strong for a while, but to have Lauren have it, Jossie take it, have... um, Shelby Penley in the race. I mean, it's just a celebration of hitting excellence in this program. And I just, you know, I credit our hitting coaches who have helped these guys get there along the way. So there you go. I kind of, um, 
you know, I uh, got ahead of myself there. Cause like, Oh wait, I have a clip. <laughs> so it's uh, amazing. Uh, I asked Lauren Chamberlain in the media availability, compare this offense to the offense she was a part of in 2013 that won the national title with Shelby Penley and Jessica Schultz. And yeah, it, 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 it the alums, it's very competitive. They're very supportive mm-hmm. of the current group. But yeah, they're like protective. That was, a, I mean, to me, I've always said, I've told you this. I think that 13 team is the best all around softball team I've ever seen. And, you know, and Chamberlain was like, hey, man, we got, you know, Ricketts and all, but these players are so good. And so she kind of shied away from the question, but it is amazing the job they've done here. They're building historic offenses here in Oklahoma. I mean, there is, there is not an offense at the level that Oklahoma has right now in college softball. It's really, and that's why they are the clear favorites. I mean, I watched Clearwater. I lost a lot of the teams. There's a gap. Uh, There's definitely a gap in the big 12. As I saw Oklahoma state, Texas are not at Oklahoma's level. They have not made up the ground. I thought they might. I think the only teams that could be a significant threat to Oklahoma is Alabama and possibly Washington because they have two of the best pitchers in Mm. the sport. But the problem is, you know, the big problem is Oklahoma's pitching's better. It might be better. How? I mean, I, I remember uh, a few years ago when it looked like uh, Oklahoma was probably going to win on their national championship, and Washington got in the way. Uh, def- they were great defensively. Great. It was a combination of great pitching and great defense that uh, shut down that offense. So uh, wh- that that program has given Oklahoma headaches in the past before. So it's it's funny you say that, but. Uh, same with Alabama, you know, when when the kind of like this current run of OU softball from like 2012 on, where they've only missed going to Oklahoma City once in that period, uh, has been an, an an amazing run for this program, and you know it'll continue to get better, and uh, hopefully, been sooner than later they'll have that new stadium ready to go, but. Uh, for the schedule that people, uh, in case you don't know, uh, you'll be able to listen to it on the franchise online. Uh, but um, if you have a Flow Softball account, you'll technically be able to watch it. It's thirty bucks if you're willing to drop for drop it. Uh, My advice so, is mute if you haven't mute it, mute the video. Unless the, unless the Chris Blank, yeah. Trust me, and I'm not just saying that because I'm a Chris Blank fan and I'm afraid of his. You're you're not going to be impressed with the broadcast and most of it. I, trust me. <laughs> you said it, not me, sir. Uh, but um, but we have CS uh, Cal State Fullerton tomorrow at two thirty Central, uh, followed by a, a doubleheader with Long Beach Long Beach State at uh, at five. Uh, then on Saturday, a great doubleheader, Arizona at at noon, and then Tennessee at two thirty Central. So, couple of ranked matchups there for Oklahoma. That will be their next big test like ucla was obviously the first big one this year uh and then they finish off with utah on sun, uh, uh sunday at a a, a late a, a brunch 11 a.m brunch so if you had a chance well, to well, it, it, and a couple of things about that tournament uh, cal state fullerton their head coach is kelly ford who's a sooner alum she played in oklahoma Pre Patty Gasso, which no, well, that, that goes way back then. Yeah, uh, so we I have talked to her about that. So she is a sooner, so that is the deal there. Uh, and then obviously Arizona and Tennessee, you know all about their tradition there. Then Utah on Sunday, the head coach is Amy Hogue, is a good friend of Patty Gasso. Her son, uh, obviously, has JT, the hitting coach at Oklahoma. Her other son is the hitting coach at Utah, and then the pitching coach for Utah is Paige Parker. 
So it's a Oklahoma reunion there for when the Utes and the Sooners mm. uh, compete there on that Sunday. You know, Coach Gasso told me about Mary Nutter. She expects a lot of Oklahoma fans. There's a lot of Sooner alums and fans in California. And uh, she says it's a pretty party-type atmosphere, like a, a deal there at Mary Nutter. And uh, let's, she says that beverages have been used by the fans there to uh, consume, <laughs> to enjoy themselves. So she expects a very good atmosphere there. Well, they go back out. As I, as I said, they're going back out to California. Uh, they come back home on March 7th for a, for one random game at home before they go back out even further. Uh, they're, they're just going out all to these warm weather areas, these warm weather, weather states. Can they bring some of it back from my folks back in Oklahoma? Because that weather is just killing my my family and friends back at home. I, I'm, Of course, you and I are here and just... Um, you know, the fastest rising city in, in the country, you know, Orlando, of course, you know, <laughs> you know, just like who wouldn't want to live in Orlando? Am I right, Eric? That's correct. That We're still, with... I, I heard uh, there was a piece, there, there was an olive branch between, um, you know, Mackenzie Milton, Dylan Gabriel recently. Yeah, so, they, uh... they've kind of, uh, yeah, they kind of <laughs> met middle ground there a little bit. So, uh, but, um, we'll but uh, yeah, so uh, there will be like a after this weekend, there will be um, a little bit of a brief pause for softball. But that that's okay because this next coming weekend for OU football recruiting, a lot of buzz for that junior day. A lot of big names coming up or that are being mentioned, and a lot of rumors about maybe a couple commitments happening on that weekend. So all you outsiders and doubters of this program. 2023 recruiting is looking really good for football, but um, but softball again just killing it right now. They're looking like uh, they're they are a runaway train on their way back to Oklahoma City. In fact, they will be playing in Oklahoma City in March. They'll they'll have five games at Hall of Fame Stadium. They're just gonna, you know, um, they're gonna get their spot in line already. They got a a big uh, Hall of Fame Classic Invitational there as well before they finally get to. Uh, no more invitationals after that, like a late March on the 22nds when they begin somewhat regular season play where, you know, they're either on the road or hosting. So, but overall, uh, a fun team to watch. If you have a chance to listen, you know, watch on any streams, this is your chance. Uh, uh, I don't know what the TV broadcast is for the future. Some games are known. I know the, the game against Kentucky will be on the SEC network on the 22nd yep. of March. So, uh, there's, of course, for people in Oklahoma, Bally Sports will have a lot of games, of course. But uh, hopefully ESPN Plus will start picking up more and more. Well, I knew they're going to be on the ESPN regular stuff uh, later in the year. I know that Oklahoma State series is going to be on all the ESPN networks. I think that Thursday night game, a Thursday night primetime game, I believe, with Oklahoma State, that's going to do a big number. This UCLA-FSU game that was played on Sunday night, the most watched regular season game for softball since 2015. I wrote about that on extra inning softball. I broke the story there. 620,000 viewers, top 20 cable TV show in that 18 to 49 demo, which as you know, is a mm-hmm. very important demographic. It's a very important demographic as we talk about in other, in other aspects of uh, things that we enjoy. Uh, but, um, you, you know, it's a uh, big Oki bringing up. Uh, I, Batty did mention like uh, there was um you know, the, the stress and the, the, the distraction of softball and how academics are still important. You're still a college well, student. That was a couple of years the- ago when, when, he, when she was talking about was Jocelyn Allo where she went on a break from the team. 
that was her sophomore year, and mm-hmm. they've kind of joked about it since. Where she like she was on a you know she's like, hey, I've never been to Kansas. Like really, yeah, I was on a cruise when you guys played here last time, you know. And so <laughs> that's all they've said about it. But you know, she overcame a lot of stuff that year and grew up. And Patty mentioned it that look, if you got to get your schoolwork done, and she wasn't you know on top of things, and uh, you know, yeah, the coach Castle will make sure you're you keep you on a straight and narrow there from that standpoint. Definitely, uh, but uh, for when it comes to softball, definitely uh, not, not just Jocelyn Owl. I'm looking forward to seeing how, if Jordy Ball can continue to make this amazing freshman run. Well, that's the big story is the pitching staff. Obviously, Allo's getting a lot of the attention. I'm really interested in that Tennessee game because I think Tennessee can hit. Chris Malvo is their new hitting coach. Uh, he's one of the better hitting coaches in the sport. They got talent on that offense. I told you about the pitching staff. I'm really interested to see how this Oklahoma pitching staff, which really – you know, Jordy Ball against UCLA. But other than that, they haven't been threatened. I'm curious to see how they handle a, a team like Tennessee that has a good offense. Arizona has a pretty good offense, but they're young. Uh, they're Caitlin Lowe's the head coach. I'll be curious to see how they handle the atmosphere in a teams like Arizona and Tennessee that might push them a little bit, uh, this pitching staff. I mean, you mentioned Jordy Ball, but Hope Trotwine has done very well. And the Cold May. So, you know, it'll be interesting. Are, are, are you saying we might actually have to play seven innings or I more? Have, maybe. Seven. Is that allowed? I was like, okay. You might, you might have to. Yeah. We don't, we're, 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 this Oklahoma team is like, this is, here's a reference. They're kind of like Hulk Hogan in the, the early, his early WWF run where he would want to do the first match or the middle match and get out and go home early and let someone else be the last match on the card. <laughs> That's a that's a deep reference. Okay, so softball again, doing great. Uh, big weekend. Number one team in all the land. Uh, there's no nowhere else to go but down at this point. So you gotta can you maintain? Can you, you're on top of the mountain, but there's always people climbing up trying to knock you off. So definitely something to especially those of you that maybe are you know disappointed with the basketball turn there. You, you got something <sighs> to turn yourself into. Uh, basketball was a mistake. Um, <laughs> just was this team's that team's just not good this year unfortunately even with looks like they ran out of gas don't you feel like they're on empty the the grove brothers just they kind of they're kind of a disappointment overall i hate to say it but they're just they didn't live up to i don't know what kind of hype they had but it's just early on it felt like they could be something but they're they're on that bubble right now. If if they don't win on Saturday, if they don't beat Oklahoma State at home, they don't deserve to go to the tournament in my mind. So they, they gotta win. They gotta win these. Like listen, losing to Texas Tech is no shame. Getting killed by Iowa State is like okay, but they gotta find a way to pull together and finish out strong. Because if they don't, uh, I don't see them going. I think they're gonna be on the bubble. That bubble's gonna burst. But I agree. anyway, um. This is kind of like kind of old news for some people, but we did that. We, we talked about a little bit about this uh, last week, kind of briefly mentioned. Then the next day, uh, last Friday, uh, the college football playoff expansion is officially on hold because we have no one in charge of the sport. <laughs> and just cutting off, cutting off your nose to spite your face is kind of what the ACC, the PAC 12 and the big 10 and the big 12 have all done. It seems Um, everything seemed to be, we were about to rubber stamp a 12 team playoff, how exactly we're going to go about it. We're all going to be fine too, but everyone seemed to be on board for 12. (laughs) Then OU in Texas happened. uh, Moving to the SEC. 
and feelings got hurt and all of a sudden we're not having a 12 team playoff yet. So we're going to have this four teamer. It's going to run through its contract. All the games will be on ESPN, ABC, all that stuff up through the 2025 season. The contract expires. So people are asking, so uh, we're going to know what's going to continue probably by the summer of 24 because th- this isn't going to be done in the 11th hour we're like oh we got to extend the playoff no they're going to have every they're going to know what they're going to want to do in a couple years but the question remains is that you basically set yourself up if you're the rest of college football and a, a non-sec power you have basically allowed the sec to control this playoff um they are going to get two teams in every year now regardless because the standard has been set and you've seen not one but two championship games that frankly have been pretty good overall i mean i think the first one was the best one obviously the overtime walk-off touchdown with bama but georgia winning was pretty competitive until it was sealed late but you, you basically allowed the SEC, for good or bad, are going to more than likely get two teams in. The Big Ten is likely going to get a team in, probably Ohio State on the reg. And now if you're the ACC, the Big 12, the Pac-12, you're fi- and Notre Dame, you're all fighting for one spot. And you left nearly half a billion dollars on the table. Your thoughts? <laughs> well, Notre Dame was four. The three teams, that the three leagues that turned it down was the ACC, the Big Ten, and uh, the Pac-12. The Alliance! Yeah, the yeah. Alliance. Remember remember when I was excited about the Alliance? Man, the, I, everything's moving, Eric. And then we found out what it was. Uh, oh, really? It's... It, it, that's what it was? Like, uh, I thought something was actually happening. And then we well, talked Well, it happened, it. all right. They blocked the playoff. Um, <laughs> they blocked the playoff from happening. That's what they, but look, here's what I think this is going on. This is beyond on the field now. I think the Big Ten and the Pac-12, to some extent, they're blocking this, I think, because they don't want this to be an ESPN-only playoff. I think they want this contract to run out. They want other networks involved. You know that the Big Ten wants Fox involved. The Fox owns a piece of the Big Ten network. So, And you know the Pac-12 usually is like that little brother of the Big Ten. They'll do whatever the Big Ten tells them to do, right? Mm -hmm. So, Right. The ACC is the one that's interesting because they have a deal with ESPN. And I think part of their issue there is I think they have a network. (laughs) They have a network. I think the reason why they turned it down is they know they are in the weakest position if they go to 12. In other words, they are the likely team to have the fewest teams in the playoff. Like if you think of the ACC, Really, they've benefited when a Clemson or Florida State just dominate the league and get the team in the playoff. They really have not had a, quote, second or a third team that you're like, hey, this team should be in the playoff. So I wonder if the ACC's perspective is we're not at a position of strength at this moment going to 12 because every year we might only have one, maybe two teams in the playoff. Is that selfish? Yes, it is. But these people are selfish in general. But, um, but, but Eric, like – I know I'm getting ahead of myself, but Clemson just had a huge turnover in staff. And I know Dabo is still there. I'll give respect where it's due. Florida State is still trying to figure things out. I mean, Mac Brown in North Carolina, I don't know how consistent that's going to 
be, even though we thought it was gonna they were gonna be good this this past year. They weren't. They need to worry about getting one team, let alone multiple teams. Right, right, right. But I think what they feel like is they have a better shot of getting, and, and I'm not saying I agree, but I'm just telling you, I think from their perspective, they believe at the short term, we have a better shot of getting one team into the four is better financially than getting one team out of 12, you know, from a splitting the pie standpoint. I don't think they want to share money with some of the other conferences, i.e. the, you know, the G5s. I think that's the issue. I, the ACC one of the three is the most, I, I just, a head scratcher to me a little bit. You know, the Pac-12, I would say, is a second head scratcher, except they always do what the Big Ten tells them to do, so maybe we shouldn't be surprised. And the Big Ten clearly is being a bully here. They don't want the SEC to run the sport, and they're like, they're trying to show their muscle. And again, I think they want multiple networks to be part of the playoff. Uh, my thing well, is, they should not have jumped the gun and announced all this 12-team playoff and get people's hopes up without realizing, hey, there might be some things we don't agree on, like whether there should be automatic bids or not automatic bids. It's like everybody, they jumped the gun, and then you mentioned once Oklahoma and and uh, Texas left, now they're like, oh, well, the SEC is just controlling all of this, and I, which is funny because the SEC is going to benefit no matter what you do. If you exactly. Say, so, so Greg Sankey's like, oh, you don't want to expand to 12? All right. As he kicks back on his, uh, he put, props his feet up on his desk and, you know, smokes a cigar, watches replays of the championship game with two of his teams. That's happened twice already. It's like, right. all right. I just, this contract was going to get renegotiated anyway for 26 and you left nearly half a billion on the table. Like that's free money, considering. Right. I just think that these conferences now are paranoid of the SEC and ESPN controlling the college football playoff, and I think they're like, no, we rather let the clock run out and have this be an open bid and get to the networks. I'm not saying that I totally agree with it, but I think that's the perspective they're coming from. And I will say this: I think if you have more networks involved, you can make more money. We've seen this in the NFL. We see this in baseball. We see this with the NCAA tournament in basketball, how they have CBS and Turner involved. Uh, but there are, I think there are some questions that they have to address. For example, if you go to 12, is the bowl? And then we haven't even brought up the bowl contracts, in particular the Rose Bowl, which somehow mm, is – we got to please that master. Right. And that's the problem. There's so many contracts involved that I think they feel that in twenty by 2026, they'll have a, all a clean slate and they can start. Like, are you going to play the games on campus? Are they going to be on a neutral field? Is it going to be on a bowl, uh, bowl games? Are you going to cap how many teams? Because that's one of the things they were trying to push, and the SEC is like, wait a minute. Why should we cap at how many teams each conference gets? Like, if we have five of the best 12 teams in the country, why shouldn't we get five teams in? That's been a big debate. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one thing you're dealing with a 68-team basketball tournament, and, you know, you could have all the teams you want. But I, I listen, like, I, I think if, whether you want to put a cap in it or not, it, at some point, you, you know what teams are good and what teams aren't in your conference. Like, you play a regular season. Like, two, okay. I think there were some years where you could argue three for the SEC you could have argued three potentially, but I think those are very rare years. And right now there's only two teams currently in that conference who are right, clearly year in, when, year out dominate. When Oklahoma, when you're adding Oklahoma and Texas, though, who's to say you can't get three or four in, right? It could be an Alabama, an Oklahoma. And, no, uh, of you know course I mean? not. But, 
And I think no. that's what some of the other conferences are concerned about is, wait a minute, is that why Oklahoma and Texas are going to the SEC? Because they think they can just, you know, turn the playoff into an invitational. I think they're paranoid. I think they're kind of that – they're so shocked. They feel so shocked from the what happened to Oklahoma and Texas that they don't trust ESPN or, or the SEC right now. Uh, whether you well, agree with it, I don't think they trust them. And then you got Sankey saying, "He's like, oh, okay, well, maybe we won't support a twelve-team playoff next yeah. time or whatever." And so he he's a you know he's he's peacocking a little bit, you know he's he's a got his feathers out or whatever. But I, I just you know I I I think about this, and you know Oklahoma Texas going to the SEC is huge, and you know, it's going to continue to be a story until we actually find out when it's going to happen, and uh, but. You remember all the rumors about? Oh, I hear they're contacting Ohio State, and Michigan, and they're doing this and that. It's just like, it's like that's not going to happen. But you have to wonder at some point if how long this is going to drag out, and how bitter this gets. Am I crazy to think it could come to a point? Because we we look at it as the SEC, it's regional, it's the Southeastern Conference, but. You know, I I think back to one of my favorite like uh, anime cartoons, uh, Futurama, where Bender's on the moon and he gets kicked out. I was like, oh yeah, I'll go start my own theme park with blackjack and hookers. On second thought, forget about the theme park. But the point of the matter is, could Greg Sankey just be like, you know, maybe I'll start my own postseason. Maybe I'll yes, absolutely. maybe I'll just, maybe I'll right. just build. Maybe maybe I will poach Ohio State, Michigan and USC and a bunch of brand name teams. And do, do we need Minnesota? Do we need Oregon state? I agree. And I think that's part of this game plan as well, that we could be headed for down the road. If this situation kind of depends on how it plays out, by the way, I think it's something to also to bring up conference USA right now. is in a legal, legal war between the, the schools and the schools I am entertained brand. by that, by the way, but please well, continue. But, but, but I think it's important because this could affect Oklahoma. Like Marshall and UCUS, Marshall's trying to leave, like to like now, 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 yeah. And and CUSA is taking them, trying to take them to court and all that. Some of the early reporting we're going to monitor this is they believe that Marshall will win that case if it goes to court. And the belief is if they win that case, that's going to make it easier for schools to bolt conferences and not wait the extra time. So what I'm saying is, let's say if Marshall wins their case and the courts say, no, you have no legal rationale for keeping them in this conference. If they're, you know, do, you know, do this, I could see Oklahoma and Texas say, you know what, we're going to bowl here. Here's the check we're going to give you. You're going to accept it. And we're going to say goodbye. I, I do wonder depending on what happens in that Conference USA situation, because that's right now they're dealing with that, if you could see a rippling effect where other conference teams are like, well, why do we have to wait two or three years? If they can leave now, why can't we leave too and threaten? And you might see maybe now that might uh, motivate a lot of all the parties to, you know, like the Big 12 in Oklahoma and Texas to reach a deal that maybe they're not motivated to do right now. Well, it's the, you know, there's the feeling that, you know, there was a slight chance maybe it could happen this year for 22. And then it's like, okay, it's going to happen in 23. But 
I have I get the feeling that if we don't get if we if we get to the early part of the summer, if we get into June, July, and we don't start hearing at least talk or scuttlebutt or whatever about the move happening, I don't think it's gonna happen in twenty three. But you to your wow. point. Wow. You like that, 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 no, 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 no. Like this is this is just the, in the past few days. I'm like, you know, if we don't hear something in the summer about right. like when you know, all right, something's at least people rumors or this that. If we don't even hear anything, something can akin to that. Maybe it won't happen in twenty three. Maybe they'll because would it benefit Oklahoma and Texas in theory? You know, now that the playoff is not expanding till twenty six potentially. Would it benefit them to wait it out at this point? I don't want that to happen, mind you. I want them to get in going in 23. I'm ready to go. As a fan, I want to see that happen. I'm not afraid of like, oh, is Oklahoma not ready because they're rebuilding? With I don't care about that. I'm ready to go play SEC football in 2023. But is there a thought? It's like, you know, you know depending how this case goes and maybe we just wait it out and maybe Brent can get a few Big 12 titles under his belt and you know, he, he's still recruiting very well. You know, Texas, you know, if anyone needs to wait, it's Texas. Because <laughs> I think I think Oklahoma would be fine in a year or two. Texas, on the other hand, oh boy, do they need <laughs> they need a couple of more recruiting glasses under Sark to get like, you know, something re- resembling what Texas football used to look like. So Chris Vanini wrote about it, it and he quoted, he's obtained the restraining. There's a restraining order. Okay, this is... <laughs> I mean, a restraining order motion against Conference USA by Marshall. And it's pretty strong in Marshall's favor. The quote is, the courts finds that Marshall faces immediate and irreparable injury and is likely to succeed on its mer- on the merits. And that's why I think you're going to see these, the Oklahomas, the everybody that's in the pending move. They're going to see how this plays out with Conference USA and Marshall and some of the other members. Because if the courts favor a certain way, I think that's going to put pressure to get a deal done. Because if you're the so, Big so, Twelve, you don't you don't want all of a sudden Oklahoma and Texas to go. All right, we'll just take you to court, and they're like, no, 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 wait. I I I'm actually optimistic, uh, because you say, well, you, if you don't hear anything, well, remember we didn't hear about Oklahoma and Texas leaving until well. Right, but the cat's out of the bag and people talk at parties and everything loosely. I I think this summer, I hope you don't have vacation plans this summer because. (laughs) Well, we don't, don't, Eric, we live in the fastest growing city in in America. So why would we want to go anywhere? (laughs) I think we're going to see a lot of chatter this summer. And I think because, you know, UCF and Cincinnati and Houston, they're in the same boat. Technically, they don't join the Big 12 till 2024. They're trying to negotiate with the American to try to get out of there sooner. So, I mean, everybody's kind of, there's a lot of schools and conferences in the same boat. And I just, to me, holding somebody else for another year or two years, it's just dumb. I think at some point, and I think this court situation with conference USA, even though it's like, what are you talking about? It's USA, it's small potatoes. I think if a, if the courts vote in favor of the schools to bolt CUSA, I think you're going to see these conferences all of a sudden come to the table and say, "All right, maybe you can't give us 80 million, but give us 40, and we'll and we'll shake in hands and, and wish you well." I, I would not be surprised if you see that, uh, you know, late this spring and this summer. But again, it all depends on this court hearings. I think this is pretty important. It, it's kind of amazing how 
I find this fascinating how the Sun Belt is slowly becoming this amazing mid-major G5 league and how there's a lot of passion in that league, you know, and how everybody just hates Coastal Carolina. <laughs> just whatever he's like, Coastal Carolina are the new bad guys in the, the Sun Belt. And it is just, you know, you got Appalachian State and uh, all of a sudden it's like I, some, I read somewhere someone was calling it SEC Junior. That's what they're calling wow. the Sun Belt is SEC Junior, basically. Not when it comes to you know winning, but it just comes to, there's a lot of passion and a lot of like the fan bases are, are chirping and it's a it's a it's a lot of like like when it comes to Liberty, Liberty and Coastal are chirping a lot and it's like it, it's slowly becoming a like a fun co- a league to watch, just based on who's chirping. Yeah, on no, the it's gonna be fun. And I do think, by the way, all this conference realignment stuff, I think, has also played a factor. And I think some of the conferences thinking about the playoff, it's like, wait a minute. Do we want to just agree to 12 teams? Like, we don't even know who's going to be in what conference, you know, stuff like that. I think some people are just kind of scared. And, you know, people don't like change in general. Now you add to the fact, I think there's a lot of apprehension out there. And I think people want to see how all this clears up. How is this college athletics going to look like in 2026? Does anybody really know that right now? I don't know if we do. No, I don't think anyone knows, but when it comes to the playoff and everyone's arguing whether, well, what numbers should it be, or I know the big thing is like some conferences want automatic qualifiers and some don't because of the, you know, especially I know like the G5 schools don't want it because they call it treat, they call it preferential treatment or whatever. That's why when you originally heard the initial plan, the six highest rated conference champions, they didn't say the power five get automatic bids, but it's a way of saying it without saying it. I I think for the sport, you need to have automatic qualifiers because you can't, you don't want to run the risk of having those conference championship games if you, because those aren't going away. Right. They're not going away. You want those games to have meaning. Correct. Because how, how many years have we gone into a few weeks out from the SEC championship game? And everyone's talking about, well, does this game even matter? You know, it's just a prelude to what's going to happen. And it's like, I hate that talk. I hate that, like, the SEC title game is always, like, when when you, when you build up to it, like, a few weeks out, people are talking about, oh, Alabama and Georgia, it's just, we're going to see a rematch of the playoff anyway. And they did. But I, I, I just hate that it doesn't have any meaning. It's starting to lose, like, a, any sort of stakes. And like those, and if those games, if you win that game and you potentially get an automatic bid, it means something to both teams. You're playing hard. You're not, oh, well, we'll play half as hard. Even if we don't win, we get in. You know, I know Nick Saban will always say no, it's I agree. A- I, I agree. I agree. I would make it, uh, an, you know, I think that's one of the other things that Pac 12 is kind of like, we want to make sure we have a guaranteed spot. We don't want to lose a spot to the Sun Bell, or I think that's part of this too. And I do wonder how the G5 is going to play out in this. They better be careful on this because if they try to demand too much, the big, you know, the, the major conferences will just tell them, all right, well, you go create your own tournament if you don't like but it. I, I suggested it on the air once, and, you know, Victor <laughs> and <laughs> I, I, I got the whole hear no evil treatment. Well, like, we'll Why don't happens. you guys do your own national? Nope, 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 nope. I was like, okay. Um, but uh, uh, let's see if OU waits waits to leave, uh, will it affect recruiting? Um, I mean, yes and no. I mean, I'm talking about recruiting for Oklahoma 2023. You know, we got the big junior day coming up in a week, a week or two. It's 
it, it is they're they're looking very good for some high level 2023 guys so i think just the fact that you know brent and his staff have you know are establishing there you have a, you have a combination of oklahoma their brand what they've accomplished with the new coaching staff and their their credibility i think that I think recruits are smart. They know the SEC is coming at one point or another. And by the time the the deeper you get into future classes, the less of a problem it's going to become. Because I don't think a 2024 kid is going to worry if for some reason Oklahoma's still in the Big 12 because they'll be a true freshman in 24. And even then, like it's only going to affect one, two, like the fewer, it's going to affect fewer seasons for more. But 23 is going to be okay, in my opinion. I don't think that's going to be the big deciding factor at the end of the day overall because Clemson still got major recruits and they didn't play in the SEC. So either way, it's, uh, you know, everyone's like you know, David Hicks and Anthony Hill, and you know we, we got the LT Overton sweepstakes coming up, like coming up soon. That we're, um, I'm feeling a little bit better about as time goes by. Um, fingers crossed. <laughs> but uh, it, it's just, I, I'm sad that we're not going to get this expanded playoff, like in 23 or 24. Just, it felt like finally we were going to have a postseason that kind of made sense. Well, look at the and, bright side now. Look at the bright side. Now when you do these par- playoff marathons, you don't have to do four games in one day. You just still do the two games you do. Yeah, uh, that's, that's <laughs> true. Uh, I, I, can I, understand. Uh, I, I understand the disappointment, and <sighs> but I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised, man. Where, do you think, let me ask you this, do you think they would have been better off going with hey let's why don't we just go to eight for now and look and put 12 for later like do you think they try to do too much too soon um well if you did eight it's just gonna piss everyone off uh everyone's gonna get mad because you're going to assume five or six conference champions five power five one group of five and then the two at large notre dame's gonna cry about having one of those at large so you're basically fighting over one other everyone's gonna cry about it i just wonder like you know like the nfl went to a 17 game schedule i mean no one everybody that follows it knows it's only a matter of time where they're gonna go to 18 i you know if you're gonna i rather them do an even schedule than this odd even you know schedule well you either have a winning record or a losing record depending on ties of course mind you but still but like they could have just gone to 18, but they chose to go to 17, partly because they probably will go to 18 in their next TV deal. That's probably, you know, which is money. I just wonder if they would have been better off coming to a compromise and say, let's just go eight for a couple of years and then revisit 12 for 26. Would that have at least, you know, satisfied some of it? You know, it's kind of like, because, you know, college football works in, in their tempo is like a glacier, right? They, they move as glaciers. I think you, you just answered your own question. If you go to eight, they're going to stick it. They're going to stick at that number for however long. And then everyone, it'll give time for people to argue and debate and say, well, this is too much. It'll give them another reason to hate things. I want to get to a point. The reason you, I got sold on 12, because I was like a lot of people, 12, why are we doing 12? That's a weird number. And then when they talked about the potential of what it could be, I got excited about the idea of like home playoff games. Like, ooh, that's well, I, exciting. See, now, that's what I want. And see, this is my thing. I want a playoff on campus. I don't want this to be on a neutral field like college basketball where you have to travel all over the country. I do think we should have at least the opening round games, maybe the quarters uh, to be on campus. And then you could do the semis in the final in a neutral field if you want. 
Uh, and I think that's, I, I think there's hopefully, hopefully that happens. I think that would be great uh, from that standpoint. I, so I agree with you. That part I did like. So I, I like that idea. And just the, the fact that where, and the other thing people are, people keep pointing at like, well, look at all the playoff games and like, you can count on one hand, how many great semifinals we've had. And I always point to the NFL playoffs because outside of wildcard weekend, all the playoff games were great. I'm not saying you're guaranteed to have that every year. Yeah, but, but I, the NFL and college football, there's more parity in the NFL than college. I would Now, I think where I will agree is if the more playoff games, the better your chances are that you're going to get a good game. Yeah, is, what I'm, what I'm yeah. saying is you have Michigan yeah. State and Pitt in the Peach Bowl. If that was a playoff game, your two best players on each team are going to play in that game, and you have an exciting game, and you have an exciting finish, and it means something even more. And like you can still remember that, like you can have great quarterfinal games, and you could have a Cinderella story. You could have someone get to the semi potentially. It could potentially happen. There, and they could still get their heads kicked in by an Alabama or Ohio State if it's like a Pitt or a, or a Michigan State or something like that. That's very possible. But you, you those schools, like you, you have to. The whole winning a, a BCS bowl or a New Year's Six game is losing its luster very quickly. Oh, and you I have agree. to, repl- you have to replace that. You have to replace I mean, that. I've been saying it since the 2000s that we should go to an eight, at least an 18 playoff and like just, you know, nonsense. But again, the problem is these bowl games have too much control and too much contract. And some of these people don't want it to go away. And, you know, the reason why these stupid playoff games are on New Year's Eve and you and I were on a stream on New Year's Eve. Is because they couldn't push the Bros Bowl out of New Year's Day. That's how dumb this goddamn sport is. So why are we? The only thing that can move the Rose, the only thing that moves the Rose Bowl off of New Year's Day is the National Football League. It's the only thing powerful enough (laughs) to make the Rose Bowl move because the NFL plays on Sunday, and those Red Jackets in Pasadena are powerless to stop the Shield. (laughs) The Shield is that powerful. It's like, whoa, you can make the Rose Bowl not play on New Year's Day. So, like, you need to get some of that NFL power where it's like, listen, you can't play on New Year's Day. Like, it was kind of a miracle you got them to play, like, a January 3rd or 4th, like, with with Texas and USC in the, in the like, the, arguably the greatest Rose Bowl ever. It was, well, for the, it was the national title game. It's funny how they, yeah, they, and... I think FSU and Auburn was also uh, not on January 1st when they played for the national. So unless it's the national title game, they ain't moving. I mean, or the I, you know, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a shame the San Gabriel mountains just like are invisible on all days outside of January 1st. They just don't exist. You can't see those beautiful mountains. You don't get to see them. They, they just go away. It's like a, it's like the groundhog or groundhog. Do you see the groundhog that once a year on this, on February 2nd, one day, and then the groundhog's gone. You just don't see it anymore. Sure. I, it's like, it, it, it's, it's, it's a few days. <laughs> it's still, it's still going to be the beautiful weather in Southern California. You're going to get the sunset. You're like, it's just like, you did it for the BCS. Through well, let, I, let me bring up something, Josh. I don't disagree. I the national championship game being on a Monday night instead of a Saturday night is kind of tricky. The it, you know I'm not a fan of the Monday night thing. The problem is, and this is the other thing about the expanded playoff that has to be talked about is, and we're talking about this with the Rose. 
what dates do you put these expanded playoffs? Because if you decide that you want to expand the playoff and have all these games in January, there's a little thing called the NFL playoffs that t- kind of occupy the weekends. Well, you and- also have this thing called Capital One Bowl Week that goes away, and you have playoff games instead. But so what, do, would you move the playoff games to during the week, or would you still keep it on the weekend, though? Uh, because you could have – I mean, the we- you could do it on the weekends and stuff, but, like, you're going to have – people with christmas breaks and everything like there's a way to do this like well my theory see so my theory is to expand the playoff i would do it in december because the nfl is only going to still play on sundays in the nfl on on you do not you 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 make those saturdays like very very special basically exactly and then you have the national title game around january 1st which is when people you and i grew up january 1st was college football day that's what we look forward to Cotton Bowl in the morning, Rose Bowl in the afternoon, Orange Bowl in the evening. That that was that's what it was. That, yeah, that, that was so, that, that was my bowl so, schedule. <laughs> so to me, I would have the playoffs in December and have it and conclude with the championship game on New Year's Day. I think you get monster numbers. My concern is they're going to want to start the playoffs on New Year's Day and go all the way into Jan- late January. You're going to get you're not going to get good slots. I don't know. If that's NFL. I don't. I don't, I don't know. Better not. I don't think you could do that because you're going to have those conference title games. I understand giving like a week or two in between, but for, for to get things organized, but uh, I don't know, man, just like, cause a, you're going to have the top four teams in theory with a buy as I think that's fine. I'm completely cool with that, but just the idea that Norman, Oklahoma hosts a quarterfinal or first round playoff game is fun to me. I love that idea. Right. Just where, start the play. Like the NFL doesn't take a month off to start their playoffs. They start right away. Yeah. Let's go. So, <sighs> well, we we know we, we at least know what we have for a postseason format. And we'll still comp- and we'll complain about it every November when we absolutely. <laughs> and you will hopefully be joining me again this year as we overreact to these rankings and look at the bottom tier to try to to try to wait, wait a minute these teams are ranked there these are quality wins why is this team at number 11 not number nine or number eight and oh i look forward to late october early november when that happens it is going to be fun uh i also look forward to you know seeing what brett venables does year one and you know uh uh just who's gonna win the national title who's gonna do this who's gonna do that and but we got we're, we're only at february 24th and uh but again no expanded playoff for at least a while, but they'll sit on their hands and try to figure it out. And then before maybe they'll get something before it's too late at the end of the day, but I don't know. Just disappointing. Disappointing. I understand. Well, I, I know you got to get going. So I appreciate you being here and I thank everyone for hanging out. Um, the, again, big softball weekend this weekend, next weekend, of course, uh, big junior day. And, uh, for the uh, that weekend, the fifth and the sixth is going to be huge for Oklahoma football. Potentially, hopefully, a couple of commits will verbal and get on Twitter. We'll all celebrate 2023 being in a big class. But with that being said, thank you, Eric, for joining. Hopefully, you can join me again next week. We'll talk about the Allo break, Allo break of the record. Who knows? And you know, more run rules, and you know, got to find some more extra innings for Oklahoma to play so they can feel like they accomplished something. And uh, with that being said, uh, for Sean Forster, Eric Lopez, catch y'all later.
This President's Day, celebrate American legends with great deals at the Jeep President's Day event. Right now, get 0% financing for 72 months on select 2021 Jeep Grand Cherokee models. Excludes Grand Cherokee L, SRT, and Trackhawk. 0% APR financing for 72 months equals $1,389 per month per 1,000 finance for all qualified buyers through Chrysler Capital regardless of down payment. Not all buyers will qualify. See dealer for details. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 228-2022. Jeep is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. What's the big deal, deal? Where can you get pizza, bread twists, specialty chicken, and more for just $5.99 each? Is it at Domino's? He hands off hand-tossed pizza and a marble cookie brownie. He's going, going, going! There's a lot of variety on the radio and at Domino's, too, where you can... Mix and match two or more. $5.99 each at Domino's. Mix and match Two item minimum pan pizza, bone and wings and bread bowls will be extra. Ask for this limited time offer. Prices, participation, delivery area and charges may vary. No, we, I was just enjoying enjoying my voice, to be honest with you. There she go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying hard to not do it. Eyes got all big. She was too excited to even do anything. This, this whole time I've been like... I like it. And I don't have to. T- I don't have to like lean in. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah, I like this. And it's not. It's not really. It is still. Yeah, you gonna, You can't be. Yeah, doing you can't be that. doing That's too be much. You can give yourself a little bit of a slide back and forth. I just want to. Uh, it should be. <laughs> it should be. <laughs> that shit sounded like. <laughs> what? what was that? All I heard was the. <laughs> yeah, that's what made me Let's ASMR. Hey, that's what I try to put on when we go to sleep, and he doesn't let me. I could see. I, yeah, the kids been mad about my uh, sleep music. The oh, I do uh, sleep music. Noise. They was mad about the white noise. No, it's not shot o'clock yet. I'll just. I'm trying not to have you be extra drunk. Two shots, nigga. What is it? Extra. Well, no, this motherfucker had me taking shower shots the other day. <laughs> Not shower shots. You, ba- you better get in the shower. You might as well take a shot. <laughs> like, I don't need shower shots. You don't need to take a shot. I was like, surely you want a shower shot. <laughs> surely you want a shower <laughs> shot. <laughs> That's the new new. Then I, I played the game with the kids. And then was about to go take a shower. He was like, but that expired. You got to take another, another shower. I was like, I'm going to be drunk as fuck. Leaning on the wall of the shower. <laughs> <laughs> like, huh, thinking about life and what does it mean? So we got the clip picked out, mm-hmm. or where we're gonna start it from? I, I guess the before. thing. It was all of them funny as hell. I mean, we want to have a like a start. Now. Yeah, so we know where to stop at. I'm just waiting for her to put this up. Smokey, I am not trying to look at that girl's booty. All right, booty. You, know, you don't look at her booty before. How you ask him? Get out of my house and don't slam that door. All right, man. Five. Hey. What's up, big pie? I mean, big pie. 40, 60, 80. Yeah, I'll tell me when to start. Flip that bitch over. I'm 20, I'm 40. That's a hundred. Yeah, you can hit record. Are you already doing it? Oh, wait. All right, man. He said we're going to pay him by 10 o'clock. He's going to bust the cap and both our ass. Nigga, we need to pay him, man. He's crazy, man. Let's stick together. Get that monoto, man. That's him. That's him. That's him. That's him. Man, let's jump him. Let's jump him. I still say that. Shut your ass down. Man, I got mind control over Debo. Mm-hmm. He be like, shut the fuck up. I be That's quiet. Right. But when, when he, he leaves, 
I'll be talking, talking again. I'll be talking again. That's how much longer? Nigga, this shit, I was like, in the other phone with Debbie yeah. and uh, what's up with Rita? Rita is going to be here at 7.30. <laughs> <laughs> That's my friend. That's my friend. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yo, yo, yo. Classic. Just Classic. to bring y'all in with some of the classic words from Smokey. Everybody knows Smokey. Everybody loves Smokey. Everybody loves Smokey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's going on, world? EOP. Viewers. Hold it down. Y'all already know who it is. We all here. EOP, full in effect. Uh, I got the cast. We got in the setup today. We got, we're all looking directly yeah. at the camera. and uh, We're going to be more like a talk show, guys. You know? Y'all ready for that? Listen, I ain't signed up for that, Steve Harvey. It's <laughs> <laughs> your man. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> but um, so y'all know me. It's uh. No, we don't know you. Who are you? Oh, y'all today? don't know today. What personality well, are we getting today? I'm gonna present myself as Juice. I'm oh. gonna present. And just know that it's worth <laughs> every squeeze. <laughs> the juice is worth the squeeze. Just know that. Oh. <sighs> All right. Wow, Tropicana. Yeah. Tropicana. <laughs> I like it. I like it. And um, we got apples to my far right. Apples, aka Jazzy, aka applesauce, <laughs> aka. Apple bottle. Oh. No, no, no. Nobody calls me that. Nobody calls me that. Unfortunately. Apple bottle. Apple bottle. Unfortunately. No what? one calls me that. What's up, y'all? What's up? What's up? And I have a question for you. What's up? What would you say your headspace is like today? Today, I'm, I am in a great mood. I've been in a great mood for this whole weekend, though. It's been a really good weekend, and I'm like hype. I'm ready. Good. I was excited about recording day today. As always. Mm-hmm. As always. To my left, I got, as it's spelled, Slim Golden. <laughs> nice and simple. Yeah, you took my intro, bro. AKA yeah. Slimothy. Slim AKA Mr. Slimmington. <laughs> hey, I'm going to use that one. It's Mr. Slimmington to you, bitch. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and what would you say your headspace is like, brother? It's kind of empty for real. I'm ready for, oh. ready for a shot. Mm. <laughs> Damn. Now it's empty. No, I went, it I went to work today. Fill it with a my head with shots. I went to work at like 8 this morning, so, you know. Mm. Mm. I didn't know that. He yeah. works hard for his money. <laughs> and to my immediate right, <laughs> I got Queen Bree, all smiles. Yeah, um, Queen Bree. Like, I'm going to just do uh, Big Bang Bree, bitch. Mm. Triple B. Triple B's out here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, what would you say your headspace is like today? Um, Right now, I'm good. I went to a little baby shower for my homegirl. And it was, you know, really pretty and whatnot. Kids running around. So, you know, got put in a good mood. So, yeah. Baby showers I'm always good. Good put, mm-hmm. put folks in good mood. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 
Yeah. I guess. You don't leave a baby shower, man. Who yeah. never no. left a okay, baby no, shower? You're right. I don't not feeling that. just just good. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. babies. Just me. Mad at the baby shower. Right. Baby ain't even born yet. Yeah, got all these gifts. What he do to get these gifts? Right. He ain't do nothing. Baby. I don't get gifts. Many gifts. Yeah. Nah, it was good. It's a good time. Uh on the soundboard, can't see him, but y'all gonna hear him. We got D A Weezy over there. Yo. Yo. Give us the far away shouts. Yo, what up? D.A. Weezy. What's your headspace like from far away? It's amazing. Amazing. I like it. Yes. So amazing. amazing. He's on the ones and twos. So Get out my head. Wow. <laughs> Get out of my brain. I was like right on cue too. <laughs> Fucking Wonder Twins activate. Right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I could have left that part out. <laughs> <laughs> I had to go. Saying that at the same time was enough. Um, so, yeah. Before we even get into anything further, I know Slimothy, Mr. Slimmington, if... If you're nasty. If you're nasty. How'd you feel saying that? Yeah. No, really. No, really. right. I was like, if you're something else, please be anything but nasty. Please. He like stopped the business. Yeah, right. if, you're, uh, it, if, if you're looking for business inquiries. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. You want to do some real estate. So we're we going to get into shot o'clock. Shot o'clock. Shot, shot, shot. It's my favorite time. Favorite time of pod. Salud, familia. Great pod coming up for you. Silencio. Moment of silence for our shots. But um, all right. So, in honor and continuing honor of Black History, not just the month, and continuing honor of Black History, we got another episode for y'all. Last week we did Black TV shows, and it led us into thinking about how much these movies need to be talked about. Yes. And once again, we did the giant board that uh has all the movies we can think of, but. This isn't just black movies. This is classic black movies. Can you check the video for me real quick? I feel like it stopped. I'm not sure. But um, sorry about that. But um, yeah. So our top five is going to be classic black movies, the ones that um meant something to you personally. And we're not just going to say black movies because well, actually we'll get into that. Smoking on top five. You better hit that real quick. Yeah, I'm about to get to it. All right. Apple's going to flip the board for us so we can see this monstrous list. You got to push the thing down the middle. The black thing? Mm-hmm. The black thing. Okay. Just started holding the sides. She's she's our own personal Vanna Black. Yeah. Vanna Black. (laughs) Push it down. Boom. And then move the board. Ooh. There you go. Are you smarter than a fifth grader? And then make sure the board is back in the middle. Yeah. Bam. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think I let it die because I didn't want to get the clip in there. I'm going to do this one first. Yeah. All right. So, top five black <laughs> movies. Top five. Now, for me, this isn't hard because I grew up, I don't know, it's just not hard. Menace to Society, New Jack City, mm-hmm. uh, uh, 
Let me switch categories and go something funny real quick. I'm going to say um, Don't Be a Menace. Yeah. The Temptations. Hmm. And Boomerang. And that's hmm. easy top five. Dang. Smoking on top fives. Yeah. Yeah. Boys you in the Hood, that with New ease. Jack City, mm-hmm. Temptations, uh, Don't Be a Menace, and Boomerang. Boomerang. I'm with it. Okay. All right, I'm jumping in. I'm jumping in. I'm jumping in, double dutching in on this bitch. <laughs> so for me, it's Juice. Mm, that's a good one. Shout um, out. Shouts. Don't Be a Menace. Got to. Break yourself, boo. Poetic Justice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's brushing his hair all day. I loved What's Love Got to Do With It. And baby boy. Mm-hmm. Really? I know, I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my guilty pleasure. <laughs> We're gonna talk about baby boy. We got we got a special thing to bring up about baby boy. <laughs> Who nicks on the top? I guess I'll go just because I'm already kind of picking it. So and this list is based upon what kind of affected me the most, what I saw the most, really. You know what I mean? I gotta throw Friday in there, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It says trilogy on the board, but for me the first one will always be the best one to mm-hmm. be. For the simple fact, Smokey, you can't replace Smokey. Um, uh, and Mike Epps didn't do bad, though. No, Mike Epps is amazing, but not a replacement. Yeah, he's he's di- an addition. It's different. Yeah, yeah, it's different. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, Ice Cube struck gold twice with that one. He really he did. did. He, he did. Yeah, he did. He did. Then we got uh, New Jack City, because Chris Rock is hilarious as a crackhead. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's hilarious. hilarious. Rock and ride, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when I met you, you was the prom queen. <laughs> now you're the prom fiend. <laughs> um, belly. Is a, mm, is a big oh one for me. Gosh. And oh because God. of Belly, I have to call out Shotas, even though they ain't up there. Shotas. Yeah, Shotas. Mm-hmm. That was a good one. And then uh, I guess I'm going with, see, this This is a, it's a battle for me. But I'm going with Hustle and Flow because that mm. movie oh, was funny as movie. hell. Okay. Yeah. I didn't think you would have said that. That movie is so funny either. to me. I didn't think you would have said that movie. Man. I'm in charge. That movie cracks me up. Just DJ, Mike. The whole movie is sweaty. The whole movie is sweaty. The whole movie is sweaty. Yeah. It's hilarious. Boom, boom, tap. My cough is loud. I'm sorry. Yeah, yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> Get the weeds. Oh, but uh, I don't want to mention real quick. Go ahead. Coming to America. Got to throw that Coming in there. Coming to uh-huh. America. Is definitely oh, I don't there. even think that's Got to throw there. that in there. It's, it's on, on there. there. Yeah, it's on there. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. We, talked we talked about it. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good yeah. morning. Fuck you. <laughs> yes. Yes. Fuck you, too. <laughs> I am looking for a queen. You should go to a place where you can find queens. <laughs> Queens. <laughs> you, couldn't, I'm about to say, you couldn't be mad though. That's where you should go to find. To find your you queen. would think that you would go to a place named Queens. Yeah. We're just not saying Queens. Yeah, I love them basketball. My shit too. Though. Wow. Sorry. I didn't think that you would say that. I like them. What you mean? We're gonna, we're gonna talk. QB. About who you got? Yeah. <laughs> for all the movies get talked about. Word. <laughs> um. Okay. So number one for me is definitely um the wood. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Um, Very good one. The Wood, we're going to go Harlem Nights. Mm. I love, that movie is funny as fuck to me. I didn't rediscover it until like after college and shit, but it was one of the things like how BET be playing these movies Mm -hmm. over and over. That's how I watched it. So this is like my BET star classic. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You buster. Um, (laughs) Let me see. Let me see. Oh, Love Jones for sure. Mm -hmm. Know that whole movie Mm -hmm. backwards and forwards. We're gonna talk about that too. Um then oh American Gangster. 
love the movie mm-hmm. and the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. And you blot that shit. That's alpaca, niggas. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking alpaca. Um, so now I'm trying to like choose between waiting to excel and set it off. Mm. Set it off in this motherfucker. I yeah. If I, I, if I had to choose between those two, I'd still pick set it off. Um, that was my first, you know, like instinct to go for that. So, yeah, we'll do set it off. Love Jada Pinkett. In the mm-hmm. romance category, we could have put how Stella got her groove back. That's it's facts. a lot. Now, that's a lot yeah. on the board we, we didn't write down. We a whole bunch that we forgot. Yeah, yeah we didn't yeah. even so halfway cover. Yeah. So, anyway, that was top five. D, you going to run through yours real quick from afar? Yeah, yeah. Menace to Society. Bam. Mm-hmm. Above the Rim. Mm, I love that one. All right. Um, I got... Thin line between love and hate. Mm, that's a good one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That, that's the one. That's one of the ones that wasn't on the board. We, we talked about like, dang, we should have that one. Mm-hmm. Dead presidents. Mm-hmm. And then Jasmine loves the Mars. <laughs> I actually <laughs> don't, don't watch no more. Really? I don't watch the movie like, because that part. I like um, the movie up until that part. Okay. okay. <laughs> and then Juice. Yeah, mm-hmm. Juice was my favorite. Juice now. Omar Epps was so Man. fucking fine in Juice. So let's get it. Nineties niggas be a different type of fine. Yes, this shit was, was so different. Fine. Nah, niggas look, niggas look the same. Y'all like it wasn't pop mm-hmm. connection. No, it they don't him. look the same. So nah. Did y'all know Tupac wanted that role? Yeah, he he went. You for told the me, good yeah. Role. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. In the other one, and so some of the scenes where he's like going at MRFs, it's like, is he really mad at him? Like they wasn't cool on set either. So I was like, damn. I think that happened <clears throat> with another movie too. That was wild. Yeah, that. Why do we have to can't, wait yeah, can't, he got to work. hear Jazz's anger story? What? Something separate. Her Kroger story. Oh, oh, I thought it's it said anger. anger. I was yeah. like, yeah. I want to hear that shit. No, <laughs> no, you heard it. We, we talked about it in the meeting. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, we're just gonna get into these movies. And before I do, I want to kind of preface with a little bit that we have this large list. Last week, we kind of just ran through movie, ran through TV shows, and we were just hitting them, hitting them, hitting them. Uh, so this week, we kind of broke them up into sections. Y'all can't see the board right now, but we got them in four different sections. We got musicals being like, you know, saying the ones where motherfuckers is singing. <laughs> the romance or loved ones, which we got question marks on which ones could go in there because there's some hate movies. That ain't no romance happening. Hate movie? Not hate, but dislike. Like, uh, uh, what's it called? Waiting to exhale. That ain't really romance and oh, love yeah. happening. Yeah, it's not romance. That ain't romance. Love. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Like, At like, the end, they fall in love with their With themselves, themselves <laughs> with their inner With each selves, other. Beautiful with their black selves. women. Women need to love their selves. We are strong. Before anybody can love you. We are one. And annoying. So it is a love story. <laughs> Watch <laughs> yourself. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. Or I burn your shit. Yeah, burn your <laughs> car down, all that stuff. You raggedy bitch. <laughs> the nigga wear the same outfit every day. The nigga was famous for saying that. You raggedy bitch. He was. Bitch. Crackhead ass motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> he fucking had on leather in June. He's Fuck out of here. He's usually a cop. That's the funny thing. Every other thing I see. Yeah, that role was, yeah, different for him. Um, but Then we break comedy section. Obviously, I know what the comedies are. We was we had a question Friday. Should that go in the comedy section? Yeah, it's a hood comedy. Because or does it go into hood. the hood? We have the hood stories where it's, you know, saying the hood shit happened through and throughout, throughout this movie. You know, mm-hmm. like running from drug dealers. Friday just had everything. I think we should start with Friday. It's all encompassing. Yeah, yeah. Classic. Yeah. 
It's not with Friday classic, being the it. classic that it is. Okay. Well, let's talk about what makes it a classic. Oh, I was supposed to say this. Because that's kind of how this nigga say the story. Here you go. <laughs> Smoke dog. <laughs> mm. Break yourself, boo. You still ain't sold that weed smoke? And I'm trying to, huh? Niggas are broke these days. God damn. You got to be a stupid motherfucker. Oh, Chris Tucker. Chris Tucker made that movie. He did. Made that shit. <clears throat> so, yeah, Chris Tucker definitely highlighted that movie. Like Ice Cube, I think uh, Apple said it a second ago, struck gold. Struck gold by using him in those movies because I don't really remember. I was also young. But I don't really remember what he was in before Friday, but I definitely know what he was in after it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And Friday was such a beginner movie for people. They they was accepting $2,000 $2, and almost no money for their role. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it was a very much beginner movie. I don't know if that was Chris Tucker's first. I think he had already did the stand-up Def Comedy Jam shit. Yeah. I, I, so, yeah. I think it was on stand-up. I can't tell you movies, early movies he's Done, and if that it. really struck his movie career for real, for real, yeah, I mean, because the rush hours, money talks, all them shits that came, came after, after that, you know what I'm saying? Which is like, why he wasn't in the other ones. Yeah, he moved on. So it's mm-hmm. and then he didn't he didn't want to be smoking weed no more since he had yeah. done other movies where he didn't have to be that, that character, type of, uh, that type of nigga. Yeah, he was. You know what I'm saying he was a cop. You know, there's actually an interview where he explains it. Mm -hmm. D said said he was in Dead Presidents, and Mm -hmm. he was, but that was was after, right? He was a crackhead. That was after, too. After But that's what I'm saying. It wasn't about smoking. It was literally he just turned down it because he was doing other things. Like, he said it. Like he was busy. Yeah, no, no, like, seriously, he felt like these were going to be bigger than Mm -hmm. the next Fridays. Mm -hmm. You feel me? Yeah, so he just moved on. I I heard that it was actually he didn't want to be portraying like, you know, he's a fun guy. He got... Into church and stuff like that. He when didn't I heard want to be portrayed when, like that anymore. When I heard him say that, that was way after all of it. Like mm. it was like, oh, we're gonna bring it back. Would you come back? He was uh, like, no. At this point, you know, nah, I'm, talking, I'm talking why he wasn't in next Friday. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm nah. saying? <laughs> well, he wasn't in next Friday. Um, but yeah, I mean, even that, he was just. We we talked about him last episode, uh, just to touch back on it. He he didn't only make the movie, but he definitely gave us the lines that made it a classic. For sure. You know what I'm saying? Delivery. Because we had Big Worm. Big Worm was in that movie, and fucking shit he said, everything Big Worm said was classical, too. Playing my money? It's like playing my emotions. So what else What else did Faison Love do? What, he was in like a before that. He's just being and other stuff. He just, yeah, he just he be did. showing just up, right? Yeah, he's yeah. just being stuff. He was like, I remember him in The Replacements. Oh, that see, football yeah, that's, not, no. that's not a black I movie. can't that's believe you would just movie. brought that shit up. But I remember him as a lineman. Like, I remember him and that other black dude that was big and bald, too. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, right, right, right. I just be, remember him always being like the, the big black the nigga. Big black like, dude. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Talking like, shit. Yeah, and he always had something kind of funny, but kind of like, I'll fuck you up. <laughs> and everybody, no, <laughs> I can't a, remember. A goofy ass laugh. Can y'all remember anything beside that? I'm trying to, I'm I pulling up his. I just know he's in other stuff, but I cannot remember. It's not nothing that's... No, hold on, because I'm scrolling. Yeah. The shit is scrolling, but okay, let's see. The shit okay, is scrolling. Got, I'm trying to see shit. I, we already said Friday. Okay, so he was Bebe's kids. Okay. That's a voice. True. I mean, okay, okay. I'm just recognizing yeah, yeah. stuff. Based on love. Big worm. Big worm, yeah. He was on a thin line between love and hate? Shit. You, but you, <laughs> <I don't remember laughs> where? Uh, I can't remember. You it says keep he was that in Google that. Up. It says he was in BAPS. 
Money talks. Money talks. Money talks. That's the one I remember because remember oh. he's in the jail in jail with Chris Tucker and he oh. take off his shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I but I couldn't that. remember what movie it was. And he did. This is not a movie, but he played on that show, uh, The Parenthood. I do remember he was the he uncle. Was in shows. He was, I was like, he was I couldn't remember the, yeah. the uncle. Show. He used to walk in. With Robert Townsend. Uh, I remember that speaking show. of the Parenthood, shout out to the Parenthood. We forgot to mention them. Shout guys. out to Reagan Gomez. And yeah. shout out. No, can I just say a special shout out? Mad we we missed that because when I tell you Robert Townsend, he it's don't get as much. Was doesn't. you? He does not get as much like for the black um, actors slash, but producers and one of the ones who advocates. Back when they weren't advocating for mm-hmm. our shows and shit, mm-hmm. he was standing up putting saying what he needed to say, putting people on, being a black producer yeah. of a show, not just yeah. an actor, Shout. and like advocating for us being on TV, period, our shows. He's bow, the bow, one bow, bow, who, who was mad about Friends being brought out <laughs> after Living Single, after, and he yeah. made a big deal about it because mm-hmm. they stole the concept from Living Single. Living Single was first, then Friends came out, same. Anyways, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like So I was like, dang, we didn't even mention yeah. him. He really also, is a big guy. Also, he was the first black superhero. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah. man but all of those shit, movies, bro. yes. He you remember was... Meteor Man? No. Meteor yeah. Man yeah. was dope, with Dang, with, uh, And Bill Cosby yeah. was in that. That's some was that, was that like 89? Bill Cosby was the old man who like had the the other part of the meteor and he saved the day. I got a video on my Facebook I shared like years ago and Bill Cosby's uh making himself a drink from the from his couch in the thing. And like <laughs> pour some extra shit in his drink. He's like it's funny. I'm out. I, I, yeah, I was I like, like he's been telling. He's been doing it. He's been telling us. Oh man. He also, I want to say, has extremely well. Uh, I mean, extremely good songwriting skills. I don't know if y'all remember in the Five Heartbeats, oh, he's yeah. writing a song <laughs> and like just throwing it, it away, sister. and his sister's just singing just it. And it up. Now all of a sudden, he just mm-hmm. writing like the song mm-hmm. is just coming together. Mm-hmm. I used to be like when I was little, I was like, how the fuck did he do that? He was like, this isn't even a good song. I'll just throw this over my shoulder. She's like, what are you saying? Put it together. Like she was saying that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I do know <laughs> that song. She took the show. She did. The you act like you weren't trying to sing for real. No, no, she wanted, she wanted <laughs> them no way for us. <laughs> she was waiting for us to do it. I'm gonna get my all teeth. together. <laughs> Fuck yeah, Miss. <laughs> so I, I got to bring something up real quick. So you said out of the Friday trilogies, number one is your favorite. Definitely by far. Friday After Next is my favorite. I kind of have to go with the third that one, too. That shit is uh, not their favorite. The third, one, the third one, they dedicated it to comedy. It was they hilarious. They dedicated that shit to comedy. Ricky Smiley was a funny cracker. The first Friday is a classic to <laughs> me. As far as But then, like, that third one was the funniest. Like, but Damon, Money Mike. Funny. I know yeah, what you're talking about. No, it's hilarious. Don't get me wrong. Pimpin', pimpin'. <laughs> you know I was pimpin', didn't you? The amount <laughs> of like, take it, wasn't jokes you? in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> I am a boy. <laughs> you are not in jail at a mo day, man. Crunching on your balls and a one horse open sleigh. <laughs> that motherfucker was going in and there. Nah, it bro. was a funny one. Don't get me wrong, but shit. That's Smokey it. man, but yeah, oh, yeah, just to him, it wasn't. Said, Donna, how are you? Doesn't matter. Get the dough. <laughs> 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 I got to keep a real shice around this motherfucker. You never know, but so even so, that's funny as fuck, and that's classic too. But we haven't said yet. What do we think makes a movie a classic? Because right. you know mm-hmm. we can just like a movie, but we be deeming certain movies classics. Yeah, mm-hmm. when we say some of them are instant classics, but that's I why I also, like the first one so much. Oh, it yeah, broke that's ground. A classic. I have ground. one. I have one that is definitely not a classic, and I want the whole black community to hear me when I say it. What you about to say? But we're gonna talk about what makes a classic first. I'm gonna keep y'all waiting. But <laughs> I think what makes a classic is um, it it shaped 
it shaped the culture at a certain time and place. You know what I'm saying? And when I say shaped it, like we say, we can say we know all those lines, but we all knew somebody that was kind of like, like Smokey or, mm-hmm. you know, it, it was like it, we related to it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It wasn't yes. just this character. It was, but it was like, no, that's, that's really how it is. Oh, that's, you really got somebody like mm-hmm. that. You got this. It was, we related to it. It shaped us. It molded us. It's kind of how you start to like, I don't know, black culture started to like, go in a certain direction due to these movies. Some for the good and some for the bad. You know what I'm saying? I think it's also when it's a movie that brings us together. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. A movie that, um, like I said, <clears throat> I, didn't, I didn't grow up next to Slim, and I didn't grow up next to, uh, to Brie, but when we say lines from the movies, mm-hmm. it's like we all watched it together. That's then, a really good point. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It, don't, it doesn't have to be that I knew you back then, and da-da-da-da-da, but... When I say these lines and you say these lines and we all jump in, we have that that yeah, 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 yeah. And so I think that's what makes movies movies. When you do it and somebody, someone's like, I never seen that movie. Yeah, it just automatically. Or when Mario gets small. But yeah, so I, I think that's what does, and it's actually hard because what started this whole let's go back thing for me was trying to get Liana to watch, uh, to Friday. watch, yeah, it was one of the Fridays. Though. I think it, was it was next Friday, Friday which is the least yeah. of my Yeah, favorites. the least funny <laughs> the least of the of three. Funny. But it still has funny parts. It has funny very yeah, much, very much parts. Funny. But uh, Baby Joker, <laughs> he was funny in that one. But um yeah, so I think in trying to get her to watch it, and she wasn't interested. And I was like, girl, what do you mean you ain't going to watch this movie? Like, and I was mm-hmm. like, hey, what, what can I tell her? Is like, you should watch this. Like, and see, right. what, what folks don't know is like me and Juice, our family made us watch movies. Like when we was younger, there was certain movies that we wouldn't have probably watched on our own. But our parents would be like, no, come on, whatever, sit down, it's come on, watch, watch it. it. And we watched it. And- I, I got a quick story. You want to know how bad it actually was? My dad used to tell me that I ain't black. Cause I couldn't make my upper lip touch my nose. <laughs> what, what? You can make your upper lip touch your nose. Did it bother you that bad? Yes. He used yeah. to try yes. so hard. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> my dad's like, you ain't black. Hey, this ain't my son. Get this, get this little nigga away from me. He can't be my son. Can't make his lip touch his goddamn your nose. Your goof ass in the mirror crying, trying to touch your lips <laughs> in your nose. I can do it though. I had to teach myself how to get it right. See. <laughs> Imagine if you couldn't do it now, just making fun of you right now. I'm just laughing at you and right. crying about this shit, man. Like, everybody got to try it. Y'all know no, y'all everybody gotta do don't got to try it. You got to pass the test right here. Black tests come up at any given time. <laughs> you never know when a black pop quiz is about I'm to pop black, up on you. I'm black, y'all. I'm black, y'all. black cards, too. I'm black, and I'm black, y'all. What are you talking about? So, yeah. Black and Whoopi Goldberg's lips. The back of force with I hate y'all. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to move on to the next ass movie. Ass Wesley's night. We're going to do the next movie. Let's do New Jack City next. Because I fuck with it. There, there was a, a whole movie. dance style. New Jack Swing came New Jack out. Swing like, right yeah. stuff, you know what I'm saying? Wow. Fucking, it, I mean, shit, Nino Brown was the man himself. Yeah. But let's Shout talk about Nino's genius. That man was a genius. Yeah. Had an idea. He was a genius. <laughs> had an idea. <laughs> had an idea and a plan. That is a way to put it. it. And, he, and he, you know, executed. Hey, we should talk about how Ice-T somehow infiltrated that drug organization because he should not have. That okay, was the part of the Ice- movie that was very much a movie. And Ice-T has always been the man that acts hip-hop and people accept it, mm-hmm. if you think about it. 
I mean, in everything he does, even in even when he's now, a cop, even when he's a cop, yeah. he's the hood order. cop. He's the hood cop. Yeah, literally. Y'all want to know? I like iced tea. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, <laughs> okay, you just can't be no geek off the street. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? These colors, they mean more than what you know, homie. Mm-mm. This nigga just grew a ponytail. Nigga just grew a ponytail when he was losing his hair because he don't care nothing I like about iced that. Tea. So I didn't like Nino Brown that much. Like I liked him, but I was like, he was, he's he was a pretty fucking dick. Like I hated him. Like he was, he he, he was made that dick. character. Like he was yeah, he amazing because fuck I fucking role. hated him. Shout out to movie. Wesley Snipes. Yeah, yeah, he played the fuck yeah, out of that. Definitely. He did. He makes me forget that he's Wesley Snipes. Yeah, forget all about his taxes. Yeah, forget all about his taxes. Forget all about his taxes. Just like he did. Yeah, he did too. Just like he did. Forget all about that. But um, you're quitter. He got fucked over, man. Nah, yeah. Be with the tax shit, I be feeling bad for all them tax people. Somebody fucking you over, bad. Yeah. No way in hell, you shouldn't be taking care of that. Uh, since we're still on New Jack City, Chris fucking rock. Chris rock, man. <laughs> I think that might have been his first role, one of the first roles. Yeah, not. that's definitely definitely early. Yeah, it's definitely early top, his first ten roles. You know what I'm saying? Just mm-hmm. in my head, I just see him struggling not to smoke that fucking Pookie, yeah, bro. Pookie. Yeah. <laughs> like, that became a nickname of nicknames. Yeah, Pookie. Yeah, Pookie like, that's where it kind of. Mm-hmm. I had an epic bike chasing on a bicycle. A bicycle. Yeah. Um, they, was, they was, like, through the subway and shit, running, going downstairs. And you don't see many bicycle chase scenes, is what I'm saying. True. Uh, the, whole movie was, the whole movie was done good, though. G-Money. Mm-hmm. G Money was my favorite. Am I my brother's keeper? So you see that? That now that's how you blow a motherfucker's head off in broad daylight. Broad daylight. <laughs> <laughs> like, why is he so excited about so it? He really was about murder. Yeah. No What's reason. funny is because on that kind of like sidebar, but that's what first excited me about American Gangster. Jason's lyric. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does that go up there in romance love? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, G Money made me think of that. Yeah, yeah. What's his name? Alan Payne. 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 Mm-hmm. And he's on House of Pain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What were you saying? Um, when fucking Denzel Washington walked up to Idris Elba, oh, yeah. killed that nigga. Yeah, in the was in I was like, oh, I love this. <laughs> like movie. for real, <laughs> that was stone cold. Ooh, she said, "Ooh, this is ooh. <laughs> I like it. It's murder. I like it. I'm like this nigga. Bro. He walked up. He didn't even rob that nigga. He took his cut. I was like, that's the code, nigga. You got to follow the code. He sure did him take his cut. He took his cut and put the rest back. That nigga disrespected him. Like, yeah. He did exactly what he's, what he's like. This Multiple is. times. And then he called him on his butt. Yo, what, you going to kill me in broad daylight? Yeah. Goodbye. Yeah, <laughs> Goodbye. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> well, that covers a little bit of an American gangster for me. Honey. Yeah. I, I, could, I could do lines, though, you know. Yeah. No. Uh, we're good. <laughs> Above the rim. Let's, let's just fuck with it. Okay. Come on, Tupac. There was a, Tupac. They had a lot of people in that movie. Bernie Mac. Mac. Yeah. Um, Leon. Who are we gonna oh, talk yeah. about? Yeah, we are gonna talk about Leon. First name. Over and over. Leon. And only now. Yeah, because he just be appearing. He's gonna shit. be. He's in a lot of these movies. Leon just pop in. Let me just, Let me see that. Yeah. Um. And what's his name? Dwayne Martin. Tisha Campbell. Mm-hmm. Shakes. Oh yeah. That's where he got the nickname Shakes. He was actually fine. Like, if you go back and watch, oh, I love really him. He was can't. dope. Oh. Like, uh, I don't know if he really can play basketball in the movie though. He was dope. Um, mm-hmm. Who else was in there? Uh, wood, uh, wood, 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 Fucking Wood Harris. Wood Harris. That's his name. Who's the nigga with the yes. uh, Marlon Wayne? I love him. Yeah, Marlon Wayne's was hype. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, fuck, 
There's a lot of people. The main dude that was playing ball and shit. That's, that's, that's Dwayne Martin. Dwayne Martin, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just a yeah. good movie, all about Star basketball in the hood. Cast. You know what I'm saying? Black excellence being done. I don't know if y'all remember above the road. It don't come on like that. Like BT don't play mm-hmm. it like that. You yeah, gotta actually look to. for it. Yeah, it I, I used to have to look for above the rim. No, that shit used to play for real. Oh, it, it didn't play that nowhere near as baby boy. Yeah, no. Nah, baby, baby they boy played baby daily. boy out. But daily. that and white man can jump used to play. Yeah, that that one. That, that still plays. That still plays. Does it? Okay. We watched it not too long. White man can't jump. I love that. The classic. Mm-hmm. I know what a quint is only because she says it. Oh, at Je- in Jeopardy. Yeah. It's a five-letter oh. word that starts with a Q. <laughs> <laughs> Rosie Perez. And, but you know what? For the listeners out there, that is not on our board because the, the two main characters aren't both black. We know? didn't. Yeah, we didn't. We so didn't know how to sure. We wasn't sure how to fit that, you know? Mm-hmm. Maybe we should have put Oreo. But Woody Harrelson has been <laughs> no. Woody Harrelson has been in classic, yeah. mo- classic black movies. Yeah. At that yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's been in classic movies and movie stars, yes. But he, especially like in his beginning stage, he used to dip down, kind of like Jim Carrey used to. Jim Carrey just being around. You know Woody Harrelson is like, a really is a like one of my favorite actors. Yeah. I don't think He's about dope. both. Yeah. Just, both played. Woody Harrelson and Jim Carrey should have black cards. That's how I feel. Hmm. They're invited to the barbecue. Jim Carrey yeah. was like, "What are what are these cards? <laughs> what are people? <laughs> we are we're all we're all <laughs> universe no, inside of us. I'm love. You're love. Yeah, Jim Carrey would be way out there. That's the problem. I don't even like barbecue. It's all food. <laughs> Woody Harrelson might kiss you. Yeah, he would. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then offer you a blunt. <laughs> He's a heavy smoker. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Him and Matthew McConaughey are best friends. Right, and they're right, like right, surfer, right. smoker, right, 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 just right. laid back, cool ass white boy. And I look at that and I say, all right. Yeah, I like him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, like, belly. That was gangsta, gangsta shit for me at that for time. Sure. Especially Belly that time. was a classic. That's how oh, you, you said ready? about American oh, Gangster. Baby. I was like, oh, Belly. Like, oh, this shit happened. And belly, yeah. but Belly. Two times. Can we be being honest? Yes. Belly kind of sucks at the same time. <laughs> the acting itself is not okay. impeccable. No, 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 hey, no, know, no. Okay. To me, it's so not. Homo now? There's a line. Don't don't cancel me. There's a line in that movie where Nas is saying that he thinks there's more to life than just selling drugs. And D- DMX, and DMX that he was homo. He was like, so what, you a homo now? He was like, what, bro? <laughs> Maybe I'm going to For some reason, it. it's so quotable to me. Like, whenever somebody says something different. So, you know, that's how you feel? That's what, what's the name? He said that in Power to on Raising Canaan. He said it to his daughter. Mm. Yeah, he, he said. said. <laughs> he said this shit. Damn. Did you <laughs> notice that when it happened? <laughs> or did you just... I did. Yeah, uh, did, we talked uh, about okay. it when it happened, yeah. Yeah, that shit was like some random. real belly shit. Yeah. Um, the the yeah. plot kind of confused me. I'm not gonna lie to you. It did, yeah, it didn't. It Towards the end, it, it got like the church hired him, or some some white dude from somewhere hired him to murder a pastor because of his criminal history. It was just shit the nigga go through. <laughs> that's, that's that was your answer to that? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> just shit the nigga go through. Shit that nigga go through. <laughs> shit that his that's crazy how I watch it. That's how. No, I'm not saying like that any nigga will go through, but it was just like. He handling shit as it come. It's not he got a plan. He trying to trying to handle some shit. But well, but my argument isn't his character. It's I, I mean, the the plot, the, there's a lot of the story. I, don't know who I can't really make. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying. I don't know who created and all that, but I do know. Wasn't it? Uh, Somebody made. I don't know. Hype Williams a, or something. Hype yeah, yeah, Williams. Yeah. yeah. So okay, that you have makes, a video, a music, you know, producer. But we're not going to do is get on here and slander Belly. 
No, that's what I'm saying. Belly. I'm on belly side. You were I'm on belly side. I'm on belly side. Belly. It's a good thing that on the back. Nah. I loved the movie. Like, it was gangster shit for me at that time. Just honorable mentions since we're on belly. Uh, state property mm. and Beans. I'm about it. The really, really hood ones that those one didn't real. make That's it to theaters. Yeah. Ooh, Hot that shit boys. is ratchet. You know what I'm saying? We just gonna touch <laughs> those. Those are real ratchet. They didn't make the list. I got the hookup. Yeah, that was I could talk. that was yeah. damn near. Ugh. Yeah, but yeah people but he made a whole bunch it. of money. That was how yeah. he did. He did. It was the way he did it. It was on the ground because he was literally selling discs. And that's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> that is true. honorable mentions. They're not necessarily on the list. We don't got to go into characters or nothing like that. But just y'all remember that. Let's right? talk about the second word. Then. What? Which one? I got the hookup. Mm. Oh, I wasn't. Gonna, I wasn't gonna touch it. Oh, okay. Them, I got them, but just straight from V to VHS. <laughs> Nigga said, yeah, I'm selling it on VHS. All right, I got one for y'all. Shit, my bad. Set it off. What makes set it off? Why do y'all think black people go fucking crazy? Because of the cash. Yes, that's exactly what I was going to say. Set it off was back then, it was four black women who are normally co stars. Hmm, And now, or, you know, secondaries Mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. the movie, they're all leading. Co-stars again because it's four of them, but right, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. It, was, it was all led by four women. They were being tough. They weren't taking no shit. Well, throughout the movie, they had their issues, but you know what I'm saying. Like mm-hmm. it was them being in charge. They weren't listening to no man. It wasn't like they were being led by a dude, and they were just hand- carrying out orders. And it wasn't Charlie's Angels. Like you see what I'm saying? Yeah, not by far. Yeah, so I think that's what it was. And at the time, we didn't have strong black female leads. And think about it, Cleo. What's her name? Real name? I can't even remember. Queen Thank you. Queen Latifah was bigger than Cleo already anyway. Exactly. That's going to draw attention off the real. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Jada Pinkett was hot at the time. Jada Pinkett, yep. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So Vivica Fox like, was too. Yeah, Vivica mm-hmm. was too. Oh, that, was her, that was her prime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact. Um, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it definitely, I think that was just our first examples of strong black women, like, leading in that way. And, the, and the, like, they can be bank robbers, too. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, they don't have to just be the woman who's like... But do you think it's, like, showing our... It was, like, showing a side of our culture that, like, to our people, like, to everybody, like, this is what y'all do. This is how y'all live. Everybody was pretty much, like, living in the hood. Like, this is what y'all... Even y'all bitches gonna succumb to this. And then y'all all die. Well, except for, um, for Jake Pinkett. But everybody gonna die at the end, like... It's a fucking horrible, sad story. Now, when they make movies like sure. that, they have to make it that you get killed at the end. They, they don't can't, have to do anything. They do that because, so we don't get the idea to do that. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> like, it's supposed to end in tragedy. So. That means I have a 25% chance of survival. You see what I'm saying? That but means I know what to do. Not you like to get the mom caught, getting like on the bus. These motherfuckers <laughs> getting on the bus. And getting on the bus. In the Sabrero. <laughs> and usually within that, and usually within that, they they'll put a failsafe of something that really won't work, but it worked in the movie. You see what I'm saying? So therefore, it, what are the odds of it coming? So you have to move the mic too. But um, but it worked in the movie. You see what I'm saying? And then yeah. therefore that's gonna get you caught. So that's most of the time what it is. Mm. It gotta get you gotta get caught so you don't get the idea. I guess. Mm-hmm. Well let's talk about le- Cleo's scene. I was gonna say, at least for Cleo, she kinda The scene was crazy. She did it how she wanted. <laughs> she went she out, went out, out how she wanted. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that nigga went out guns blazing. Like, like guns a blazing. 
It's always something that when you see I your, hate that song, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, now when I hear it, I think of only <laughs> as soon that as it come on, I get sad like immediately. <laughs> I cry every time I see that movie. Yeah. It really fucks with me. So, and I know what's about to happen. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's what makes it powerful. You know, because I mean? it still it, it, it still, evokes emotion. It's still, no, it still affects you that way. It take you on their story. Like why? At first, yeah. they, didn't, they might not have even wanted. No, to he do did his thing on it. Wasn't that John Singleton? <laughs> Back at that time, I wasn't paying attention now, but it probably was. Make that I don't know, maybe. Right, we, maybe we were actually trying to come up with a John Singleton's to go His through. list of yeah. movies? Um, I'm ready to hit one of my personal favorites. It was actually my first one. Menace to Motherfucking Society. Classic. Let me tell y'all, I used to watch this movie. I used to come home from school. Uh, this is a time when I was living alone for reasons. But I used to come home from school. I used to turn on Men's Society, and while it was on, no, I okay, knew all okay. the words. Sorry. Okay. Mm-hmm. But uh, while it was on... I'd like cook my dinner, or if I had got fast food, I'd eat my dinner and just watch my inside. I watched it every day for like four months straight. <laughs> Shit's wild. Four <laughs> months so straight. Tell it's you, a long time. Yeah, that's, that's, I know. When I tell you, I know this movie forward, backward. Sad, sad. It's it's literally up there with Friday to me. Mm-hmm. That means it definitely is a good it one. At least a hundred and twenty times. Yeah. <laughs> Minimum. And I watched it way before that too. So we got, I could talk about yeah. Anything I love that one. I thought movie. Kane was fine as fuck. Mm-hmm. I love that he somewhat had a moral compass. Yeah, or was trying to have a moral yeah, compass. Yeah, fucking old dog was like old dog did not give <laughs> no fucks. Nah, he was not that nigga. He was the menace to society. Yeah, he real. really was getting him and all that shit. Yeah, yeah. The pro- the whole problem of the movie was Just doing shit. was the beginning of the movie was the fucking uh the the, the robbery yeah. the um yeah. The, and other, murder. Half the other shit they did, they got <laughs> shot up. They got shot up at the end. That was just because the niggas they jumped. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's because he fucked that bitch and never called her again. Mm-hmm. And he, <laughs> he beat up her brother. Oh, yeah. yeah. He yeah. stomped her brother out. Well, that's why that's the dude who came back and shot him. Man, no. He yeah. plays himself and don't be a menace. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. the nigga who gets stomped out the way he got stomped out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah. Why is that not over there? And then, and then that's the is same it? nigga. Don't be a menace. Oh, yeah, it's up there. Comedy. And then that's the same nigga who uh, had sex with Diamond Cousin in Players Club. The one who got stomped out. The yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's the exact same <laughs> dude. That guy. If you know anything in life, it's don't trust him. <laughs> I don't know who this nigga is in real life, and I don't need to. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that. This nigga yeah. said, I'll get stomped out. I'll play me. And he got flattened. <laughs> he got flattened a minute. Yeah. Uh, don't be a menace. He was dead flat. Like, nigga, shoot me. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> she literally was flat. Because <laughs> <laughs> they stopped. Hey, Loke Dog wasn't playing. I thought O Dog didn't care. Loke Dog didn't give no fuck. <laughs> nigga had the missiles on deck. <laughs> had the choppers on deck. <laughs> and the yappers on deck. <laughs> 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 Uh, okay, the the counter to men's society to me, the anti men's society is Boys in the Hood. I don't know why I always pit hey. these two movies against each other. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I don't know I why I do. Say why? Yeah. yeah, I don't know why I do. I just always felt like I always be like men's society or Boys in the Hood. Hmm. I don't know why. I have no real. I mean, because Cuba Gooding, like the characters, <laughs> the characters of yeah, yeah you know? he was a little bit. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you know, it was, it was him. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. And and Morris Chestnut. Yeah, and he you know? yeah he, he was fine. 
That's it. He was fine too. I mean, we talking about the characters or no, no, no. It was like more of the good boys. Like person, they're gonna say it. I am. We gotta start doing that. Y'all can. There's fine women all the time, but it's not always a lot of fine. Probably gonna agree. Just we be trying to be respectful. And at the time, they was. I don't really care for half of these people now, but at the time, you know, you still like more like Omar Epps. Yeah, no, maybe fans. not now, especially in <laughs> y'all. You didn't like you didn't not, like not now, but like, oh, not like in Raising Canaan. Yeah. You didn't like him in Raising Canaan, no, <laughs> like, and as a cop, loving basketball and but juice. Nia Long, oh, my no. Nia Long only Nia better. Long, no. Nia Long, oh my god, wine, baby. Nia Long, Nia Long, Nia Long, Long is Nia wine. Long. Do, do y'all know Love Jones like that? Because that is my shit. No, that's know, what we were talking about, you know, which I need to rewatch. Remember last episode. <laughs> Y'all watch a different world. I don't watch. <laughs> Turn into somebody auntie real quick. <laughs> I am. Um, Go ahead and talk to us about Love Jones because okay, I personally, I you know, I just wonder how much wonder? did the little girls watching Love Jones? How 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 what? How y'all identify with it when you watch the show Girlfriends? You said you couldn't really identify with it because they were adults this and they is, were adulting. This, this was is one just, of the things that came back around as an adult. Like how I can I d- watch okay. Girlfriends now and identify. Okay. Love Jones came back around, I guess, around college or right after college. Okay. Um. So, yeah, first of all, I love Lorenz Tate. I, I think he's fine as fuck, too. <laughs> <laughs> yes, be, yes. In my head, that's my boo, like for real, for real. Small like, guy, stand up. Because we can't see him sitting down. Don't. <laughs> when he sit short. on his resume, he tall as fuck. He's like five. When he four. sit on his he's bank five, account, four? he tall as fuck. He's like fuck. five four or five five. Anywho. Oh, okay. She 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 had to make reasons for him to be tall. Right. He's mean. I he gets a piggyback right. Any. <laughs> I also like Lorenz Tate, and definitely in that movie, yes. They were just and me so, along, yes, yes. Like, like so. I, okay, I'm not as big of a fan as you. I need mm-hmm. to watch it more, but I remember watching it and just being like, "Oh my god!" Like, both just them too. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like mesh them together, like Two smash them. They do make a cute couple. People. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Yeah. Just nice um, looking also, at them. I do want to give time. a shout out. I was I made a side joke, but I really was trying to give a shout out to Lorenz Tate because he was Odo. Right, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like he literally is First in half bad. the movies that we said. He's in Dead President. He's a damn good he, actor. He goes back and he should. And be. He don't get enough credit these days. Yeah. They don't say his That's name right. and like and none of the like real. Power. You right. know what's not? On That's right. List. Yeah. What? Biker Boys. Oh, tell me it's up there. Tell me it's up there. <laughs> Tell me it's up it's there. It's not up there. I forgot. Right. First of all, yeah, he got I haven't boys. thought about it. We're going to talk about Biker And you boys. know why we, I say that? Because he I was know. in that too. He was. But Lorenz Lorenz And he was talking his oh. shit. Yeah. Oh, he was. I mean, <laughs> Biker Boys just touches him especially. Yeah, I see. I'm like, wow. I do remember the movie, but I would have never thought of it. <laughs> and you always come up soup? with my Biker soup? Boys. The Proud Family? <laughs> what? Yeah, Biker Boys. And Biker Boys. Slim's top five all time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, Lorenz Tate definitely should be up there in the black actor legend hall of hall fame. Hall of fame. Yeah. For the longevity, mm-hmm. roles, the versatility. versatility. Yes. I mean, Youth, you name youthfulness. it. He was, yes. The nigga still look 25. He was, he what's like, his name? Yeah, Ricky, what's his name? Uh, Ricky Fontaine. Pretty Ricky, what they call him? No, Pretty Ricky Frankie Lyman. Why do fools fall in love? He did that fucking, um, that role. He did. Um, that was that. I love that movie. 
Yes, me too. So yeah, he's just he's not getting. He doesn't yeah, get my his brother. flowers. What can Give I do for you, Tariq? What can I do for you, Tariq? Hey, nigga, I don't give what, a fuck. What, yeah, I like, the, <laughs> when he just up, I like when he switched. Little nigga, what you worried about? Bring me right my now? papers, boy. I was like, oh, not boy. Like <laughs> hey, that was anytime. I'd love to help out a fellow brother. <laughs> no, it's not. Am, am I making a mistake mouth. fucking with you? Mixing in one sentence. Yeah. Don't worry about that, brother. I know I got you fired. Uh, let's talk about him and his brother looking like twins. And his brother used mm. to fill in for roles for him. Because mm. his brother's in Dope. His brother used to be in little weird little side stuff. Random. Too. Yeah. Random he, was like, he was like the goofy mm-hmm. Lorenz Tate. Yeah, no, but he wanted to be more goofy. I just think he do not have the resume, but. But he looked like, like a Tate. He's a Charlie Murphy. Yeah, you know they brother. Yeah, yeah. You know they brother. <laughs> you turn to somebody uncle. <laughs> you know they brothers now. They some kin. They go way back. They some kin now. <laughs> oh, let's do... Okay. <laughs> let's talk about soul food. Let me tell you, oh, so that was low-key, my movie. Low-key was So when it first dope. came out, we went to the movie. Me and my mom and daddy went to go see it. Lord Jesus. The scene when they're having sex, you was watching that My with your mama. I was until I wasn't when she snatched me up out the fucking theater. Mm. Oh, snap. And went to fucking guest service and was like, I didn't know. She she got our money back. Whatever mm. the fuck she said, she got our money back. Mm. Because wow. It wasn't rated R. It wasn't, wasn't rated, rated correctly. It was. I, I think it was. I think my mom was. I like Dougie Fresh out here. Oh, I was like, what? I just wanted to yeah, see if I, I could do it. It was random, but I just wanted to see if I could do it. <laughs> I was about to look to D for help. I think, <laughs> I would, sound man. That was cool. <laughs> help. But, uh, Anywho. Yeah, see, that's yeah, weird. That was my first association with this. So now, now of course, I'm like, I got to see this fucking movie. The fuck? I love it. I love that. And the, but the fucking soundtrack. Yeah, I know we talk about movies and shit. But soundtrack the was soundtrack high. was back when soundtracks was about something. Mm-hmm. Like, Friday's soundtrack. Boys to Men. Yeah, Friday did have a good one. Yeah. Boys to Men killed it. Mama. Boys to Men. Yeah, everybody <laughs> was on it too. And like everybody. Um, Drew Hill. Let's talk about That's when I thought what's his name was going to be more than he turned out to be. Mackay Pfeiffer. Yeah. He, he, he was a flop. <laughs> he, I mean, he I had. <laughs> no. I just mean like. I don't know. I mean, what yeah. I thought, you know, you at know that what, time. Yeah, really, what did I really like him? Though. Yeah, because he was. He would have had a similar type resume as we talk about Lorenz Tate. If or he or even like going. a Omar Epps or something. I thought he was going to have Omar like Epps kind of fell off too, though. I mean, he did, but he still... I thought he was going mm, <laughs> to... We didn't see Omar Epps for a minute, bro. Damn. Omar Epps is supposed to carry a torch for some time. I mean... It's like that nigga needed an action role or something. Wait, but he didn't? Well, yeah, he's not like top, doing it like top. TV or something. He just fell off after a while. Like, don't get but me wrong. He... he did his thing for a while, and we all know those movies. And then we didn't see Omar Epps for a minute. I don't think he Up fell there. off. I think things changed. How long has he it been? Before, before raising Canaan, what do you used to see him, man? You want the ASMR? I can't think of many things. And that's but, what I mean. But you know, I don't know. I just think people, the fact that he's still around, like I'm giving him, I'm giving him his flowers too. Because, because he's now getting he's, back and shit. 50, no, yeah, 50 bringing niggas out the woodwork now. Yeah, yeah, it happens. It happens. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Well, but we don't know where Makai at. We don't know where Makai is at. So, anyway, But uh, but yeah, he fell off. He he fell off. Mm. Nigga, nigga should have been acting for real. He was acting, but he was in shit that I don't think made no noise. I'm looking at these titles like, mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what is oh no, no, he was the doctor on a TV show. 
I actually do remember that's why he's like, oh, that's what all my apps is doing. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. all my apps, yeah. Yeah. Um, talking about how was that? Maybe. Oh, that was good. I just remember house, seeing him. I love house. He used to have a white coat on. Yeah, house is dope. Yeah, house is dope as fuck. So that's, what, that's where I went to where I wasn't seeing him, but he was doing something. Doing something. I will give him that credit. Mm-hmm. He ended up being one of the main characters. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I will give him that credit. He's a good actor. We know this. No, no, I'm not like, saying he's bad. It's just when, they, when you don't see him for a while. Yeah. Because after feel like well, Mikhail Well, thanks Pfeiffer for remembering good. that because you're helping my point. He, he just ain't doing the same. He no. wasn't doing the same shit. He's not leading man, leading role and like... Black Panther. He's just he he's still out here acting. It doesn't. But I be I mean, feeling. Like, I be feeling like motherfuckers. You know, what I'm saying they had it and they were carrying that torch. They were doing it. They were the people we saw when we were back then. You know what I'm saying? And so, I do wish that we had more that moved up into upper echeloning of black acting. That also leaves room for it's like a pathway made. Yeah, That's the crawl before we walk. That's the you know what I'm saying. Like Denzel was always at the top. Yeah, Will Smith got skyrocketed to the top, and everybody can't do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't really. There's no pathway for them. Yeah, you have to. You have to really fight for all the different things they're letting our black then, roles be in our movies shine and competing because the roles really ain't too. That's much what I was about different. to say. We have to break out yeah. of those same roles that we also always play, like, and got, that's what you makes it pick hard. This gangster or this gangster? Yeah, it has to be like, more than. Or just we that. can go different and get that gangster. Like, which gangster we gonna pick? Like, well, shit, which role? They don't. They're not giving us a plethora of roles to choose from. You're a gangster with superpowers, who turns good, and versus the gangster who with superpowers who turns bad. <laughs> so is that why we like, don't have Black Panther up there? Because we feel like that's more of like superhero. If you it, know, Black it's a good movie. It's there. like a black movie, say. but it's a. What about bad boys? I don't. Feel black like Panther should definitely be. Hmm? I mean, it's a black movie. I don't feel like it's a. Classic. I don't feel like it fits with. Does it fall under the classic? Mm. See, it falls kind of under. It's just a modern. It's a newer movie. It should be up there. I don't feel like it gives. Can you name another? I'll I'll, I'll lose the vote. You feel like it's too modern? It's too the vote. New. I mean, that'd be the only thing I think you could say. I think it would. If you want to put these in a, it's gonna tie in more with a generation that I I don't necessarily connect with as much, but. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's too new. I just don't think it fits with these. It's a black movie. We're, we're, you're going more back into the... Yeah, the back in the day. Black maybe. history. Maybe, yeah, that's all. I was just maybe trying that's to what it is. I don't know. I don't know why, but for some reason, because it is a black movie, and I can't really say why it isn't. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't like it's it. probably beginning. You think it's something that's shaping the culture from now, from when it's come out? I don't to, see it shaping anything. You don't think so? You don't think so? I don't see it shape. I mean, it, it pays Wakanda? Away. Like seriously, bro. I mean, I'm a super, bro, I'm okay. a Marvel fan. But no, how I'm many? Yeah. No, but I'm asking, bro. How many positive representations do we have? Period. Like, especially Africa. Um, that's why to me it's important. I think it showed the world a side, and and um, you know, saying made everyone have that open, that unity, and it did do that. I don't. I just feel like it was all whitewashed. There wasn't anything. All of these movies here. Gave us punchlines. I mean, I guess people do be like, "Hey, Auntie." I don't know. All these movies like connected us in some way. I don't. I don't see black people really. Con- but they were calling white people colonizers. It still, it's great. <laughs> it's amazing. I thought it, that gave me an insult. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> colonizer. Okay. That's a good. We'll put put it on the board. I lose the vote. I'll take this as a as an L because I can. I'm humble enough to. But do we that. definitely get your point. We're just but uh, <laughs> gotta argue with you on that. Yeah, I get your point. So. 
Um, but yeah. I, that's why I just have to ask in the, the grand scheme of things. I don't know. It, it touched me and it was great to see it because it had never been seen and stuff like that. I don't know. I just, the story, the story wasn't a story. Like, I didn't feel like this could happen to me. Like, so, you right, see what I'm saying? Like, like the rest of, most of these movies, oh, I like feel like could happen to me. Yeah. The, you know what I'm saying? So that but being a superhero movie. So that's just like a different category for you. It's a, yeah, I think so. I think it's just a different category than what these fall into. What about okay. bad boys? I don't. Too it's man. a, it's a, a black great actors. film. I just don't know if it's a black film. Because it's just a great film. Yeah. So, like, we talked about it with things like graduating out of just being in a particular like particular group. Uh, and that's that's kind of how I feel about Bad Boys. It was Bad Boys that, that made this conversation happen. But that movie was, it had two black actors and it surpassed limits. Right. And once it did that, it was, it's a national worldwide thing, international movie. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not just a black movie. And I feel like that's kind of when we say it wasn't just ours, right. I mm-hmm. guess. Yeah. You know I'm saying most of these movies are just ours. Yeah. If you ask me, I mean, American gangster did too, though. Made a lot of money. So, <laughs> so it's almost like, how do you, how do you define it? You know what I mean? Hmm. Cause I mean, it was, just because like Martin was like the main writer. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't either. Hmm. All three of them. That's cool. So what about um, an old school one, Boomerang? <laughs> That's uh-huh. one of the ones, like I said, y'all, my family, my dad and my mm-hmm. mom was watching and I started I watching. Love, I, was, I love, love that movie. Like we love, had the VHS. We had to act out <laughs> scenes of it. Love should have brought your ass home last mm-hmm. night. I loved that, that movie. I loved Eddie Murphy. Robin Gibbons was bad at all time. Super bad. Baddest. That was like, Prime ooh, for her, ooh, yeah. Ooh. I liked Holly Berry a lot in that movie. She too. was, yeah. That actually, young Holly, but she wasn't the star. It was Rob. That Robin Givens was the one they was giving all mm-hmm. the heat, yeah, at that time. But the moral of the story was to get you a Holly, not a Robin. That's the thing. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess so. You know what I'm saying? Robin yeah. was <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, all right. Yeah. That movie was crazy. Mm. And sometimes you got to fuck up your friend to get your Holly. Because mm. he really did fuck up. He did. That's what he did. I think he, he just him. liked her, though, man. They wasn't. They, Holly didn't like him. She liked him as a friend. As a friend. Yeah. She so. I, thought, I, thought, I, thought. <laughs> I still do that to this Shout day. out to Pops, who was in that mm-hmm. shit. Oh, you yeah, got a yeah. coordinate. Everybody daddy. Pops got the, was got the mushroom belt. In the Duran, black movies. You know your dad has on a mushroom belt, yeah. too. Yes. Look, 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 look at the look, 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 look at the socks. Pop. Martin. No, you got the socks too. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Martin was in. We're gonna set this motherfucker off. Um, Eartha Kitt. Chris Rock. That's a Grace Jones. Grace Jones was Strange. Yes, Strange. I know him. He's gay. You think I don't know a gay man when I see one? My cousin is gay. <laughs> you just don't want to fuck. You just don't want to fuck me. Is that it? <laughs> she was like, She's I like, got that bed. Pussy. Pussy. No one. Pussy. Was like, pussy. <laughs> I was like watching like this shit is crazy. <laughs> the, the, the video, the commercial. And she like gave birth to the person. Oh yeah. yeah, that shit was crazy. All like raw And, and he's like shit. sitting there like Eddie Murphy was such a good like I liked his comedic yet still kind of like mm-hmm. drama roles like he was really good at being funny mm-hmm. but not outwardly like like he wasn't funny overt. like yeah, yeah not overt he was, no he was funny like how what's the dude what's his name is in ozark 
Like uh, Marty. And you yeah, know like, like I love Kind of like situational. Bateman. Jason Bateman. Oh, yeah, we're just going to use that. And I remember he was like, is that a nipple or a button? He was like, it's a nipple. Because I'm, I'm drooling. <laughs> 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 he was just like, ah, I got you. Ah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, that was a cl- that's, that's a classic to me. It like, mm-hmm. And while we're on Eddie Murphy, we're just going to transition that right into coming to motherfucking got to. America. Yeah. Got to. I mean, shit, you know what? And on coming to America, it's Shot O'Clock. It's that time again. It's not coming to Shot O'Clock. We definitely got to talk about Shotters, by the way. Shout out to Whack Arnold's. Whack Arnold's. Damn, why can't I hear you swallow your shot every time? Yep, every time. Sir. What is that sound? It's my Dougie Fresh. I don't like <laughs> 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 that actually wasn't bad. But, but for the listeners, this nigga's holding the mic to his neck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> making, that making throat noises. Yeah. Throat noises. Wow. <laughs> this nigga's a frog. Pause. <laughs> I feel I like there's a pause in order for throat was... noises. Good grief! Because you're the only. You couldn't even argue that. You just had to agree. Anywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Coming to America, that's y'all movie. I'm I'm not as big of a fan Whoa, as y'all. I didn't think you was about to say that. Yeah. I should see their faces when I just said Pause that. Like for effect. It, was, it was a little surprising. Yeah. yeah. I'm not judging you or nothing. It starts it starts off. <laughs> I just was not a it's, big coming the to America. Movie's quotable fan. from start to end. Oh, I like it, but it wasn't as funny to me. Look like a, dog. a big dog. Oh, we don't have a uh, vampire in Brooklyn on there. <gasps> That's a. Good I like that one more oh, than that I probably like Vampire in Brooklyn is good. I just like different stuff. Well, oh, you don't like because it's scary. Oh, yeah, yeah, I have, I have not seen it. Shit, eyes pop out. Angela Bassett. Like no mm-hmm. fuck. What? Kadeem Hardison. Yes. I love him. <laughs> what the fuck is that word? I love him. <laughs> <laughs> you have a diary, don't you? I used to. Yeah. So. Uh, I just heard a song the other day, and it was the uh, Moesha's diary song, mm-hmm. but a beat to it. Because they're using it on like, on the TikTok and stuff like that. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. I was on like, we TikTok. just talked about that. Shit. <laughs> I was like, we that. just talked about it, and then all of a sudden, I hear and that. Like, yeah, like on reels and shit. Yeah, they be using it. Trading places they on there. Which one's trading places? Oh, yeah. mm. It's it's he, almost like this the place same is the white cast, man, right? right? But it's like this time he he's rich. He ends up rich. Yeah, he ends up with more. It's like in Mort- New York, with somebody in Mortimer. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're in they're in New York, right? And he does. He's just homeless. Like he just. I can't even remember for real. Yeah, hmm. but huh. he's broke. I don't know that. And he's so, trading places. Like places a so bet they place a dollar bet. Yep. That they could mess with one one. He was a white dude. He was rich. He worked for them. And so he, they pretty mm-hmm. much traded them. He, they, they, they framed him, got him fired, and then they hired Eddie Murphy. Fine, man. And yeah, so man, I just gotta watch it. Hmm. No, that was a good one. I haven't. I don't think I've seen that. So or the white, if I did, yeah, the white man became homeless, and then he had all that white nigga. Money. But it came out right at <laughs> the same time as as uh, the other one. All right, we're gonna hit these musicals real quick because I just Come realized we had an hour. Let's Wait. do it. <laughs> I'm ready. Put out the jazz. Jazz hands. <laughs> So we're going to start at the top of the list with the five. Is there five a heart? Is there, there a heart in the house tonight? Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. I know. Let me know. Let me know. <laughs> That's not my favorite. Um, I have two favorite lines from that movie. Here we go. Just say it. Okay. Nice like this. 
I wish Not rain drops would no. <laughs> Look, Doug, I'm back. <laughs> Low key try to warn y'all. Yeah. You're supposed to be with me. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you I'm get dead ass. Yo, Dang. I just I have very few. I have um. <laughs> damn, when they when they get a, pulled over, and they, and they make them sing. Yeah. Oh yeah, that damn. shit was funny. <laughs> I was like, okay, they guys, sit down. To sound depressing as fuck. Yeah. Like I can't think of what song it was right now. But uh, the deep voice start with it. Yeah. Oh fuck! I can't Mel- think of it. It's not Mel- 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 Melvin it. and the Temptations. My yeah. bad. My bad. All right, so then we're going to go... Temptation. Yeah, the Five Heartbeats was just like a pair, like kind of like fake. Right? I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I, it, I was, never, yeah. Well, it was just like, a... This is what happens. This is how it is. people. It's based off of different groups and stuff. But the like songs a real were group, real. Real groups put them out. Okay. So, because I hear the songs in real life, and I'll be like, so the Five Heartbeats is a real group? I don't know. No, I think real, like... Really, real people okay. put those songs out. Comment in. Go to Equally Opposite Podcast on Instagram and tell us if you know or think you know if the Five Heartbeats was a real group or not. Because I'm dead ass. I think it was know. like a fictitious, you know, emerging of different things. The Jackson Five, the Temptation, this but the, is a family. But the songs came out in real life. I like, think maybe like a soundtrack like, or something. Like, but, like a soundtrack. Like Empire. But not. Because <laughs> okay. remember, hey, they had real okay. songs. You're so beautiful. Drip. Drip. Yeah, they had real songs. They came out. Okay, maybe, yeah, maybe ahead of their time, but I think it was based off of the movie, like not, mm. you know. Mm-hmm. Okay, because yeah, because I've been confused about that my whole life. Like that's a that's a black unknown. There's known knowns and there's unknown knowns, mm. and there's known unknowns. Oh my goodness. So <laughs> next movie. So, how, how, whoa, 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 whoa! Go back, go back, go back, go back. Don't do it. And you're gonna do this? How? You do me so. How? We don't. How? Known unknowns and known knowns. No, 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 no. Just that there are known unknowns. There's things that everyone knows that we don't, we don't know. Okay. So anyway. Learning with juice. So we can go to the American dream. Obviously. Was that a fucking rainbow? Learning with juice. All right, but <laughs> I told you. <laughs> what are butterflies? You. Butterflies in the sky. <laughs> oh, I can go twice as high. <laughs> Take a look. <laughs> it's in a book. <laughs> Reading rainbow. <laughs> Not the <laughs> Reading rainbow. Reading rainbow. I can go anything. This is our one tonight. No book. Y'all know I be singing. I all tonight. My album dropping soon. <laughs> I just shared a post that said, your boyfriend or girlfriend is second priority always. Mm-hmm. Your rap career comes first. Oh. So he's upset. We're upset. Album dropping soon. Mm. Be on the lookout. You know what I'm saying? I'm upset. Who? 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 Now he's telling <laughs> That's his hype man. That's how but it goes, yeah. and that's how it works, people. Yeah. That's how you hire a hype man. <laughs> if he gets you dancing like that as soon as he, right? Yeah, you Can't gotta keep You gotta keep slim on paper. You know what I'm saying? I'm dropping on all platforms. I'm doing it on Spreaker. So, <laughs> Spreaker. Need to get on stand with Kanye. That's true. 
So anyway, it would be you and him. Just you and back to the dream. The American Dream, which is what the Jackson which is right, fifteen hours long, very long. (laughs) Got to watch it over two days. Many parts, many parts, many parts. Um, amazing movie though. Great. It is how I was let into the what I call like the early days of Michael Jackson and the Jackson Five being like. The age that I am, and just and just it's learning just the one, dance it's moves. We learned it, like his, his hair was on fire. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the first time I learned the history the, of them. And that mm-hmm. daddy was mean. I probably watched it. You know what I'm saying? He used to beat. He used to beat them. He my dad. Used, my dad used to get away with shit because he wasn't as bad as Joe Jackson. Mm-hmm. Does wow. that make sense? Like your dad, your dad could beat you as long as he don't beat you as bad as Joe Jackson beat you. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that was the staple. <laughs> well, the, like the, the limit the standard. Like the, yeah, you know like a lot of y'all. My dad would beat me like I was kunta boy. Yeah, I was bad. I was bad. I was bad. You, I was, you had to be. See, bad. see that reference alone roots. Yeah. I was this y'all. This was something I was saying earlier. I was like, why we ain't got roots on this motherfucker? Roots really ain't up there. No, it's, it's, on, the, it's on the other side. It. But I was like, roots. That was like, even if I didn't see it at the time, that was. A staple. Everybody knew about Kunta getting your Everybody, foot cut off. Because it was planted in school. Every, no, well, I was watching they didn't Roots play it at school. I don't know they if I saw it in school. school. That's yes. actually, I, I'm not mad at that. I was watching but they didn't. School. They didn't play it in school for me. I'll wrap this up. Um, my dad, every February, made me watch, like, all of it. <laughs> Really? Like every February, every February. So like, was this like a Valentine's weekend. gift <laughs> <laughs> for Black History, Black History Month. Month? One or two episodes, like however, like we can go in all about Chicken George, like yeah. I it took me a little a while to watch it as a kid, as a younger person, but when I did, I was like, that shit was crazy. Like, shit was it was crazy. a staple. It let me. It was another thing that I knew I had learned in school about slavery, but. Watching that movie, it was like, oh, this what you like it puts for real for real. It put the visual to what I was. I think for newer generations, that's twelve years a slave. Mm. That shit fucked me. That was bad. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Twelve years a slave fucked me up. Twelve years a slave. Why why do I want to watch twelve years? It was different for me to see. It's my guilty pleasure. I can't help but watch slavery stuff like. Wow. All the remakes, all, for real, I can't like. I get sick of it. it may be the same type like of story, so but I'm like hooked on a good like. Tell me all the stories. To, I'm I don't know why, and I get mad. Mm-hmm. You like that? And I you get like angry. I don't know. See white people at the grocery you, store and be like, "Bitch, it I'm bubbles out something up." <laughs> That's but also I can't. why I like that one where they were the, the black women were for NASA. No, I'm talking about. Oh said, yeah, the um mm-hmm. yes, Help Raji me. Henson. Help. Uh, <laughs> What's the name of it? Uh, I can't think of it. I'm trying to think of it. I, I loved it. It's, it's positive. No, because like, we need to, yeah, let's You like the positivity it. part. Yeah, it's I, sick yeah. of slavery. You don't want to see and about hear about it anymore. I'm so I get that argument. So well, tired of it. Sorry. Well, um, while we're talking about that, what I do want to say is, because we're going to start swinging this around. Hidden figures. Thank you. Figures, thank you. I um, didn't even see it. This movie, this Burr? list. <laughs> we're going to post a picture of this list. And I definitely want to. Sorry, see, I moved away from the mic that time. But, but still hurt it. Still hurt. <laughs> I, just, I told you, I got that. All right, I got that. You know, <laughs> see, that happens. Be she clucked first. <laughs> she clucked. <laughs> Not she clucked. <laughs> 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 yeah. You. Right. I'm trying to be serious. All right. <clears throat> Can you pour shots? 
Oh my God! You was that your birthday series? I'm trying to be serious. That was your birthday series, but it's coming. It's coming. You can't talk. All right, so these movies here. I like that. Do it again. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna post this list on the page. Wait, keep in mind that it was not comprehensive. It wasn't meant to be comprehensive. We just kind of started a list. Yeah, but y'all can help fill in some blanks. Please. So I was gonna say lots of blanks. Please comment. Let us know what we didn't, what we missed, mm-hmm. what movies was dope to you. Shoot, share it. Make sure other people see it. You know what I'm saying? This is something. This is our Black history. And I don't care what nobody say. Last episode, we did black TV shows. Mm -hmm. This episode, we did black movies. And this is the shit that we pass on to our our children and make sure that they know where we came from. The things that if they run into another another kid who looks like them, they can say this and and then they will have they will have something. So therefore, they our black kids don't have to be two separate tokens. They'll know what they can say to each other and know that they're cool. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That 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 made friendships when I was young. I went to a white school, and when I saw another black kid, I knew what to say. When I was in the army, and I saw another black kid, I knew what to say. When me and you met, we knew we was cool, but it was like, can we be friends? Like, and that's just you can tell when someone's like you, and you can tell when someone's not. But you have to go. You have to have those experiences. I would like to point out now, everybody's like that at all. What do you mean? You have discernment, bro. You know that. You said what? You have discernment. You are a mm-hmm. discerning person. Mm-hmm. Not everyone is as discerning until they speak to them. But you know. Well, that's what I mean. I feel like for us passing on to our to our lower generation, they have TikTok reels. <laughs> that is definitely Ugh. what they. Have. I hate to say it, but their their movies have been diminished down to about a 15 what fifteen seconds. to a minute, even if it's a long one. Ugh. Sometimes Lola plays one that that are just crazy long, but they all know them mm-hmm. and they 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 do identify. By, what? They relate with. That. I've seen her with other kids. Did you see the moves? And I'm like, huh? You didn't see that? I'm like, it was a real. I was like, even that. I'm sorry, I'm not just sitting up looking at real. We need to give our culture within it, though. Like, I don't know. We got to find. It's one lead, of those things you got. If you lead the them. children, you lead the future, and that's <laughs> but, what's leading the children. But that's what, like, we just talked about how boomerang. It's not movies. We talked about how boomerang was forced on us. What's love got to do with it, and things like that. All right, not saying force those same things, but we have to find a way to force certain. certain we have to limit the TikTok reels. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Everybody's gonna think I'm like against it, but I'm <clears> telling you, got yeah. a nine year old and that little heifer. I'm just saying. I just want. I just want to make sure that reel. we're passing current culture along with Black history. Yeah. Too. You know what I'm saying? We're passing our generation's version. If we were to put something, remember in school when they used to be like, "Put this in the time capsule, and in 30 mm-hmm. years they're gonna yeah. open this." Yeah. Like, what would we put in there? What would our generation put in there? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like they, back in the day, I used to hate. Until I got to a certain age, I used to hate listening to like one hundred four point one, like mm-hmm. that was like, like the, the old station. station. The grandma station. Like, come station. on, sick of it, bro. Can I get some V one hundred three or one hundred seven point nine? Tom Pointer is. Or if you really old, nine seven five. That's if you really on the old school. Oh 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 oh. It's time on the morning show. I used to love them. Yeah, so but that's why I listen. Damn, two eighty five North has been an accident. Yeah. Yeah, but that shit was forced on us, yeah. and like now I'm appreciative, and like I'm glad I know the oldies. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I'm glad I I got culture. We do yeah. that. Like we instill we instill in our daughter saying? old stuff, and it's not old to us. But she'd be like, right. "Yeah, like oh, you used to that." Like, but but what's funny is that's it. gonna make her like cool. I think like, it's when gonna she make her older, it's I, gonna be relatable, mm-hmm. and yeah. 
Yep, because she sits up and listens Your to all our old stories. Your mom used to make you listen to that, too. Yep. And songs and yeah. movies. Well, she can't get on the movies. But. And that's what I mean. You got the force on. Yeah. You got the force on. Okay. <laughs> all right, Joe. You got the force. <laughs> you got the force on. All in all, I know we're wrapping it up, y'all. And I keep coming up with these, and I'm horrible. But The Color Purple was a classic oh. black people movie, too. You, you do, do right, right by, by me. me. <laughs> See? That's how you know. Mm-hmm. So um, we didn't mention them. I do want to say shout out to that because that was an all black, pretty much cast and some hit, and, some yeah. heavy hitters. Yeah, Oprah Winfrey. I think that was Rudy the first Goldberg. dark movie. People don't know Erica Badu's first was a comic video cover. Um, was based Reed off does, of that. Yeah, Rita's oh. Color Purple. Wow, sister, mm. you went. That's my shit. Um, I don't even care about hitting that topic. So yeah. Um, do we have certain coming? So we didn't hit all the movies. Mm-hmm. Some of them were just coming of age stories, and we were trying to find out: Do we have current coming of age stories that our younger generation can watch? The same way that we had Friday, the same way we had Baby Boy, and shit like that. Uh, <laughs> do we have those type of coming of age stories that our kids can watch? And the latest one that I can think of is Dope. That's or a earlier. good one, mm-hmm. right? I don't think we have that. Like, I think there are a few on Netflix, little movies or whatever like that, but they're they're not big. They're not how we really had a lot of coming of age stories. They're very, very few and far between. Yeah. And our old school is the same for them because now everything's at a rapid pace. It's fast. It's It's quick. Mm-hmm. And it's harder to be They're a not classic. watching That's movies as point. much. Yeah. So if, yeah. if the people couldn't hear him, he was saying that things are a lot faster now in the, in the digital age. Pretty much, it take a little more time to become a classic, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. That's why I was I was playing, but not playing TikTok. Is is their their thing? They cling to these very quick, fast. Yeah. When they get used quick to pleasure, quick. Oh, I'm done. Done quickly. Slide, slide, yeah. Slide. You know, it's not something they. I haven't seen many kids right now relating to a movie just because that's what we're talking an hour and a half or two hours of yeah, that's a lot just of their, their <laughs> focus. It's rare. And not the little, little only kids. They love the Disney movie. I was like, only superheroes. superheroes. They get to this level, like the, like I said, the, the nine, the ten, when they're like, eh, it's, it, they, they're not on. <laughs> their attention span is not there at that point. Like to even give an hour and a half of, their yeah. time to something yeah. that's going to be worth it in the end. Mm. So that's what I'm noticing. Even music, like vocalists, black vocalists, like how we have our old school singers and groups, Temptations and stuff. It's like that kind of whole genre is like almost lost. It's a gap. There's yeah. a gap somewhere in there that they're yeah. not going to have a connection a between the old historical they're, they're people who shaped them like and then the Jacksons, Martin Luther King. <laughs> right, right. There was a couple like, yeah. like, because the artistry and shit is gone. They're gonna think that nothing else happened. They don't remember anything. They don't Something's remember hot anything. for one year, and you don't. And don't then there's that. Yeah, you gotta constantly be bringing yeah, yeah. new so shit. That's out. what I'm saying. We got we got to have more tradition, and we got to make sure that we carry tradition because mm-hmm. we we keep trying to be the breaking the mold, and we ain't doing. You know what I'm saying? We keep doing that, but at the same time, we got to take sure make sure that we're carrying mm-hmm. things that we want to carry too. And everybody can carry something different. You know what I'm saying? That'll make your children's different. Your children's. Your children. Your children's. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But Can I just say, sure I want move. I wanted to be clear that although I don't think we need to dwell on the slavery portion of our history, I'm so about that. But um, I also feel that we have to also remember that that history is not so long ago. 
what we're talking about is only two generations ago, and that is, yeah, it is, if that, yeah, the I'm se- giving it segregation. I, I'm rounding up like that, yeah. um, but like truly, you know. So it it all this shapes our Black history just like that shit shapes it. To know who those characters were on some of these movies and some of these shows we did last week, they were coming out of what we came from as slaves. You know what I mean? It, mm-hmm. it shaped us. They weren't always good depictions of us. It's not always how all of us are, but it shapes us as a culture. And I feel like people got to understand. Slavery is always going to be in there in a part of the timeline, but it doesn't need to be dwelled upon. That's Just understand that's what led to the, the next cycle and the next. We're not too far away from that shit, y'all. That like, we are, but we're not. So, right. you know, it's a, it's a daily, we're, we're still working on getting the amount of um, Oscars and things like that. We're yeah. still fighting the fight. So yeah. we have to acknowledge the bad with the good movies, you know, mm-hmm. and yeah. shows. And make sure you watch Roots. <laughs> make sure you make your kids watch Roots. You know what I'm saying? For the for the aunties and uncles, the people that don't got kids, so y'all like, well, this part don't apply to me. Yes, it does. Because <laughs> you got to apply that to the kids that you around. I know you know somebody with kids. I know you watch somebody's kids. You call somebody your little nephew, them. Make sure you talk <laughs> to them, too. Make sure you let their parents know. Everybody need to be, what's up? We were slaves. <laughs> yeah. I'm black, y'all. I'm black, y'all. And I'm black I can't. and I'm black, y'all. <laughs> um, also, Rock. <laughs> where we at? Where we at? D? Oh, Malcolm X. <laughs> we didn't say that. Yeah, we, did, we didn't. We didn't. Hit, we didn't hit those classics. We, like I said, we didn't hit all the movies. And, we and, didn't land really. on Plymouth Rock. <laughs> get, get your hand, hand out my pocket. Get your hand out my pocket. But uh, if y'all want, we can do another episode. Let us know what y'all want. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I'm gonna get there. Oh, but um, <laughs> also, it's a reflect. And in honor of Black History Month, still, I'm gonna give a shout out to Manny. I don't know if y'all noticed really? him in the back there. I'm about to kick him over. He black. He black, bro. He really just, he always got my back. And, you know what I'm saying? He wears my robe for me. I, I got a guy who does that. I'm about to make it. I'm not taking no more Instagram pictures. I think I'm just going to dress Manny and let him take them. Oh. Or give him his own Instagram. Is it Shot O'Clock yet? Either than that, yes. Right. It is Shot O'Clock. Shot O'clock. Yeah. Definitely. He stopped Shot O'Clock. And it's way more. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's Shot 45 and listen. we out. EOP. EOP. We got a whole handshake we're going to show Follow you. us. Handshake yeah. coming soon. Shot time. That was fun. This President's Day, celebrate American legends with great deals at the Jeep President's Day event. Right now, get 0% financing for 72 months on select 2021 Jeep Grand Cherokee models. Excludes Grand Cherokee L, SRT, and Trackhawk. 0% APR financing for 72 months equals $1,389 per month per 1000 finance for all qualified buyers through Chrysler Capital regardless of down payment. Not all buyers will qualify. See dealer for details. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 228-2022. Jeep is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. Intersys and Swanee is hiring machine operators and maintenance personnel. Charge your career with a better paying job and a company that values your experience. Starting pay is up to $20.07 an hour. Join a dynamic international company with a great culture and amazing benefits. Go to jobs.intersys.com. That's jobs.enersys.com. Charge your career. Intersys on a mission to deliver reliable and sustainable power to the world.
welcome to MGP 462. I'm Kevin. With me as ever, the Sheepdog Anna and Pab. Say hello, boys and girls. Hello, boys and girls. Hello. 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 What's happening? <laughs> Is this what it was like? I just said much hello oh than my word! It must be good to have me back. What on earth was that? I haven't listened back to last week's show. Who didn't say hello? Hello. So I was saying hello. because it, it doesn't come through. Lost. Your hello doesn't come through on Discord, Anna. So it froze uh, me every. every I tell time. you what, I'd love. To, I would love to see our audience retention <laughs> statistics because we have a forty-five second long intro and then this for a minute. If people make it to minute two, it's a miracle. We should stick an advert there. That's prime advert <laughs> position. Because anyone making it oh, this hard, anyone making it this far is ready to pay for something. Just to make it stop. My word. I always assume the people that make it this far are the ones who are holding onto handlebars or they're just stuck in their phones in their pocket. They're they're hooked in, they're all set up and there's no turning back. They're just they're just there wincing, thinking, I've got I'm I'm on this bike for the next forty minutes. I can't get off. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Well, we got plans for you, boys and girls. (laughs) Good job. Good job you left your phone in your locker and you're just running this off of your Bluetooth headphones. You're ruined. You're ruined. How are we all? Are we all good? Have we had a good week? Good two weeks? Mm. I don't know how your last weeks were. I didn't ask. I haven't even asked Anna how her last two weeks have been until now. They're not too bad. (laughs) Well, lots gone on then. (laughs) Well, I was off last week. I feel like you lot have committed a crime last week and you're wary of saying anything in front of me. I'm knackered today because, like, my kids, all, all my family except my daughter decided to just wreck me last night. I, I I tried to go to bed and one one came bursting in at, like, one in the morning saying he'd wet the bed. And then the other one wanted to sleep in our room but didn't want to sleep. They just wanted to do gymnastics in our room. <laughs> and so every 20 minutes, Mrs. Dog was like, for goodness sake, will you stay still? And so I kept getting woken up because I was fine. My bed's big enough that I didn't know what was going on. He was just doing flips and all sorts. I don't know, but... I was a good three or four feet away from him with my, you know, just my mask on. How big is your bed? About a thousand feet. It's it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It was different time zones. But, uh, yeah, she just kept demanding that he stop moving and (laughs) taking him back, but making it the most loud routine ever. And then uh, to top it all off, I had to get up early to take my daughter to school this morning. So literally all of them have ruined me. I'm knackered. I'm just, I I was falling asleep on the sofa at five thinking I've got, two hours till my stream i can have a little kip and uh, my wife was like look at you kipping on the sofa I was like, maybe jump a mile you ruined me and then my son kept wanting to hug they all just want my they just want too much i need to sleep but it's pokemon go fest tomorrow so i'm not going to sleep tomorrow morning either um and i'm excited i've been i thought of it a minute ago and i was like ooh. so i'm i'm giddy for that but uh, i reckon i'll be burning out this time tomorrow night it'll be just i'll have hit the line the Pokemon will all be gone, and that'll be it. Be all moody. Such a nerd. <laughs> nerdy, nerdy, nerd. Um, I've got a new video game this week, boys and girls. No, you don't. Can yeah, you believe it? Be talking about that, surely? What? I'm just letting you know that I have one. I haven't played <laughs> it. It's still wrapped. Oh. So I think we're safe. I didn't know it was coming. Um, I was expecting a delivery of one thing, and a different thing came. Um, Life is Strange True Colours on the Nintendo Switch. And it says in big letters on the front, internet download required. So I've not actually opened it yet. I don't know if there's a cartridge in it or if it's just a code. Or if you just got, maybe it's got episode one on the disc and everything else is download. I should probably get this downloading though. 
why are they clarifying internet download? Do they think because... they might accidentally go on like an intranet or a well something else? It's a Nintendo, yeah. and they we're idiots. It's just, it's just saying that you need to do You can't play this game without internet, basically. Exactly. Mm. Okay. Well, I've, it just so happens that today I've plugged an Ethernet cable into my uh, Switch dock, so I'll be able to download it wired. Never downloaded a Switch yeah, game yeah. wired before. Is there even a? Oh, hang on a minute. Where's the Where's the Ethernet port on the Switch? On dock? the OLED port on the OLED dock. There is a port. Yeah, those, of us those of us who've got a proper Switch, yeah. rather than an mm. antique one. Oh yeah, it is a cartridge and a code. So, do I get the old game in here? Oh yeah, I do. I get the re oh no, remastered collection is coming soon, and I've got a code for True Colors. I've never played. I've played the first episode of both Life is Strange what series. Is really enjoyed them. You what? If you've only done the first episode, why have you bought this one? Well, I wouldn't have. Or if I'd already completed it elsewhere. I bought it on PS5 as well when it came out. <gasps> Should have just said, I life like is it. strange, Anna. Yeah, I like this game. So I'll play it. Now I've got it handheld, I'll actually play it properly. It'll be Why my toilet game. Why do you have game. consoles then? For streaming. That's We've me. talked about this before. You've asked that question before. I, just, I, I don't understand. The only reason things. I have a PS5 and an Xbox is for streaming. They are business expenses. They are tools. Tools of the trade. You're a tool. You're a tool. Yeah, there you go. That was uh, that's a, a brand new video game. We're hot off the press <laughs> with brand new video games. So if any if any publishers out there are a little bit wary about giving us review codes because they think we might not take them seriously, I think we'll just find first six minutes of the episode. We've just talked about, about a brand new game that's out today. So get those review codes flowing, you scumbags. Goodness <laughs> me. <laughs> I deserve it. When was the last time we got a free game? Good to yeah. um, Well, the last time was when you tried to break the embargo by discussing whether <laughs> it was it was as good as your old shed. And uh... further proof that they're scumbags. <laughs> that one, they weren't very happy. How does it compare to my old shed? Should I buy an old, a new shed and all of this? Get a little message telling me that wasn't that wasn't very cool of us. Um, <laughs> yeah, maybe we so need Kevin to just rebrand. Maybe you just need to approach somebody else and not keep going back to that same company that you've So you upset. ruined it, Kevin. I mean, I'm pretty sure that was Microsoft. <sighs> I ruin a lot of things, but normally I have people who get me out of the things that I ruin. The amount of times I've upset football manager, and there's always I, people there to smooth it over for me. I think between us, you upset Microsoft, I've upset Sony and Ubisoft, and um, I can't remember, there's someone, Anna, was like, meh, about a game on, and it just didn't go down very well, and it's like, oh, yeah, okay. Well, I've just said Nintendo think we're idiots as well, just to cover all bases. Yeah, so, um, I mean... I, defi I dare you, video game publishers, to send us a freebie. Prove that you're not swayed by our brutal honesty and boyish good looks. Break, break the trend. Send us a, send us something for free. Anything. Don't really mind. I'll have, I'll have more of those empty steel books that I can clad the bathroom with. It's fine. Anything for free. <laughs> I just feel like I need some justification for standing in front of my microphone right now. You get to spend time with me in pub. This is why I want free stuff. <laughs> <laughs> to compensate me for having to spend time with you two. You love it. You were trying to get us to come to Amsterdam with you the other day. You are uh... coming to Amsterdam. TwitchCon is on. It's Pap happening in July. Me and I Anna are going. No. Pab's, I'm not going. Pab's not willing. Yeah, I'm not he's going, not, no. He's not willing to go. 
I don't that know, was Pat, a, an opportunity to spend time with me in another country. That we, that, that odds are we aren't going to be in there very long. Yeah, why if only we, we were in why, one of the world's great why, cities. Yeah, why don't we just book at, at a time when hotels aren't through the roof because of TwitchCon? They're not through the roof now. If you book now, like I have, it was it through was cheaper roof. than it was the um, the flight and hotel was cheaper than a train and a hotel to London. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you me because uh, I said to Mrs. Sheepdog, "Look, you know, I want to go to Amsterdam. It'll probably be six, seven hundred quid all in, like not not for spending money, but like ticket stuff." And then. You were like, I'm not coming. And I was like, oh, <laughs> it might still be okay. And then Kev's working it out. And he's like, yeah, you know, it'll be about, what's about 800 quid not including the ticket. And I'm there yeah. thinking, I've told Kev, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. <laughs> and then Mrs. Sheepdog's like, you can't. Well, she said, well, you literally said yesterday that we can't book a holiday because you want to save, you know, you want to not spend all your money and all of this. And you're not doing a family holiday until at least May. You'll look at it then. And you're telling me you want to go away in June or whenever it is. I was like, oh, yeah, that's a really good point. She she remembers things I say. I don't remember what I say. I don't remember the That's uncalled for, remembering things you say. I don't think I know, that's necessary. It's not cool. Um, but I did say to her, look, I, I can't go because Pab's letting me down. If Pab wants to to join in the fun and go splitses with me, then we can no. go to Amsterdam. The other option is Pab could look after your kids for the weekend and Kirsty can come with us. That's a really good idea. Or, um, But then that's not really her splitting the cost with me is it that's just it costing well no Pab will still pay he'll uh, pay to look after your kids and you and Kirsty can go and have a romantic weekend in the uh, in the hotel that what was the theme of the room in our hotel Anna I can't burlesque. remember the word burlesque yeah we're in a burlesque hotel lovely if any of our uh, Dutch listeners want to just put me up for a weekend I'll come stay with you for a bit you can uh, feed me what do they have there waffles marijuana yeah, you can, yeah, feed, you can feed him cannabis. Let's go. Yeah, no, I'm sure our Dutch contingencies uh, will. Um, yeah, they'll come through. Awesome. We'll convince Pabby. Yeah, he wants a Dutch ice cream. You can hear it in his voice. I would happily have a Dutch ice cream like, without a 200 quid ticket for TwitchCon that we're going to be in for 10 minutes. <laughs> Could I commute don't from bother. Denmark? Don't, yeah, of course you can. Don't bother with getting the TwitchCon no ticket point, then. We won't be in there no much. Point. I'm telling you now. Prices for the hotels have have, have gone up. I've already second. paid for the hotel. Yes, have I know, but they they're, they're, <laughs> they're considerably higher now. Or when you booked it, than it was the week before when it didn't know. I think date. Amsterdam's quite a popular place for people to go to, regardless yeah, of if there's a convention not, on. It's not hey, trust no me. When, Remember, Kev wasn't booking the middle. He wasn't booking the place next to the event either. No, no, like the centre of that, the that's city. That's a sensible so. thing to do. But yeah, I, 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 we don't need to cover Kev's bookings now. I but, knew someone. Uh, <laughs> who, for the last TwitchCon that was at was it Amsterdam last time as well? Yeah. The last time he went, it was cheaper for him to commute on a plane from London or wherever it was back and forth on a plane and get a hotel. Yeah, but oh, that's Pat, because that. that's because it's thirty pound flights. Yeah, it, that, I mean that would be the case get, where, whether TwitchCon was on or not. We just get the premiere in at Luton then. Well, Let's you do can it. do that if you no, want. We're not you doing that. that I'm not Let's doing go. that. <laughs> we will, fun. What? That would be insane. We yeah. could just stream. We could sit on the plane. We could do little vlogs about our journey and our. our it is only cap. like a fifty-minute flight. I can't really keep on the flight. Then my plan was to sleep on the plane, but that, uh, I didn't think it was an eight-hour flight. I was just planning <laughs> on like only sleeping on airplanes. Could you imagine? Just that's my bed. The plane's my bed the entire time. 
Um, I mean, I well, could you just... perhaps go to the one in America then. Mm. <laughs> That's a good shout too. Commute, Commute back and forth day. to that yeah, <laughs> from Luton. <laughs> Do they fly to Anaheim from Luton? Probably. Uh, but anyway, Anna. Kevin. I've got a bone to pick with you. This has nothing to do with me. It is absolutely to do with you because no, I have developed an addiction and it is your fault. No, it isn't. It is absolutely your fault. And we Whatever have I do this, in bed, there's nothing this issue. to do with you. Please Sorry, let what? me clarify it before you get on this. <laughs> Goodness me. I am, I am bringing this to Judge Sheepdog and he will decide whether you should have known better based on what you know about me. We've been together 10 years now. You should know me quite well. I'm going to explain what happened and Sheepdog will tell you whether it's your fault or not that I am now addicted to Pokemon cards. This is this is what happened. Not true. For, for several weeks, Anna has been watching people open Pokemon cards on her phone. She sometimes watches it in bed. She sometimes watches it on the sofa. But she's doing it when I'm around, where I can hear it. And I've never had any interest in Pokemon cards. I was given a whole load of Pokemon cards at Summer in the City a few years ago and was so uninterested in them. They were in a bin bag in my garage for a year before I dropped them off at Sheepdog's house. No interest at all. But Anna kept having these little videos on. And I, every now and again, a man would get excited and I'd come <laughs> and have a little look. And he'd be opening stuff and getting excited about Just it. Just Leon like, Hart. Yes. Yeah, I think yeah. so. And um, I'd be having a little look and a little, slightly longer little look. And it was just kind of, it was there in my head. That looks, that looks, that looks fun. <laughs> and then we were in Tesco and we were wandering through the toy section. No, as we always no, do. no, no, no. We were going to the toy section to get the ice cream truck and the Tesco truck. The point was we were, you let me into the toy section and they had a whole load of Pokemon cards in there, um, little tins for a tenner. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to get one of these tins. And Anna yeah. went, okay. And she let me buy one tin for £10, <laughs> which I then brought home and opened it and thought, that was fun. That made me feel things. So I said to her, I think I'm going to go back to Tesco tomorrow and buy the rest of them. And she said, do what you want. So I did. I went back to Tesco. I bought everything they had, brought it back, opened them, got myself a nice shiny Charizard, showed her that. She said, that's good. Put it on the internet. You then backed her up and said it's worth several hundred pounds, apparently. And at that point, I'm in. It's ticking all my boxes. <laughs> and now I am stood here at 10.37 on a Friday night, sorting cards into order so I can put them in my binder. Now, is that Anna's fault? No. Anna, that's absolutely your fault. Like, How, I, I was How is that to, my fault? I was expecting to have to have it up. I, I kind of guessed it was going to be about the cards because I've you know, obviously been in the conversations on Twitter where he's been asking me about them. But uh, yeah, no, you, you're dangling this entertaining thing in front of him and then you know if he's going to get a taste of anything, he's, gonna, he's not going to do anything in moderation, is he? On phone. <laughs> I was just uh, doing my thing. He shouldn't have been listening. I don't need to he watches. Yeah, I was... He did also say, "Do what you want." You should have been like, "No, Kevin, don't get into this highly addictive, uh, you know, card collecting thing." 
they they must have seen him coming a mile away. They've gone quick, get the Charizard one out. It's it's the Lucio. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows he's a moron. He'll be buying everything. Um, yeah. Oh, Anna, what have you enabled here? This is silly. Um, have you had anything as good as the Charizard since? Oh yes, I've had some lovely stuff. I can't get into too much detail because I'm making videos on it. Um, so I don't want to spoil my upcoming videos, but yeah, I've got I've got quite the little collection of some quite cool stuff. Um, Have you developed any catchphrases yet? Do you say "I'm risking it all"? I, I'm not saying that. <laughs> the weird thing is, the thing I'm enjoying as much. See, it tickles all of my boxes, tickling my boxes. I get to the the thrill of opening packs, which for someone who spends hundreds of pounds on FIFA Ultimate Team every year and who collected the the sticker stick collects the stickers for every world cup and euros and loves all that i completed my euro sticker collection last year i love opening packs so i've got opening packs but then this was unexpected i've got sorting stuff and i am loving sorting stuff and putting it in my little binder but the thing i'm probably enjoying more than any of it which is what links it back in to this video game podcast is i am obsessively playing the game as well online because you get with every pack that you open, you get a little code that gives you a digital version of a pack. So I've got loads yeah. and loads of them. I've opened loads and that. loads of packs, and I have just been playing it constantly. I love it. It's such a good game. You know what I'm like with card games. I loved Hearthstone. I loved Gwent. I am a I am a card game monster, and it, it, this is like a triple triple attack on me. I feel defenseless. I just have to kind of hold my hands up and say, yeah, fair enough. Pokemon, trading cards, you've got me. There's nothing I can do about this now. I am yours. Do with me what you will. They have uh, quite good old um, DS games. They're like a game where they it was trading cards, but you also there's a story to it and stuff. Um, Don't give yeah, me story this... as well. Don't make it even worse. <laughs> I still have to work. Goodness me. I've got to pay for the cards somehow. When are you starting to get the suits for your videos? Because that's another thing that Leon Hart does, doesn't he? He wears those amazing Pokemon suits with the tyres and the big... <laughs> I have looked, but they don't come in my size. Mm. I've looked at them before because they, um, they do one that's just a... It's, I can't remember the name of the company. A mono suit or something, something like mm. that. Um, and they do a suit that looks like it's made of money. And I wanted to buy that to wear in the streamer showdown. But... They don't go up to my size. They only go up to like a forty-four inch chest, and I mean, That's I don't think like I don't think that would wrap sizes. around my leg. Yeah, I could I could have one jacket on each leg, and it might just about button up. I mean, but, I guess they probably think only children want to wear Pokemon jackets, <laughs> money idiots. jackets. But still, um, well, the last laughs on them. I went to that place. <laughs> we got our dodgy tuxedos from that time, and I've bought a golden paisley tuxedo. So. Uh. <laughs> Oh, I had a Paisley shirt when I was a kid, and it's ugly as hell. Oh. <laughs> oh, it's an excellent tuxedo, and that will be debuting on the streamer showdown this weekend. Nice. Um, so I, I have to. I'm looking forward to watching. Well, these videos aren't out yet, are they? I've not seen. No, these no, yet. they're being edited now. I'm assuming that you have practiced your uh, letting your blood pressure skyrocket as you see the card, and so you go as purple as possible and act like you're having a heart attack because well it's like i'm learning or... youtube for the first time again i've done i've done two videos now the first one i'm very very wooden 
and I've got a GoPro on my knee basically filming it and it's a bit rubbish and the lighting's a bit rubbish and I watched it back and I was like I don't even know if I can release it but I have to release it because I need to justify spending money on these cards <laughs> so I'm releasing it anyway but I've now got myself an overhead camera rig and extra lighting and the second one that i've just recorded this evening is much better and by the time i've got half a dozen of these under my belt i'll be a pro but yeah i'm uh, i'm getting there i am it's just fun it's a fun thing why didn't you tell me pokemon was good i feel like this is on you a little bit you could have told you could have told me well i know not to encourage you i i know full well that if i encourage you uh it will end badly but anna obviously forgets these things and classic female reaction to avoid all blame <laughs> i should be protected from this kind of thing you should it's too You're late vulnerable. now you can't you can't unpop the pringles but uh yeah it's just be aware the next thing that comes along don't let me try it don't let me know about it don't know where it ends for you though because the problem you've got is i don't think this current maybe i'm wrong i don't think this current set has the uh legends arceus pokemon in it um but like they literally just announced it so what you'll have is sort of three four months away there'll be a new set out and everyone will be doing a mad rush for whatever let's face it I ain't going to stop buying them now, am I? No, exactly. They're just going to um, keep... I buy... I get a box of wrestling figures turn up every month. It's when we go to conventions <laughs> and you're... Go- I mean, my mate John goes to events and uh, he'll be having a nose through seeing if they've got like a 15-year-old Dragonair or whatever that he's looking for and he's just trying to get a good price for it because he wants it in his collection and he wants that specific one and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it's fascinating because he's like some of them go for hundreds and he's going, I'm not going to spend that much. I need to, he wants to find somewhere that's got it and it's like a seven out of 10 or whatever. And he can spend like 50 quid on it instead of 400 quid on it or whatever. But, oh, it's ludicrous. I'd hate to think cause, cause Ollie's obviously got probably about a thousand cards up in his room in various drawers. And I dread to think if any of them were ever worth anything at any point, he's ruined them all now. Like they're just, they're in a big <laughs> old pile. Like I could sit and play a game with you. You'd definitely know which ones are mine. Cause they'd be the ones that are all tatty and broken, but um, yeah. Oh, wait, this to... is it then. We're playing, we're playing Pokemon in Amsterdam. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but uh, have you, are you doing the whole, putting them in their proper little sleeves, trying to avoid, Yes. Of course I am. Of course, I, that was ex- that's extra things I could buy. Of course, I've got a box <laughs> to keep them in. I've got three different no, binders no, for different sets. I thought you had sets. a fireproof box. No, I'm. I, uh, okay. I, I, I might invest in one of them if I get a few more good cards. I'll get a fireproof box. I was have explaining you learned, to you I would need a fireproof box at some point. Have you learned all about like the centering and the whiting yeah. rounds? Oh yes, of course and, I yeah, have. Of course. Oh, I've been telling Anna all about it. She's been having a lovely time. She's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've bought us a table so that we can sit in the living room and play it together. I bought her a deck so that we can so that we can play together. She's really looking forward to it, aren't you, Anna? No. I, I bought just us like a table. To, I, I just you like a deck. to watch that man open cards because he gets really <laughs> excited. And then I like to watch this other man who got who bought a whole box of, of of cards and they were all the same cards and then he found out they were not real cards and he got really, really sad about it. He even teared Aww. up like real cards to do something with the ink. I don't know what the ink was doing, but apparently they were all fake. And he spent uh, like 10 grand on this box of what first edition. Rather than tearing up, he should have returned them. Yeah, he, 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 I don't know. 
There's a lot of good stuff they do where they, I know someone's in a, a shop in America and they find a pack underneath a shelf and it's like, oh, this is a 20-year-old pack. Oh, I've um, seen I always, that as well. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Planning for the future, it. the stuff that I've bought today, I bought two. I bought one to open and one, right, that's going in the cupboard. I'm not touching that for 20 years. Just put it in a cupboard. <laughs> so I'm buying two of everything, one to open, one to keep. God, could you imagine? We'll be on like Pokemon Generation like twelve, and you'll be whacking out your Gen eight Pokemon cards, and we'll all be going, "Wow!" Like, well done for keeping them. We'll be on like podcast episode two thousand or something. This is where I need to get a separate storage unit for put them in that only Anna has the key to, because otherwise, there's no way they last in twenty years. They'll be open next week when I've got nothing else to do. See, I might just open one and have a look. My family think I'm a loser because when we went, I am a loser, but when we went to see uh, Pokemon I Choose You, they handed us a uh, Pokemon card in a little plastic see-through wrapper. It's like Pikachu wearing Ash's hat. Just, yeah. They handed me one and Oliver one and I took them both and they're on a shelf behind me, just behind stuff, just there in the part of the collection. And I'm just like, they're just going to sit there. Part of me's thinking they're probably going to get damaged thinking about it. But I was like, one day you just don't know. Cause I doubt many people kept them. They were just handed out at a cinema. And um, yeah, you just don't know. Kev might get mad enough that he goes, sheepdog, I haven't got that one. I'm willing to give you a house for it. And I'll be like, there we go. I knew it would pay off. Um, but don't encourage him. It, it's just sat on my shelf and it, Mrs. Sheepdog was like, what's the point? And I was like, well, I don't know. It might be useful one mm. day. It might be rare. I don't know. But it's probably not. It's probably like a fiver on eBay at the moment. But I didn't realise they do that. Whenever there's a film on in the cinema, it's worth going down there and, and getting it, getting the card. Well, I have um, been watching the anime, so I might be. I might start watching the films. I've been I've been watching the watching the first series still, which is ridiculously long. I feel it like is. I'm on like episode four hundred. <laughs> How long is this series? It is a long series. I feel like you're you're massively encroaching on my bit. Say <laughs> like, <laughs> the man who was streaming Football Manager this evening. This is just this is just me reciprocating. Weirdly role reversing. Yeah, we're we're uh, oh, it's it's weird. No, but I, I, to be fair, I've been trying to get... Uh, <laughs> this is how youngest... we, we slowly morph into the same person. We're just... <laughs> <laughs> when one of us dies, we're like, it doesn't matter. We've They've taken enough of each other's personalities to... The, that, the one that's left can live both lives. It's fine. It's <laughs> a bit daunting. <laughs> 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 I'd get a lot of... I'd inherit a lot of Pokemon cards, though, and a lot of uh, other, other tat. All you'd, those need, uh, you'd need my strong hairline, though. Uh, I just wear a wig. Yeah, I'll leave. I'll add that to my will. I'll I leave my hair you. to sheepdog. Yeah. I'll just go there. I'll be like, oh, Anna, can I can I see the body? And then like, I'll be like, just leave me a minute alone. I want to say goodbye to him. He's my mate. And then to come back, and I'll have just cut your scalp clean off. <laughs> so, and you'll be, be wearing it when she walks in. <laughs> I'll be wearing it in some shades, and I'll be on stilts, so and she'll think it's you back from the dead. But it's just me trying to be taller. Um, yeah that all seems reasonable that seems fine that's an excellent plan but yeah that that this concludes episode one of uh judge sheepdog anna is guilty like i'm afraid yeah. guilty as charged Not a is that the right thing they say i think so i think she probably owes me some pokemon cards I don't owe you anything. <laughs> Court adjourned. uh right uh, pabby if if you could muster such a thing up now would be a good time to put in an advert before you talk about some video games 
And now the weather. Expect partly cloudy skies with an excellent chance of maximum refunds. Wait, that can't be right. Oh, but it is. Who are you? I'm April. And we could see refunds raining down all tax season with people switching to Tax Act. Tax Act? The tax filing software that makes it easy to file for less and get more. New forecast. It's sunny days ahead for everyone using Tax Act. Always happy to brighten your day. Tax Act. Switch to Tax Act today and start for free. See taxact.com for details. This President's Day, celebrate American legends with great deals at the Jeep President's Day event. Right now, get 0% financing for 72 months on select 2021 Jeep Grand Cherokee models. Excludes Grand Cherokee L, SRT, and Trackhawk. 0% APR financing for 72 months equals $1,389 per month per 1000 finance for all qualified buyers through Chrysler Capital regardless of down payment. Not all buyers will qualify. See dealer for details. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 228-2022. Jeep is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. Beautiful. He probably didn't put one in. He's been really lazy with it lately. <laughs> He's been crap, hasn't he? <laughs> this is I mean Pap, I've got I've got cards to pay for. For goodness sake, put some adverts in. We ain't getting to Amsterdam if you don't pull your finger out, Pabby. Um if you'd have been pressing that button for the past six weeks or however long it's been, we'd have probably been able to buy two Amsterdams with that, but Exactly. Uh. Right, somebody talk about video games. I've been um... playing Assassin's No, I haven't. Not Assassin's Creed. <laughs> Why did I say Assassin's Creed? Because I saw the like, What's the sort of thing I might have been playing? Jeez. And that was the first one that came into your that head. That was. That really got... Cause, because I keep seeing it going, oh, Valhalla is free to the 28th. I'm like, well, I already own it, so it doesn't matter. No, I have put 25 hours into Horizon Forbidden West. And I like it more than I did. Um... When? Well, I, last I, week, you mean? Yeah, I started it last week. I only played an hour before the thing because Kevin was on about his knees or something. Um, <laughs> and I was like, oh, I don't, I don't really like it. Doing my day. It, it, because what has happened is I came from Dying Light and I, because I haven't finished that yet, I came from Dying Light into this and the parkour in Dying Light and the movement is like seamless. It's just, mwah, like I love it. It just moves but she doesn't move like this Aloy and it was it was doing my head in and I, just, I couldn't I couldn't get into it and I was like just move properly just but they there seems to be like it's like she's stuck on like glue paper just like move and she doesn't um so anyway I persevered with it um like I said I'm now 25 hours in and the story has got me because there has been twists and turns that I was not expecting. I was like, what is happening here? Why is this happening? So I'm not, I don't want to give spoilers, but things happen. And I was like, what? Who? Why? Where? So, yes, I'm enjoying it. Um, there was a patch out yesterday, but um, I don't know what it was for. But I keep getting really weird screen issues now i don't know whether it's my tv being weird or the game is being weird but like i'll do an action and the screen will just go completely black and yesterday i went past so i ran down a hill and i came back up the hill because i was trying there was like a green exclamation mark and green ones are um, side missions but for some reason she wouldn't talk to me so i ran down the hill ran back up again to see if it something had to click over but as I went past one part of this hill, my screen went blank. I went, came back up, went down again, and it went blank at the same time. So I don't know if it's the, the world, 
or the TV. But I keep getting it every now and then. It's only like a split second, but it's noticeable. And I don't know why it's happening. Maybe they need to patch it. But yes, I, I like the way you scan things now. So in in the world of Horizon, she has like this little... They call, she calls it like... um I don't know what she calls it, actually. She can basically see the old world through this little triangle thing focus. on her. Focus, that's it, on her head. So she can, like, you press the button, everything, like, lights up when she's in, like, an old place from before or the machines are there. And now you can, like, pick what part you want to, like, hit off first because you can use them parts for your armour and your um weapons so that's kind of cool because like say i want because like now you get um armor and the armor can be upgraded this wasn't in the last one the last one you could put like weaves on them so it would be like i don't know um six percent against acid or fire well this time you can also update your armor and i needed like this flying beast i needed its chest plate to make my armor stronger so as i was doing it through my focus so that the focus tells you like what it's weak against what it's um what it's not so weak at and it tells you where their certain um bits are so you can focus on them hit them they fall off and then as they fall off they are then uh collectible and then you can take them and do what you need with them so that's kind of cool that you can set yourself jobs. It will show up on your focus and then you can do it that way. Um, if you need a part that's not an animal, not a, a machine, sorry, but an animal, if you just press triangle, it will tell you where that is. And you can go there and farm them pieces. So yeah, I'm liking it. I've gone to the west. So I started in the east or centre. Well, the west was forbidden. It is forbidden. Um, mm. I have seen a nice lush area. So, like I said last week, it was very green. I just there was too much green. I was just like, oh, this is too much because, yes, I'm not colour blind, but it was just there was so much green. And then when you got your focus and that's blue, it just didn't really work with my eyeballs very well. Um, I got out of that. I got to like a more. It was it was still green and nice and lush, but it it was I could see it it wasn't so bad. So I've done like that side of the map. So if, like think of thirds going right to left. I've done that third. Now I'm in the middle third, and then I'll have the other third. So I think that each one is going to be a different biome because I remember seeing. I remember seeing the the videos and I've not seen what was in the videos yet. Like it was a beach and it was lush and it was water and it was stuff. So I have not seen that yet. There's been some frustrating things of... Like I'm liking the game, but the game is not very good at explaining things. Because such like as. in the... Such as face paint. Yeah. I keep getting face paint. I now know I know what to do with them now. But at the start, oh, I was like, your abilities. Where are these? Like the just the face paint stuff. As like, I was getting them, it's like face paint required. I'm like, yes, but I want to put I it see. on my face. I now ha I now know how to put them on my face. But only truly the last hour I've found that out. So I now have face paint. 
Um, it doesn't tell you. So, like, I was finding these flowers on walls, these red mm-hmm. flowers. And this was in the first area, and I'd go to him and goes, can't get past there, need equipment. What, what equipment? He doesn't tell you. I was there just hitting arrows at it and javelins at it and everything at it. It's just like, no, this is blocked. And I was like, so that was annoying me. And now I found another collectible that I cannot collect because I need another <laughs> piece of special equipment. And, like, I keep finding... Because, like, in the first game, there was these metal flowers and mm-hmm. they they are everywhere like they are in every part of the map i've been so i know where they all are but I, do i have the piece of weaponry that i need to open that no <sighs> that just just give me all the weapons at the start well not at the start but like give me everything i need so i don't have to keep going back to areas um Quality of life, they have now put in fast travel that is free. So if you find a, what's one of these called? Fire. So campfire. I made a fire with my hands. <laughs> if you find <laughs> a campfire, you can go from one to another one that you have found. That's incredibly helpful, especially when you're going like across over there, quite far away and there's mm-hmm. machines mm-hmm. everywhere and then you flick back. Um, you can fast travel from anywhere, but that would use a... Um, a bed like goal a travel, pack thing. It's like a travel ticket type thing. Yeah, so but they're, they're like, use. yeah, they're, they're easy enough to make and you can buy them anywhere. So oh, that's you can make fun. them? Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you get pressed I assume you could down, buy them. I didn't know if you could make them, though. Okay. Yeah, they're in the crafting area. Right. There you go. Um, there's cra- Was there crafting things? I don't believe uh, yeah, there was. Yeah, you crafted it. You crafted your ammo and stuff. Like yes. You do now, so. But this one you can now... Like like I said, you can make your armor and your weapons more impacty mm-hmm. and just yes, I like that. I like collecting things because like in the first game you would collect things, but it would only be for shards, and the shards you just buy new armor and weapons. This time you can like I've got a suit on that I've had from the first area because I really like it. Um, the the um the skills that tree is massive and oh, yeah. i still yeah. don't understand half of it because it's like use your valor what, use what now what, valor what what was that yeah and it doesn't tell you it hasn't like i found it, one that i like so but it, it's like it kind of does but very briefly and i feel like i stumbled across it by accident and you have to kind of go into a menu and activate your valor don't yes. you it's like an ability you yeah, get unlocking certain lets you get down certain levels of the uh the skill tree yes so there's like you'll have like i don't know four or five little abilities and in the middle there's a big one um i think you just you have to go into like you'll be in a battle and you'll want to change it to one of them and then you can just equip it yes. i've only had the one equipped at the moment because i like how it works that's how i play because i am playing this game stealthy I like yeah, playing myself, yeah. <laughs> you can play it, uh, I don't know, as tanky if you want, but I like I like playing myself. I like going up behind them and, like, yeah. poking them with a stick, <laughs> which is yeah. literally a stick. Yeah. She likes doing that in real life I, I as well. I <laughs> do, yes. Um, I like the climbing more. That's more better. Like, in the first game, there was climbing, but they were only at certain areas, so there will be, like, yellow like nobules on the wall and you could go up them this one if you scan a wall area 
it will show you like little lines and if there's yellow lines you can um you can go up them i like that does it mm -hmm. does get a bit fiddly sometimes like yes, she'll go and like she'll just say there and like move oh my god just move and she doesn't but um yeah i like the fact that you can go just over a hill and not have to go all the way around because that's annoying um you can play the game guided do not play the game guided oh my god i put it on guided as because so i have it on explorer right with explorer you can like i will highlight my mission and the quickest way to get to a mission is a straight line the guided one will make you so say you're in like a middle of i don't know a wooded area the guided one will make you go to a road and then like take you the longest way ever and you're looking at it like well why why if you do if you do it the explorer you can it just points you where it is on the map and then you can just walk there instead of going around all the roads i just, I just don't i just don't like that i turned it off because it's getting on my nerves it did it in the first game as well i was like no this is annoying um, I don't want to go on the roads. I want to explore. I want to go down that hole and find what's down there and then get stuck and then have to travel out. That that That's fun. Don't do that. It's not fun. But, um, yeah, apart from the not having certain weapons through the game, because it gives you places to explore, I can't explore them, and then that just makes me sad. Um, But I'm enjoying it. I've like not said, seen I'm... that yet, really. I've not come across that. Have you that. not? No. I mean... I... I've played ten hours or so. Uh, oh well, that's why then. Yeah, <laughs> I've I've just done the first tall neck. Oh gosh, okay. So I've done a lot of. I feel like I've done a lot of side quests. Yes, I've been doing uh, a lot of the side stuff that has turned up for me, and I think I'm level twelve. I think, and I was doing quests that were level seven. So oh, I'm, I'm like I'm level twenty-seven. Yeah, I'm more than powerful enough now to to handle that, and I. I enjoy. I said this last week, and I'll say it again. I don't know if it gets any better, but I don't. It does. I feel like the game. I feel like there's so much more story in this than 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 what the previous one was, where I felt lost yeah. pretty much immediately, and all the story comes right in the back quarter. Yes, yes, um, it does. This one, there's more story in this straight away, but I feel like they do a bad job of explaining. I said it last week. They do a bad job of explaining what has gone on previously. There's a recap at the start. And, but, but, there is. But, like, someone just turns up to me in the market, and she, she, they both know each other. Yep. I'm like, but I don't know who this person is. And they're just having a conversation, like, as if I'm not there. And I'm like, I'm meant to know who this person is, but it doesn't explain who this no. person is. But they know, they obviously know each other. But I'm meant to make decisions based on me knowing this person and how the conversation's going to go. And I'm like, I don't, I have no connection to this person, so it doesn't mean anything to me. So yeah. I could be a bit of an arse with them and not realising that they're quite a pivotal character that I kind of need to keep on my side. But I don't know. Um, yeah, I think there's, I think there's a character section that you can... I probably do need on. to probably read on, but I'm not reading. Anything that comes <laughs> up with a big, big log of text, I'm like, I'm not reading this. Except for the ones that like have a code for something. There's occasionally oh, someone gosh, that requires yes. you to need read a code, them. and you're like, okay, I better read the code then. Yeah. There's, 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 a, there's, a, there's a, a little note there next to the coded lock. I better read this one. Yeah. 
What like, I like there has been times I've had to look at walkthroughs because it's just oh, it's did. not clear. I did. Like... I did. I went one of, through one of the ruins and yes. there was one. I was like, I, I was like, he puts a hole in the floor. I was like, there's a hole in the floor. Okay, great. Now what I'm doing is holding the floor. I, like, I don't know. I'm climbing through the hole. I'm up and down this hole, up and around the yeah. building. Going, I don't know what I'm going to do. And then it's just a case of I'm going to push this box through through the hole. I was like, oh, yeah. seriously? I was like, it felt like a bit of an idiot. But so far, it's I have enjoyed it. It's, it. I found it getting its grips of me. Yeah, um, which isn't a bad thing. It, I felt like I struggled with the first one, and I kind of forced myself through a lot of it. This one, I feel like it's got its grips of me. Um, the animation is something else. The the character models and the facial animations mm. is oh, like gosh, almost yeah. are almost like ultra realistic. It's frightening how how good they look. It's, I just found myself just watching a conversation, just like kind of just staring, going that. <laughs> it's like almost real. It's so it good. Is. Like I turned it off. Was it? I did it on one performance mode, and I turned that off. Cause just didn't like it. it. It had issues with like popping, like the backgrounds and stuff, and I didn't like it. So I turned it on to the other one or oh, with resolution. I turned it on that, and it's mm. much better. Um, they ha- all have really nice teeth. Yes, yeah. I find that really bizarre. <laughs> they all yeah. have perfect straight teeth. Now I don't know if that's something to do with their atmosphere, or <laughs> they've got. Great I mean... <laughs> water or something, but they yeah, all. Makes the good, does it? Yes, it's they all the have water, yeah. perfect teeth. It's it's mad. I just I find that a bit jarring. Like your teeth are so perfect. How like uh, I don't know. That's the only thing that's just like weird. But yeah, I've got like people have got face paint on. And the face paint actually has got like reflective pigments in it, and it's just like wow, that's. That's mad how, like, ref- and I know it's because of PlayStation Five and 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 it's newer console, newer technology, but yeah, it's just it's pretty. And I like like the story at the moment. I'm like, who is that? And yeah, it's it's good. Mm-hmm. But that that's all I play this week because <laughs> it just takes up all my time. That and I've been watching. Someone play Elden Ring. This game oh. is looks amazing. Okay. I will not play it because it's one of them games. I cannot play them games. They will frustrate me out. But I love watching these games. I watched Bloodborne. I've watched Dark Souls. The other one. I love watching them, but I will not play them. Have you played it? Have you yes. got it? I've got it. I've played I played about ninety minutes of it. I wanted to have played more, but I spent an hour before I played it today trying to get the controller to work for it. It, oh, just, no. it just wasn't working at all. I was like, I don't know what the issue is. What you want? PS Five. PC. PC. No. Uh, solution was unplug mouse and keyboard, then restart the game. And that <laughs> it basically just gives it no option, but you can't play mouse and keyboard now. You've got to play with this controller. Ah, uh, okay. Which is stupid. I'm actually going to determine. How do you play- restart the game without a mouse and a keyboard? In big picture mode. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Um, it's it's it, it's going to deter me from playing this game if we don't fix that because I'm not going around unplugging the computer like not pulling the computer <laughs> out and unplugging the mouse and keyboard every time I want to play this game. Um. But you're right, I know it is one of those games. It very much is mm. one of those games. Now with a sprinkling of 
Breath of the Wild in there for the for oh, good yeah, measure. Oh yeah, definitely. It's all open world. So much options to work with. A map, a map that has never been in a in a Souls game or any From Software game for that matter. Realistically, um, fast travel, crafting. Uh, but there's no quest log, is there? Yeah, uh, it's a no. You're right. There is no quest log. Mm. It's just a get now. Talk about Horizon having <laughs> having a guided mode. This is boot you up the backside, out the door, and go go on, clear off. And then you go, yeah. but what? You but what? But what? And then the door slams behind you. Like I, I don't know what I'm gonna be doing. I, I honestly don't know what I'm gonna be doing. You get a, there's like a tiny bit of hint sort of thing. <clears throat> so you go to like the the grace. Uh, the places of grace, which are basically bonfires, I think. I can't, I can't remember the exact name. Yeah. And they give you, like, if you look at the map, they kind of, like, guide you in a direction, sort of thing, like a point of interest kind of thing. They kind of just kind it's of like go... a, a paint stripe, isn't it? Like Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like way. a little, like, little stripe. And I've been told it points you towards other points of grace. Uh, um, okay. So it points to them, but they're, obviously they come with usually a place of interest or somewhere you need to go to do something. Mm-hmm. Um, so all I've done realistically is just wander around this this open world. I got me, I just got absolutely battered straight away. I was like wandering around, like who's this big lad? And this big lad on a horse come along and just oh yeah, absolutely don't beat the hell out of me. I went ah okay, so he's he's I don't mess with him <laughs> straight yeah, out of the gate. Don't mess with him. He's a bigger boy. I'm gonna leave him alone. Um, so instead, I just kind of went around him, uh, and then I went through a castle like a big archway kind of thing, like a front of a castle or uh, some sort of fort. And there's, like, four guys stood there in front of me. I was like, okay, we'll deal with it. Then this gigantic big troll just drops down in front of me, jumped off the top of the off top of the, the uh, castle. I was like, oh, God. So I, I ran it, ran away from him, kind of kited him around a bit, using magic, because I'm, I'm playing a magic class because I'm a dirty, like, cheater who <laughs> doesn't like... I just, magic classes are notoriously... Easier to work because they work with ranged attacks. Uh, so, okay, but there was a samurai, wasn't there as well? The that samurai. Cool. There is. There's all sorts of different types. I'm a astrologer. Okay. I think that is the class I picked. She's supposed to be heavy in magic. No, you know that's not as cool as a samurai, right? Yes, but <laughs> it has a magic wand, so I can just shoot him from a distance and run away. That's my that's my philosophy you in this are game. A yeah. <laughs> that, Leave him trust below. me. That's 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 just. Uh, uh, effective strategy in this game being someone Run. who I, yes. I can, if I can get up close because this game, also from what I can tell, I don't think many other other ones, Sekiro did but this one has stealth in it as well, where you can hide through the bushes like Horizon yes. shuffle your way in right up to the back and then backstab them, do massive damage on a crit and then you can like just finish them off what I don't like so far <laughs> is that if you down an enemy, like sort of knock them to the to the floor, you can't just like right. I'm going to finish you off now and like wail on them. They have, they have like invincibility till they get back up. Uh, I'm like, oh, well, that's the worst okay. because then it gives them a chance to get the shields back up or take a swipe at you, which has, has happened quite a bit. Yeah. Um, but so far the game is just survive. The game is just survive <laughs> and see what we get. Like I say, I've only played about ninety minutes of it, but it is very much one of those games, a Dark Souls esque. With, like, say, open world, like, and you can literally go anywhere. You can just a game. There's no 
to me, there's no real massive responsibility. It's a game. It's a game of trial and error. It's like go over there. Oh, I died. I realized that's not a place for me. I'll go the other way and see if it gets me any success going that way. It is like ultimate exploration mm-hmm. and finding out what what is in this world. Um, and yeah, it seems, it seems interesting. It does seem interesting. Uh, if you like from software games like Dark Souls and Bloodborne, Demon Souls, it's more it's more Dark Souls than like say Bloodborne or Sekiro. But it seems all right. It seems all right for what it is. Um, I will play some more. We'll see how if we get on with it. But as it stands, I prefer playing Horizon just because of the ease of it. <laughs> it's just it's yeah. probably less stressful and. It's a lot more hand-holdy, especially with the guided mode on which I have on. I I do actually confess I've got the guided mode on because I oh, want do. to. I do. I just don't like the way it handles the the map. I just. But you don't. Yeah, I, I realize what you're saying, and I was like, sometimes I I just ignore the map. I just kind of like I know where it wants me to go. I'll just aim in this direction and just kind of. Yeah. The map will adjust to me rather than me just trying to bend to its will. Um, but I need I need to pinpoint the points of interest and different things on the map for me for on Horizon. Um. And yeah, we'll see. We'll see how Elden Ring goes. I, I, I've seen like you and I've seen many videos on it. Like, of all people, yeah, it's the only way I'll, I'll enjoy. Like, if they put an easy mode in it, and then I'd go and play it. But I, I just but that's can't. Not, that's not the way. They I do know. It, that, it? Yeah. I know. But that's... I just want to experience the world. But if I can't experience by playing it, I will. Yeah, you probably just better someone. to experience with watching it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Probably for the best. Um. Yeah, I feel like that is probably. How I've played, yes, I'm gonna say yes. It's like people's... a lot of games are coming out, but it's taking up a oh. lot of people's time, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. It's That's two massive, like massive, like open world games that have come out in the last week. <laughs> Just a lot <laughs> yeah. of time taken up for people. Yeah, definitely. Cheap dog. Uh, I've not really done anything new. I've completed Arceus now. I'm, I've done it. I've, I've got like uh, about. 15 side quests to do and um, so i think i'm going to stream that sunday afternoon and just finish it um other than that i've been playing on board game arena a bit more i hadn't touched it i got so sick of it in lockdown because it become my tuesday night routine but um now it's not now it's not compulsory i'm enjoying it i was playing a game called king of tokyo on there that you're basically everyone's a monster and you've got a choice of standing outside of tokyo and attacking whoever's in tokyo or being in tokyo and attacking outwards and yeah each dice rolling and stuff like that i feel like we should play games on this at some point just just socially because it's fun um but also i'm sort of trying to figure out whether i could get away with streaming games on it it's such a cool site um i'm excited that obviously i've got my uh pokemon go fest tomorrow from nine till nine Uh, all day it's going to be fantastic. I can't wait. There's going to be legends in the wild, so the legendary beasts are going to be running around. Um, if any of you don't have the regionals from Gen 2, they'll be in the wild tomorrow. I think for free. There was a picture I of I think I free. speak for the rest of us when I say we have no interest in Pokemon. Uh, <laughs> um, the tickets are still available as well. What am I? Th- what am I saying? So uh, I, had, I had a picture for the free features ready for the yeah. So the regional Pokemon will be available tomorrow for free. Um, event exclusive eggs will be available for free. New shiny Pokemon for free. I have a question. Um, Come Do you work for these people? <laughs> no, I don't. But it's Sounds a like game that I really like, and 
you know, I paid for the ticket and it's very cool. So I'm just saying people should get on it. It's it's a good exa- it's a good chance to complete the decks if you haven't got the regionals. You know, I had to go to Florida to get some of these regionals. They're in oh, the some wild of tomorrow for free. That's interesting. Yeah. Exactly. That's why no, no, you've got pubs. I'm not gonna open it. No, I'm not gonna You'll open it. Heracross no. is a great Pokemon and it's now available shiny as well. I'll, so I'll live with giant Heracross. Um, you won't live without having one though, because they're really good. Uh, um, yeah. So yeah. that's what I'm going to be spending my day tomorrow doing: just uh, walking and driving around town, <clears throat> sitting on my own, ignoring my family, <laughs> <laughs> being completely alone, listening to the football on the radio while I sit in the cold, um, and and hoping that it will be a successful one. Because last year was really good. Um, I think the only other thing I've been playing is Football Manager, which I'm hoping the new update will makes uh, it keeps doing really weird things um i don't know if it's just football manager being football manager or whether or, or what but i had a player who i offered to clubs because i didn't want him and he said i'm annoyed i want to leave i'm annoyed you tried to sell me i'm off and i'm like okay good that's just football manager being football manager and it was just weird and then on the parting words i was like look i had to sell you you're, you're worth a lot of money he went cheers boss really appreciate you and i'm like you hated me five seconds ago <laughs> weird game um but yeah I'm, I'm i can't decide whether i'm slowly running out of steam with the game itself or whether i'm just running out of steam with the save and need to start a new one so i need to I need well was the new update out there's never been a better time yeah to start a new save plus the new versus mode versus mode um, which has online uh, playing against other people, matchmaking stuff for the first time ever. Oh, um, which is going to be interesting. Wow. Online matchmaking. Can so you does, imagine? How does that work? Do I sign up? Like you can either you can you can export the team from your save if you want, or you can just pick any team in the game, and then play against other people. It's not perfect yet, so at the moment it's not. Um, you can't like say let's have. I want to play someone who's got a four-star team with my four-star team. So you could go on there as Maidstone and play against Chelsea. Uh, so my recommendation would be take a team from a save that you've done really well with and yeah. get on there and with no your team. save exists. Thanks for uh, supporting. I was really, that was really a uh, comment for the listeners rather yeah. than you. Uh, but yeah, it looks interesting. You can do little online tournaments as well. I suspect... Once the stream of showdown is uh, over and done with this weekend and this charity thing that I'm doing right now, as the podcast comes out, I'm doing a charity stream. Once all that kind of stuff's out of the way, I suspect I'll do a stream where I do like a tournament with viewers thing because you can just do uh, uh, like a eight team tournament, 16 team tournament, and it's just like first come first serve to jump in and it will just set up the tournament for you. And it's really, it looks really cool. It's their big new thing. So. Fingers crossed this is the thing that allows us to finally take on FIFA and I can become a millionaire. Yeah, maybe it will be. Sounds cool, though, actually. That's that's a good time for it to come out because, as I say, I mean, I think it's just the save. I moved from Maidenhead to Cardiff. I suck at Cardiff. They've got no money and um, no one free is good enough to play for them. So it's just like a bit of a catch-22 weird club to work at. But, um, yeah, I mean... That's been my week, really. Those games, uh, board games, and uh, catching. I've, I've been trying to catch shiny Pokemon in Legends Arceus, but there are none. Uh, the other big Pokemon thing that uh, is happening, which may be relevant to cards, so it's worth you knowing, Kev, oh, is that there's cards. a. Well, I don't know for sure, but because it's Pokemon Day tomorrow, not just not just Go Fest. Tomorrow is every year, whatever the date is. 20, I guess it's twenty February. Must be Pokemon Day, um, but it's tomorrow. 
um, or it's tomorrow or Sunday. I forget actually. Anyway, Sunday they're doing a fifteen-minute-long, uh, you know, live event thing on the internet where they talk about future releases and normally that will mean they'll say we're bringing out this new game this dlc this card game box set you know um so it'd be a good way for you to listen firsthand when they're releasing the next boxes or what the plan is if they do well i guess you'll have to tell me when it's happening i will i'll try and remember it'll probably be during the streamer showdown or something and you'll have to uh, prioritize i'll have to watch that and not win this time (laughs) but uh no i'm excited i'm hoping that they announced like dlc for all three of the switch games uh even though one of them's already had one but i'm just hoping that they'll just have a whole massive stream of dlc coming out and then i'll have plenty to play because if they if they haven't got dlc coming out in like march then i don't know what i'm playing in march <laughs> i'm kind of running out of uh ideas i need to sit and figure out what play I the do. card game with old kev you said that before but i don't know that i don't I really know if i fancy when i said that. that before that was as i was downloading it to have a look that was the day I'd bought the cards and I had a code to use. So I went on there and used my one code and had a little look and said, you should do this, sheepdog. And uh, then everything went awry from there. I I did have a drawer full of those codes at one point where I kept getting them out of Ollie's kits and thinking I might I might use these one day. If I, if I stumble across that drawer over the weekend, not that I'm going <laughs> to look for it, but if I happen to... Um, then I will I will dabble them. I'll, I'll stick them in. Yeah. But uh, I'm pretty sure I only did the, the tutorial on the online bit, and maybe one game against another person, and I just got annihilated. And I just thought, okay, that's not for me. Um, I am the annihilation man now. <laughs> I do the annihilating. I probably don't want to keep just following games you're on. <laughs> do you know what I mean? That's, that seems like a bad idea as well. I just need to find my own games, and then you'll like them in a year. Um, you have no imagination, though. I have to tell you what to play. I or really you won't don't play have anything. imagination. No, it's insane. I, it's driving me nuts. That is the problem. Uh, I just, I need to just sit. I, I need to sit and dedicate time to it and brain space to it. I haven't really done that. I, I'm expecting the inspiration to just pop up the moment I need it, rather than actually sitting down and making a plan. So that's what I need to do. Splendid. Is that is that your lot then, boys and girls? Are we done? It is. We are done. Yeah. Well, then we will wrap the podcast up there for another week. Uh, this time next week, Pab will be telling us that he's agreed to come to Amsterdam. But between now and then, make sure you all tell him on Twitter that it's a good idea for Pabby. Because then he can have Dutch ice cream, which I know he's always longed for. Um, make sure you follow us on the Twitter. It's at MGUK Podcast, or I'm at Lelujo. And I'm at RB6K. I'm at Miss Lelujo. And I'm at Pab1986. And if you are listening to this when it first comes out and you're now at a loose end for the rest of your Saturday morning... Head over to Twitch between 9 and 12 Saturday morning where I'm doing a charity stream for special effects, trying to raise lots of money for those. And then, of course, it is Streamer Showdown weekend as well where I'll become Kevy eight times and win myself some Pokemon card tokens. Hooray! See you next week, boys and girls. Have a good week. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening, folks. This President's Day, celebrate American legends with great deals at the Jeep President's Day event. Right now, get 0% financing for 72 months on select 2021 Jeep Grand Cherokee models. 
Excludes Grand Cherokee L, SRT, and Trackhawk. 0% APR financing for 72 months. Equals $13.89 per month per 1,000 finance for all qualified buyers through Chrysler Capital regardless of down payment. Not all buyers will qualify. See dealer for details. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 228-2022. Jeep is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. This President's Day, celebrate American legends with great deals at the Jeep President's Day event. Right now, get 0% financing for 72 months on select 2021 Jeep Grand Cherokee models. Excludes Grand Cherokee L, SRT, and Trackhawk. 0% APR financing for 72 months equals $13.89 per month per 1,000 finance for all qualified buyers through Chrysler Capital regardless of down payment. Not all buyers will qualify. See dealer for details. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 228-2022. Jeep is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC.